Job chapter 1. A man named Job lived in Uz. He was a man of integrity. He was decent. He feared God, and he stayed away from evil. He had seven sons and three daughters. He owned seven thousand sheep and goats, three thousand camels, one thousand oxen, five hundred donkeys, and a large number of servants. He was the most influential person in the Middle East. His sons used to go to each other's homes, where they would have parties. Each brother took his turn having a party. They would send someone to invite their three sisters to eat and drink with them. When they finished having their parties, Job would send for them in order to cleanse them from sin. He would get up early in the morning and sacrifice burnt offerings for each of them. Job thought, My children may have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Job offered sacrifices for them all the time. One day when the sons of God came to stand in front of the Lord, Satan, the accuser, came along with them. The Lord asked Satan, Where have you come from? Satan answered the Lord, From wandering all over the earth. The Lord asked Satan, Have you thought about my servant Job? No one in the world is like him. He is a man of integrity. He is decent. He fears God, and he stays away from evil. Satan answered the Lord, Haven't you given Job a reason to fear God? Haven't you put a protective fence around him, his home, and everything he has? You have blessed everything he does. His cattle have spread out over the land. But now stretch out your hand and strike everything he has. I bet he'll curse you to your face. The Lord told Satan, Everything he has is in your power, but you must not lay a hand on him. Then Satan left the Lord's presence. One day when Job's sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's home, a messenger came to Job. He said, While the oxen were plowing and the donkeys were grazing nearby, men from Sheba attacked. They took the livestock and massacred the servants. I'm the only one who has escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another messenger came and said, a fire from God fell from heaven and completely burned your flocks and servants. I'm the only one who has escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another messenger came and said, The Chaldeans formed three companies and made a raid on the camels. They took the camels and massacred the servants. I'm the only one who has escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another messenger came and said, your sons and your daughters were eating and drinking wine at their oldest brother's home, when suddenly a great storm swept across the desert and struck the four corners of the house. It fell on the young people, and they died. I'm the only one who has escaped to tell you. Job stood up, tore his robe in grief, and shaved his head. Then he fell to the ground and worshipped. He said, Naked I came from my mother, and naked I will return. The Lord has given, and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. Through all this, Job did not sin or blame God for doing anything wrong. Job chapter 2. One day when the sons of God came to stand in front of the Lord, Satan, the accuser, came along with them. The Lord asked Satan, Where have you come from? Satan answered the Lord, From wandering all over the earth. The Lord asked Satan, have you thought about my servant Job? No one in the world is like him. He is a man of integrity. He is decent. He fears God, and he stays away from evil. And he still holds on to his principles. You're trying to provoke me into ruining him for no reason. Satan answered the Lord, Skin for skin. Certainly a man will give everything he has for his life. But stretch out your hand and strike his flesh and bones. I bet he'll curse you to your face. The Lord told Satan, he is in your power, but you must spare his life. Satan left the Lord's presence and struck Job with painful boils. 
from the soles of his feet to the top of his head. Job took a piece of broken pottery to scratch himself as he sat in the ashes. His wife asked him, Are you still holding on to your principles? Curse God and die. He said to her, You're talking like a godless fool. We accept the good that God gives us. Shouldn't we also accept the bad? Through all this Job's lips did not utter one sinful word. When Job's three friends heard about all the terrible things that had happened to him, each of them came from his home, Eliphaz of Teman, Bildad of Shua, Zophar of Naamah. They had agreed they would go together to sympathize with Job and comfort him. When they saw him from a distance, they didn't even recognize him. They cried out loud and wept, and each of them tore his own clothes in grief. They threw dust on their heads. Then they sat down on the ground with him for seven days and seven nights. No one said a word to him, because they saw that he was in such great pain. Job chapter 3 After all this, Job finally opened his mouth and cursed the day he was born. Job said, Scratch out the day I was born, and the night that said, A boy has been conceived, that day, let it be pitch black. Let God above not even care about it. Let no light shine on it. Let the darkness and long shadows claim it as their own. Let a dark cloud hang over it. Let the gloom terrify it. That night, let the blackness take it away. Let it not be included in the days of the year or be numbered among the months. Let that night be empty. Let no joyful singing be heard in it. Let those who curse the day, those who know how to wake up Leviathan, curse that night. Let its stars turn dark before dawn. Let it hope for light and receive none. Let it not see the first light of dawn, because it did not shut the doors of the womb from which I came, or hide my eyes from trouble. Why didn't I die as soon as I was born, and breathe my last breath when I came out of the womb? Why did knees welcome me? Why did breasts let me nurse? Instead of being alive, I would now be quietly lying down. I would now be sleeping peacefully. I would be with the kings and the counselors of the world who built for themselves what are now ruins. I would be with princes who had gold, who filled their homes with silver. I would be buried like a stillborn baby. I would not exist. I would be like infants who never saw the light. There the wicked stop their raging. There the weary are able to rest. There the captives have no troubles at all. There they do not hear the shouting of the slave driver. There you find both the unimportant and important people. There the slave is free from his master. Why give light to one in misery, and life to those who find it so bitter, to those who long for death but it never comes, though they dig for it more than for buried treasure? They are ecstatic, delighted to find the grave." Why give light to those whose paths have been hidden, to those whom God has fenced in? When my food is in front of me, I sigh. I pour out my groaning like water. What I fear most overtakes me. What I dread happens to me. I have no peace. I have no quiet. I have no rest. And trouble keeps coming. Job chapter 4 Then Eliphaz from Teman replied to Job, If someone tries to talk to you, will you become impatient? But who can keep from talking? Certainly you have instructed many people. When hands were weak, you made them strong. When someone stumbled, you lifted him up with your words. When knees were weak, you gave them strength. But trouble comes to you, and you're impatient. It touches you, and you panic. Doesn't your fear of God give you confidence, and your lifetime of integrity give you hope? Now think about this. 
Which innocent person ever died an untimely death? Find me a decent person who has been destroyed. Whenever I saw those who plowed wickedness and planted misery, they gathered its harvest. God destroys them with his breath and kills them with a blast of his anger. Though the roar of the lion and the growl of the ferocious lion is loud, the young lions have had their teeth knocked out. The old lions die without any prey to eat, and the cubs of the lioness are scattered. I was told something secretly and heard something whispered in my ear, with disturbing thoughts from visions in the night, when deep sleep falls on people, fear and trembling came over me, and all my bones shook. A spirit passed in front of me. It made my hair stand on end. Something stood there. I couldn't tell what it was. A vague image was in front of my eyes. I heard a soft voice. Can any mortal be righteous to God? Can any human being be pure to his Maker? You see, God doesn't trust his own servants, and he accuses his angels of making mistakes. How much more will he accuse those who live in clay houses that have their foundation in the dust? Those houses can be crushed quicker than a moth. From morning to evening they are shattered. They will disappear forever without anyone paying attention. Haven't the ropes of their tent been loosened? Won't they die without wisdom? Job chapter 5 Cry out, Is there anyone to answer you? To which of the holy ones will you turn? Certainly anger kills a stubborn fool, and jealousy murders a gullible person. I have seen a stubborn fool take root, but I quickly cursed his house. His children are far from help. They are crushed at the city gate, and no one is there to rescue them. What a stubborn fool gathers, hungry people eat. They take it even from among the thorns, and thirsty people pant after his wealth. Certainly sorrow doesn't come from the soil, and trouble doesn't sprout from the ground. But a person is born for trouble as surely as sparks fly up from a fire. But I would seek God's help and present my case to him. He does great things that we cannot understand, and miracles that we cannot count. He gives rain to the earth and sends water to the fields. He places lowly people up high. He lifts those who mourn to safety. He keeps shrewd people from carrying out their plans so that they cannot do anything successfully. He catches the wise with their own tricks. The plans of schemers prove to be hasty. In the daytime they meet darkness and grope in the sunlight as if it were night. But he saves other people from their slander and the needy from the power of the mighty. Then the poor have hope, while wrongdoing shuts its mouth. Blessed is the person whom God corrects. That person should not despise discipline from the Almighty. God injures, but he bandages. He beats you up, but his hands make you well. He will keep you safe from six troubles, and when the seventh one comes, no harm will touch you. In famine, he will save you from death, and in war, he will save you from the sword. When the tongue lashes out, you will be safe, and you will not be afraid of destruction when it comes. You will be able to laugh at destruction and starvation, so do not be afraid of wild animals on the earth. You will have a binding agreement with the stones in the field, and wild animals will be at peace with you. You will know peace in your tent. You will inspect your house and find nothing missing. You will find that your children are many, and your descendants are like the grass of the earth. You will come to your grave at a ripe old age like a stack of hay in the right season. We have studied all of this thoroughly. This is the way it is. Listen to it and learn it for yourself. Job chapter 6 Then Job replied to his friends, 
If only my grief could be weighed, if only my misery could be laid on the scales with it, then they would be heavier than the sand of the seas. I spoke carelessly, because the arrows of the Almighty have found their target in me, and my spirit is drinking their poison. God's terrors line up in battle against me. Does a wild donkey bray when it's eating grass, or does an ox make a sound over its hay? Is tasteless food eaten without salt, or is there any flavor in the white of an egg? I refuse to touch such things. They are disgusting to me. How I wish that my prayer would be answered, that God would give me what I'm hoping for, that God would finally be willing to crush me, that he would reach out to cut me off. Then I would still have comfort. I would be happy despite my endless pain, because I have not rejected the words of the Holy One. What strength do I have left that I can go on hoping? What goal do I have that I would want to prolong my life? Do I have the strength of rocks? Does my body have the strength of bronze? Am I not completely helpless? Haven't my skills been taken away from me? A friend should treat a troubled person kindly, even if he abandons the fear of the Almighty. My brothers have been as deceptive as seasonal rivers, like the seasonal riverbeds that flood. They are dark with ice. They are hidden by snow. They vanish during a scorching summer. In the heat, their riverbeds dry up. They change their course. They go into a wasteland and disappear. Caravans from Tema look for them. Travelers from Sheba search for them. They are ashamed because they relied on the streams. Arriving there, they are disappointed. So you are as unreliable to me as they are. You see something terrifying, and you are afraid. Did I ever say, give me a gift, or offer me a bribe from your wealth? or rescue me from an enemy, or ransom me from a tyrant? Teach me, and I'll be silent. Show me where I've been wrong, how painful an honest discussion can be. In correcting me, you correct yourselves. Do you think my words need correction? Do you think they're what a desperate person says to the wind? Would you also throw dice for an orphan? Would you buy and sell your friend? But now, if you're willing, look at me. I won't lie to your face. Please change your mind. Don't permit any injustice. Change your mind because I am still right about this. Is there injustice on my tongue? Or is my mouth unable to tell the difference between right and wrong? Job chapter 7 Isn't a mortal's stay on earth difficult like a hired hand's daily work? Like a slave, he longs for shade. Like a hired hand, he eagerly looks for his pay. Likewise, I have been given months that are of no use, and I have inherited nights filled with misery. When I lie down, I ask, When will I get up? But the evening is long, and I am exhausted from tossing about until dawn. My body is covered with maggots and scabs. My skin is crusted over with sores. Then they ooze. My days go swifter than a weaver's shuttle. They are spent without hope. Remember, my life is only a breath, and never again will my eyes see anything good. The eye that watches over me will no longer see me. Your eye will look for me, but I'll be gone. As a cloud fades away and disappears, so a person goes into the grave and doesn't come back again. He doesn't come back home again, and his household doesn't recognize him any more. So I won't keep my mouth shut, but I will speak from the distress that is in my spirit, and complain about the bitterness in my soul. Am I the sea or a sea monster that you have set a guard over me? When I say, 
My couch may give me comfort. My bed may help me bear my pain. Then you frighten me with dreams and terrify me with visions. My throat would rather be choked. My body would prefer death to these dreams. I hate my life. I do not want to live forever. Leave me alone because my days are so brief. What is a mortal that you should make so much of him that you should be concerned about him? What is he that you should inspect him every morning and examine him every moment? Why don't you stop looking at me long enough to let me swallow my spit? If I sin, what can I possibly do to you since you insist on spying on people? Why do you make me your target? I've become a burden even to myself. Why don't you forgive my disobedience and take away my sin? Soon I'll lie down in the dust. Then you will search for me, but I'll be gone. Job chapter 8 Then Bildad from Shua replied to Job, How long will you say these things? How long will your words be so windy? Does God distort justice, or does the Almighty distort righteousness? If your children sinned against Him, He allowed them to suffer the consequences of their sinfulness. If you search for God and plead for mercy from the Almighty, if you are moral and ethical, then He will rise up on your behalf and prove your righteousness by rebuilding your home. Then what you had in the past will seem small compared with the great prosperity you'll have in the future. Ask the people of past generations. Find out what their ancestors had learned. We have only been around since yesterday, and we know nothing. Our days on earth are only a fleeting shadow. Won't their words teach you? Won't they share their thoughts with you? Can papyrus grow up where there is no swamp? Can rushes grow tall without water? Even if they were fresh and not cut, they would wither quicker than grass. The same thing happens to all who forget God. The hope of the godless dies. His confidence is easily shattered. His trust is a spider's web. If one leans on his house, it collapses. If one holds on to it, it will not support his weight. He is like a well-watered plant in the sunshine. The shoots spread over his garden. Its roots weave through a pile of stones. They cling to a stone house. But when it is uprooted from its place, the ground denies it and says, I never saw you. That is its joy in this life, and others sprout from the same ground to take its place. Certainly God does not reject a person of integrity or give a helping hand to wicked people. He will fill your mouth with laughter and your lips with happy shouting. Those who hate you will be clothed with shame, and the tent of the wicked will cease to exist. Job chapter 9 Then Job replied to his friends, Yes, I know that this is true, but how can a mortal be declared righteous to God? If he wished to debate with God, he wouldn't be able to answer one question in a thousand. God is wise in heart and mighty in power. Who could oppose him and win? He moves mountains without their knowing it, and he topples them in his anger. He shakes the earth from its place, and its pillars tremble. He commands the sun not to rise. He doesn't let the stars come out. He stretches out the heavens by himself and walks on the waves of the sea. He made the constellations Ursa Major, Orion, and the Pleiades, and the clusters of stars in the south. He does great things that are unsearchable and miracles that cannot be numbered. He passes alongside of me, and I don't even see him. He goes past me, and I don't even notice him. He takes something away, but who can stop him? Who is going to ask him, What are you doing? God does not hold back his anger. Even Rahab's helpers bow humbly in front of him. 
How can I possibly answer God? How can I find the right words to speak with Him? Even if I were right, I could not answer Him. I would have to plead for mercy from my judge. If I cried out and He answered me, I do not believe that He would listen to me. He would knock me down with a storm and bruise me without a reason. He would not let me catch my breath. He fills me with bitterness. If it is a matter of strength, then He is the Mighty One. If it is about justice, who will charge me with the crime? If I am righteous, my own mouth would condemn me. It would declare that I am corrupt even if I am a man of integrity. If I am a man of integrity, I have no way of knowing it. I hate my life. It is all the same. That is why I say, He destroys both the man of integrity and the wicked. When a sudden disaster brings death, He makes fun of the despair of innocent people. The earth is handed over to the wicked. He covers the faces of its judges. If he isn't the one doing this, who is? My days go by more quickly than a runner. They sprint away. They don't see anything good. They pass by quickly like boats made from reeds, like an eagle swooping down on its prey. Even if I say, I will forget my complaining, I will change my expression and smile, I still dread everything I must suffer. I know that you won't declare me innocent. I've already been found guilty. Why should I work so hard for nothing? If I wash myself with lye soap and cleanse my hands with bleach, then you would plunge me into a muddy pit, and my own clothes would find me disgusting. A human like me cannot answer God. Let's take our case to court. There is no mediator between us to put his hand on both of us. God should take his rod away from me, and he should not terrify me. Then I would speak and not be afraid of him, but I know that I am not like that. Job chapter 10 I hate my life. I will freely express my complaint. I will speak as bitterly as I feel. I will say to God, Don't condemn me. Let me know why you are quarreling with me. What do you gain by mistreating me, by rejecting the work of your hands while you favor the plans of the wicked? Do you actually have human eyes? Do you see as a mortal sees? Are your days like a mortal's days? Are your years like a human's years? Is that why you look for guilt in me and search for sin in me? You know I'm not guilty, but there is no one to rescue me from your hands. Your hands formed me and made every part of me. Then you turned to destroy me. Please remember that you made me out of clay and that you will return me to the dust again. Didn't you pour me out like milk and curdle me like cheese? Didn't you dress me in skin and flesh and weave me together with bones and tendons? You gave me life and mercy. Your watchfulness has preserved my spirit, but in your heart you hid these things. I know this is what you did. If I sin, you watch me and will not free me from my guilt. How terrible it will be for me if I am guilty. Even if I am righteous, I dare not lift up my head. I am filled with disgrace while I look on my misery." Like a proud, ferocious lion, you hunt me down. You keep working your miracles against me. You keep finding new witnesses against me. You keep increasing your anger toward me. You keep bringing new armies against me. Why did you take me out of the womb? I wish I had breathed my last breath before anyone had laid eyes on me. Then it would be as if I had never existed, as if I had been carried from the womb to the tomb. Isn't my life short enough? So stop this and leave me alone. Let me smile a little before I go away to a land of darkness and gloom, 
to a dismal land of long shadows and confusion, where light is as bright as darkness, I'll never return. Job chapter 11 Then Zophar from Naamah replied to Job, Shouldn't someone answer this flood of words? Should a good public speaker be acquitted? Should your empty talk silence others so that you can make fun of us without any shame? You say, My teaching is morally correct, and, as you can see, I'm innocent. I only wish God would speak and open His mouth to talk to you. He would tell you the secrets of wisdom, because true wisdom is twice as great as your wisdom, and you would know that God forgets your sin. Can you discover God's hidden secrets, or are you able to find the Almighty's limits? God's wisdom is higher than heaven. What can you do? It is deeper than the depths of hell. What can you know? It is longer than the earth and wider than the sea. If God comes along and imprisons someone and then calls a court into session, who can stop him? He knows who the scoundrels are, and when he sees sin, doesn't he pay attention to it? But an empty-headed person will gain understanding when a wild donkey is born tame. If you want to set your heart right, then pray to him. If you're holding on to sin, put it far away, and don't let injustice live in your tent. Then you will be able to show your face without being ashamed, and you will be secure and unafraid. Then you will forget your misery, and remember it like water that has flowed downstream. Then your life will be brighter than the noonday sun. The darkness in your life will become like morning. You will feel confident because there's hope, and you will look around and rest in safety. You will lie down with no one to frighten you, and many people will try to gain your favor. But the wicked will lose their eyesight. Their escape route will be closed. Their only hope is to take their last breath. Job chapter 12 Then Job replied to his friends, You certainly are wise people, and when you die, wisdom will die. Like you, I have a mind. I am not inferior to you. But who doesn't know these things? I am a laughingstock to my neighbors. I am one who calls on God and expects an answer. A man of integrity, a man who is righteous, has become a laughingstock. A person who has an easy life has no appreciation for misfortune. He thinks it is the fate of those who slip up. But robbers' tents are prosperous, and there is security for those who provoke God, for those whose God is their power. Instead, ask the animals, and they will teach you. Ask the birds, and they will tell you. Or speak with the earth, and it will teach you. Even the fish will relate the story to you. What creature doesn't know that the Lord's hands made it? The life of every living creature and the spirit in every human body are in his hands. Doesn't the ear distinguish sounds and the tongue taste food? Wisdom is with the Ancient One. The one who has had many days has insight. God has wisdom and strength. Advice and insight are his. When he tears something down, it cannot be rebuilt. When he puts someone in prison, that person cannot be freed. When he holds back the waters, there is a drought. When he releases them, they flood the earth. God has power and priceless wisdom. He owns both, the deceiver and the person who is deceived. He leads counselors away barefoot and makes fools out of judges. He loosens king's belts and strips them of their pants. He leads priests away barefoot and misleads those who serve in a temple. He makes trusted advisers unable to speak and takes away the good judgment of respected leaders. He pours contempt on influential people and unbuckles the belt of the mighty. He uncovers mysteries hidden in the darkness and brings gloom into the light. 
He makes nations important and then destroys them. He makes nations large and leads them away. He takes away the common sense of a country's leaders and makes them stumble about in a pathless wilderness. They grope in the dark with no light, and he makes them stumble like drunks. Job chapter 13. My eye has certainly seen all of this. My ear has heard and understood it. After all, I know it as well as you do. I am not inferior to you. However, I want to speak to the Almighty, and I wish to argue my case in front of God. But you are smearing me with lies. All of you are worthless physicians. I wish you would keep silent. For you, that would be wisdom. Please listen to my argument and pay attention to my plea. Will you talk wickedly for God and talk deceitfully on His behalf? Will you favor Him as if you were arguing in court on God's behalf? Will it go well when He cross-examines you? Will you try to trick Him as one mortal tricks another? Will He really defend you if you secretly favor Him? Doesn't His majesty terrify you? Doesn't the fear of Him fall upon you? Your recollections are worthless proverbs. Your answers are absolutely useless. Be quiet, because I want to speak. Let whatever may happen to me happen. I am biting off more than I can chew and taking my life in my own hands. If God would kill me, I would have no hope left. Nevertheless, I will defend my behavior to His face. This also will be my salvation, because no godless person could face Him. Listen carefully to my words. Hear my declaration. I have prepared my case. I know that I will be declared righteous. Who can make a case against me? If someone could, I'd be silent and die. Please don't do two things to me so that I won't have to hide from you. Stop oppressing me. Don't let your terror frighten me. Then call, and I'll answer. Otherwise I'll speak, and you'll answer me. How many crimes and sins have I committed? Make me aware of my disobedience and my sin. Why do you hide your face from me and consider me your enemy? Are you trying to make a fluttering leaf tremble or trying to chase dry husks? You write down bitter accusations against me. You make me suffer for the sins of my youth. You put my feet in shackles. You follow my trail by engraving marks on the soles of my feet. I am like worn-out wineskins, like moth-eaten clothes. Job chapter 14. A person who is born of a woman is short-lived and is full of trouble. He comes up like a flower, then he withers. He is like a fleeting shadow. He doesn't stay long. You observe this and call me to account to you. If only an unclean person could become clean, it's not possible. If the number of his days and the number of his months are determined by you, and you set his limit, then he cannot go past it. Look away from him, and he will cease to be. Meanwhile, he loves life as a laborer loves work. There is hope for a tree when it is cut down. It will sprout again. Its shoots will not stop sprouting. If its roots grow old in the ground and its stump dies in the soil, merely a scent of water will make it sprout and grow branches like a plant. But a human dies and is powerless. A person breathes his last breath, and where is he? As water drains out of a lake, or as a river dries up completely, so each person lies down and does not rise until the heavens cease to exist. He does not wake up. He is not awakened from his sleep. I wish you would hide me in Sheol, and keep me hidden there until your anger cools. Set a specific time for me when you will remember me. If a person dies, will he go on living? 
I will wait for my relief to come as long as my hard labor continues. You will call, and I will answer you. You will long for the person your hands have made. Though now you count my steps, you will not keep a record of my sins. My disobedience will be closed up in a bag, and you will cover over my sins as surely as a mountain falls and rocks are dislodged, so water wears away stone, floods wash away soil from the land, and you destroy a mortal's hope. You overpower him forever, and he passes away. You change his appearance and send him away. His sons are honored, and he doesn't know it. Or they become unimportant, and he doesn't realize it. He feels only his body's pain, and he is only worried about himself. Job chapter 15 Then Eliphaz from Taman replied to Job, Should a wise person answer with endless details and fill his stomach with the east wind? Should he argue with words that don't help, with speeches that don't help anyone? Yes, you destroy the fear of God and diminish devotion to God. Your sin teaches you what to say. You choose to talk with a sly tongue. Your own mouth condemns you, not I. Your lips testify against you. Were you the first human to be born? Were you delivered before the hills existed? Did you listen in on God's council meeting and receive a monopoly on wisdom? What do you know that we don't know? What do you understand that we don't? Both the old and the gray-haired are among us. They are older than your father. Isn't God's comfort enough for you, even when gently spoken to you? Why have your emotions carried you away? Why do your eyes flash when you turn against God and spit these words out of your mouth? Why should a mortal be considered faultless, or someone born of a woman be considered righteous? If God doesn't trust His holy ones, and the heavens are not pure in His sight, how much less will He trust the one who is disgusting and corrupt, the one who drinks wickedness like water. I tell you, listen to me, I'll relate what I have seen. I'll tell you what wise people have declared and what was not kept secret from their ancestors. The land was given to them alone, and no stranger passed through their land. The wicked person is tortured all his days. Only a few years are reserved for the ruthless person. Terrifying sounds are in his ears. While he enjoys peace, the destroyer comes to him. He doesn't believe he'll return from the dark. He is destined to be killed with a sword. He wanders around for food and asks, Where is it? He knows that his ruin is close at hand. The day of darkness troubles him. Distress and anguish terrify him like a king ready for battle. He stretches out his hand against God and attacks the Almighty like a warrior. He stubbornly charges at him with a thick shield. His face is bloated with fat, and he is fat around the waist. He lives in ruined cities where no one dwells, in houses that are doomed to be piles of rubble. He won't get rich, and his wealth won't last. His possessions won't spread out over the land. He won't escape the darkness. A flame will shrivel his branches. He will be blown away by his own breath. He shouldn't trust in worthless things and deceive himself, because he will get worthless things in return. It will happen before his time has come, and his branch will not become green. He will drop his unripened grapes like a vine and throw off his blossoms like an olive tree, because a mob of godless people produces nothing, and fire burns up the tents of those who offer bribes. They conceive trouble and give birth to evil. Their wombs produce deception. Job chapter 16 Then Job replied to his friends, I have heard many things like this before. 
You are all pathetic at comforting me. Will your long-winded speeches never end? What disturbs you that you keep on answering me? I, too, could speak like you if we could trade places. I could string words together against you and shake my head at you. I could encourage you with my mouth, and my quivering lips could ease your pain. If I speak, my pain is not eased. If I stop talking, how much of it will go away? But now God has worn me out. You, God, have destroyed everyone who supports me. You have shriveled me up, which itself is a witness against me. My frail body rises up and testifies against me. God's anger tore me apart and attacked me. He gritted his teeth at me. My opponent looked sharply at me. People gaped at me with wide-open mouths. In scorn they slapped my cheeks. They united against me. God handed me over to unjust people and threw me into the hands of wicked people. I was at ease, and he shattered me. He grabbed me by the back of the neck and smashed my skull. He set me up as his target, and his archers surrounded me. He slashes open my kidneys without mercy and spills my blood on the ground. He inflicts wound after wound on me. He lunges at me like a warrior. I have sewn sackcloth over my skin, and I have thrown my strength in the dust. My face is red from crying, and dark shadows encircle my eyes. Although my hands have done nothing violent, and my prayer is sincere, earth, don't cover my blood, don't ever let my cry for justice be stopped. Even now, look, my witness is in heaven, and the one who testifies for me is above, the spokesman for my thoughts. My eyes drip with tears to God, because in a few short years I will take the path of no return. But my witness will plead for a human in front of God. The Son of Man will plead for his friend. Job, chapter 17. My spirit is broken. My days have been snuffed out. The cemetery is waiting for me. Certainly mockers are around me. My eyes are focused on their opposition. Please guarantee my bail yourself. Who else will guarantee it with a handshake? You have closed their minds so that they cannot understand. That is why you will not honor them. Whoever turns in friends to get their property should have his children's eyesight fail. Now he has made me a laughingstock for many people. Now they spit in my face. Now my eyes are blurred from grief. Now all my limbs are like a shadow. Decent people are shocked by this, and it stirs up the innocent against godless people. Yet the righteous person clings to his way, and the one with clean hands grows stronger. But now, all of you, come and try again. I won't find one wise man among you. My days are passing by, my plans are broken, my dreams are shattered. You say that night is day. Light has nearly become darkness. If I look for the grave as my home and make my bed in the darkness, if I say to the pit, you are my father, and to the worm, you are my mother and sister, then where is my hope? Can you see any hope left in me? Will hope go down with me to the gates of the grave? Will my hope rest with me in the dust? Job chapter 18. Then Bildad from Shua replied to Job, How long before your words will end? Think it through, and then we'll talk. Why do you think of us as cattle? Why are we considered stupid in your eyes? Why do you rip yourself apart in anger? Should the earth be abandoned for your sake, or a boulder be dislodged? Indeed, the light of the wicked is snuffed out. The flame of his fire stops glowing. 
the light in his tent becomes dark and the lamp above him is snuffed out. His healthy stride is shortened and his own planning trips him up. His own feet get him tangled in a net as he walks around on its webbing. A trap catches his heel. A snare holds him. A rope is hidden on the ground for him. A trap is on his path to catch him. Terrors suddenly pounce on him from every side and chase him every step he takes. Hunger undermines his strength. Disaster is waiting beside him. His skin is eaten away by disease. Death's firstborn son eats away at the limbs of his body. He is dragged from the safety of his tent and marched off to the king of terrors. Fire lives in his tent. Sulfur is scattered over his home. His roots dry up under him. His branches wither over him. All memory about him will vanish from the earth, and his reputation will not be known on the street corner. He will be driven from the light into the dark and chased out of the world. He will not have any children or descendants among his people or any survivor where he used to live. People in the West are shocked by what happens to him. People in the East are seized with horror. This is what happens to the homes of wicked people and to those who do not know God. Job chapter 19 Then Job replied to his friends, How long will you torment me and depress me with words? You have insulted me ten times now. You are not even ashamed of mistreating me. Even if it were true that I've made a mistake without realizing it, my mistake would affect only me. If you are trying to make yourselves look better than me by using my disgrace as an argument against me, then I want you to know that God has wronged me and surrounded me with his net. Indeed, I cry, Help! I'm being attacked, but I get no response. I call for help, but there is no justice. God has blocked my path so that I can't go on. He has made my paths dark. He has stripped me of my honor. He has taken the crown off my head. He beats me down on every side until I'm gone. He uproots my hope like a tree. He is very angry at me. He considers me to be his enemy. His troops assemble against me. They build a ramp to attack me and camp around my feet. My brothers stay far away from me. My friends are complete strangers to me. My relatives and my closest friends have stopped coming. My house guests have forgotten me. My female slaves consider me to be a stranger. I am like a foreigner to them. I call my slave, but he doesn't answer, though I beg him. My breath offends my wife. I stink to my own children. Even young children despise me. If I stand up, they make fun of me. All my closest friends are disgusted with me. Those I love have turned against me. I am skin and bones, and I have escaped only by the skin of my teeth. Have pity on me, my friends. Have pity on me, because God's hand has struck me down. Why do you pursue me as God does? Why are you never satisfied with my flesh? I wish now my words were written. I wish they were inscribed on a scroll. I wish they were forever engraved on a rock with an iron stylus and lead. But I know that my defender lives and afterwards he will rise on the earth. Even after my skin has been stripped off my body, I will see God in my own flesh. I will see him with my own eyes, not with someone else's. My heart fails inside me. You say, we will persecute him. The root of the problem is found in him. Fear death, because your anger is punishable by death. Then you will know there is a judge. Job chapter 20. Then Zophar from Naamah replied to Job, My disturbing thoughts make me answer, and because of them I am upset. 
I have heard criticism that makes me ashamed, but a spirit beyond my understanding gives me answers. Don't you know that from ancient times, from the time humans were placed on earth, the triumph of the wicked is short-lived, and the joy of the godless person lasts only a moment? If his height reaches to the sky and his head touches the clouds, he will certainly rot like his own feces. Those who have seen him will say, Where is he? He will fly away like a dream and not be found. He will be chased away like a vision in the night. Eyes that saw him will see him no more. His home will not look at him again. His children will have to ask the poor for help. His own hands will have to give back his wealth. His bones, once full of youthful vigor, will die down with him in the dust. Though evil is sweet in his mouth, and he hides it under his tongue, though he savors it and won't let go of it, and he holds it on the roof of his mouth, the food in his belly turns sour. It becomes snake venom in his stomach. He vomits up the riches that he swallowed. God forces them out of his stomach. The godless person sucks the poison of snakes. A viper's fang kills him. He won't be able to drink from the streams or from the rivers of honey and buttermilk. He will give back what he earned without enjoying it. He will get no joy from the profits of his business because he crushed and abandoned the poor. He has taken by force a house that he didn't build. He will never know peace in his heart. He will never allow anything he desires to escape his grasp. Nothing is left for him to eat. His prosperity won't last, even with all his wealth. The full force of misery comes down on him. Let that misery fill his belly. God throws his burning anger at the godless person and makes his wrath come down on him like rain. If that person flees from an iron weapon, a bronze bow will pierce him. He pulls it out, and it comes out of his back. The glittering point comes out of his gallbladder. Terrors come quickly to the godless person. Total darkness waits in hiding for his treasure. A fire that no one fans will burn him. Whatever is left in his tent will be devoured. Heaven exposes his sin. Earth rises up against him. A flood will sweep away his house, a flash flood on the day of his anger. This is the reward God gives to the wicked person, the inheritance God has appointed for him. Job chapter 21. Then Job replied to his friends, Listen carefully to my words, and let that be the comfort you offer me. Bear with me while I speak. Then after I've spoken, you may go on mocking. Am I complaining about a person? Why shouldn't I be impatient? Look at me, and be shocked, and put your hand over your mouth. When I remember it, I'm terrified, and shuddering seizes my body. Why do the wicked go on living, grow old, and even become more powerful? They see their children firmly established with them, and they get to see their descendants. Their homes are free from fear, and God doesn't use His rod on them. Their bulls are fertile when they breed. Their cows give birth to calves and never miscarry. They send their little children out to play like a flock of lambs, and their children dance around. They sing with a tambourine and lyre, and they are happy with the music of the flute. They spend their days in happiness, and they go peacefully to the grave. But they say to God, Leave us alone. We don't want to know your ways. Who is the Almighty that we should serve Him? What do we gain if we pray to Him? Anyhow, isn't their happiness in their own power? The plan of the wicked is foreign to my way of thinking. How often is the lamp of the wicked snuffed out? How often does disaster happen to them? How often does an angry God give them pain? 
How often are they like straw in the wind, or like husks that the storm sweeps away? You say God saves a person's punishment for his children. God should pay back that person so that he would know that it is a punishment. His eyes should see his own ruin. He should drink from the wrath of the Almighty. How can he be interested in his family after he's gone, when the number of his months is cut short? Can anyone teach God knowledge? Can anyone judge the Most High? One person dies in his prime and feels altogether happy and contented. His stomach is full of milk, and his bones are strong and healthy. Another person, never having tasted happiness, dies with a bitter soul. Together they lie down in the dust, and worms cover them. You see, I know your thoughts and the schemes you plot against me because you ask, Where is the house of the influential person? Where is the tent where wicked people live? Haven't you asked travelers? But you didn't pay attention to their directions. On the day of disaster, the wicked person is spared. On the day of God's anger, he is rescued. Who will tell him to his face how he lived? Who will pay him back for what he did? He is carried to the cemetery, and his grave is guarded. The soil in the creek bed is sweet to him. Everyone follows him. Countless others went before him. How can you comfort me with this nonsense when your answers continue to betray me? Job chapter 22. Then Eliphaz from Taman replied to Job, Can a human be of any use to God when even a wise person is only useful to himself? Is the Almighty pleased when you are righteous? Does he gain anything when you follow the path of integrity? Does God correct you and bring you into a court of law because you fear him? Aren't you really very wicked? Is there no end to your wrongdoing? For no reason you take your brother's goods as security for a loan and strip them of their clothes. You don't even give a tired person a drink of water, and you take food away from hungry people. A strong person owns the land. A privileged person lives in it. You send widows away empty-handed, and the arms of orphans are broken. That is why traps are all around you, and great fear suddenly grips you. That is why darkness surrounds you, and you cannot see, and a flood of water covers you. Isn't God high above in the heavens? Look how high the highest stars are. You ask, What does God know? Can he judge anything from behind a dark cloud? Thick clouds surround him so that he cannot see. He walks above the clouds. Are you following the old path that wicked people have taken? They are snatched up before their time. A river washes their foundation away. They told God, Leave us alone. What can the Almighty do for us? Yet he filled their homes with good things. The plan of the wicked is foreign to my way of thinking. The righteous saw it and were glad, and the innocent made fun of them by saying, Indeed, their wealth has been wiped out, and a fire has burned up what little they had left. Be in harmony and at peace with God. In this way you will have prosperity. Accept instruction from his mouth and keep his words in your heart. If you return to the Almighty, you will prosper. If you put wrongdoing out of your tent and lay your gold down in the dust and put your gold from Ophir among the pebbles in the rivers, then the Almighty will become your gold and your large supply of silver. Then you will be happy with the Almighty and look up toward God. You will pray to Him, and He will listen to you, and you will keep your vow to Him. When you promise to do something, you will succeed, and light will shine on your path. When others are discouraged, you will say, Cheer up! Then he will save the humble person. He will rescue one who is not innocent. That person will be rescued by your purity.
Job chapter 23. Then Job replied to his friends, My complaint is bitter again today. I try hard to control my sighing. If only I knew where I could find God. I would go where he lives. I would present my case to him. I would have a mouthful of arguments. I want to know the words he would use to answer me. I want to understand the things he would say to me. Would he sue me and hide behind great legal maneuvers? No, he certainly would press charges against me. Then decent people could argue with him, and I would escape my judgment forever. However, if I go east, he isn't there. If I go west, I can't find him. If I go northward, where he is at work, I can't observe him. If I turn southward, I can't see him. I can't find him, because he knows the road I take. When he tests me, I'll come out as pure as gold. I have followed his footsteps closely. I have stayed on his path and did not turn from it. I have not left his commands behind. I have treasured his words in my heart. But God is one of a kind, who can make him change his mind. He does whatever he wants. He will carry out his orders concerning me, as he does with so many other things. That is why I am terrified of him. When I think of it, I am afraid of him. God has discouraged me. The Almighty has filled me with terror, but I am not silenced by the dark or by the thick darkness that covers my face. Job, chapter 24. Why doesn't the Almighty set aside times for punishment? Why don't those who are close to Him see His days of judgment? People move boundary markers. They steal flocks and tend them as shepherds. They drive away the orphan's donkey. They take the widow's ox as security for a loan. They force needy people off the road. All the poor people of the country go into hiding. Like wild donkeys in the desert, poor people go out to do their work looking for food. The plains provide food for their children. They harvest animal food in the field to feed themselves. They pick the leftover grapes in the wicked person's vineyard. All night they lie naked without a covering from the cold. They are drenched by the rainstorms in the mountains. They hug the rocks because they can't find shelter. People snatch the nursing orphan from a breast and take a poor woman's baby as security for a loan. That is why the poor go around naked. They are hungry, yet they carry bundles of grain. They press out olive oil between rows of olive trees. They stomp on grapes and wine vats, yet they are thirsty. Those dying in the city groan. Wounded people cry for help. But God pays no attention to their prayers. Such people are among those who rebel against the light. They are not acquainted with its ways. They do not stay on its paths. At dawn, murderers rise. They kill the poor and needy. At night, they become thieves. Adulterers watch for twilight. They say, no one is watching us, as they cover their faces. In the dark, they break into houses. But by day, they lock themselves in. They do not even know the light because morning and deep darkness are the same to them, because they are familiar with the terrors of deep darkness. Such people are like scum on the surface of the water. Their property is cursed in the land. People do not travel the road that goes to their vineyards. Just as drought and heat steal water from snow, so the grave steals people who sin. The womb forgets them, worms feast on them, no one remembers them any more, and wickedness is snapped like a twig. These men take advantage of childless women. These men show no kindness to widows. God will drag away these mighty men by His power. These people may prosper, but they will never feel secure about life. God may let them feel confident and self-reliant, 
but his eyes are on their ways. Such people may be prosperous for a little while, but then they're gone. They are brought down low and disappear like everything else. They wither like heads of grain. If it isn't so, who can prove I'm a liar and show that my words are worthless? Job chapter 25. Then Bildad from Shua replied to Job, Authority and terror belong to God. He establishes peace in his high places. Is there any limit to the number of his troops? Is there anyone on whom his light does not rise? How can a person be righteous to God? How can anyone born of a woman be pure? Even the moon isn't bright, and the stars aren't pure in his sight. How much less pure is a mortal, who is only a maggot, a descendant of Adam, who is only a worm? Job chapter 26. Then Job replied to his friends, You have helped the person who has no power and saved the arm that isn't strong. You have advised the person who has no wisdom and offered so much assistance. To whom have you spoken these words, and whose spirit has spoken through you? The souls of the dead tremble beneath the water, and so do the creatures living there. Sheol is naked in God's presence, and Abaddon has no clothing. He stretches out his heavens over empty space. He hangs the earth on nothing whatsoever. He holds the water in his thick clouds, and the clouds don't even split under its weight. He covers his throne by spreading his cloud over it. He marks the horizon on the surface of the water at the boundary where light meets dark. The pillars of heaven tremble and are astonished when he yells at them. With his power he calmed the sea. With his insight he killed Rahab, the sea monster. With his wind the sky was cleared. With his hand he stabbed the fleeing snake. These are only glimpses of what he does. We only hear a whisper of him. Who can understand the thunder of his power? Job chapter 27 Job continued his poems and said, I swear an oath by God, the one who has taken away my rights, by the Almighty, who has made my life bitter. As long as there is one breath left in me, and God's breath fills my nostrils, my lips will not say anything wrong, and my tongue will not mumble anything deceitful. It's unthinkable for me to admit that you are right, until I breathe my last breath, I will never give up my claim of integrity. I cling to my righteousness and won't let go. My conscience won't accuse me as long as I live. Let my enemy be treated like wicked people. Let anyone who attacks me be treated like unrighteous people. After all, what hope does the godless person have when he is cut off, when God takes away his life? Will God hear his cry when trouble comes upon him? Can he be happy with the Almighty? Can he call on God at all times? I will teach you about God's power. I will not hide what the Almighty has done. Certainly, you have all seen it. Why then do you chatter on about such nonsense? This is what God is waiting for the wicked person, the inheritance that tyrants receive from the Almighty. If he has many children, swords will kill them, and his descendants won't have enough food. Those who survive him will be buried by a plague, and their widows won't cry for them. Though he collects silver like dust and piles up clothing like dirt, righteous people will wear what he piles up, and the innocent will divide the silver among themselves. He builds his house like a moth, like a shack that a watchman makes. He may go to bed rich, but he'll never be rich again. When he opens his eyes, nothing will be left. Terrors overtake him like a flood. A windstorm snatches him away at night. 
The east wind carries him away, and he's gone. It sweeps him from his place. It hurls itself at him without mercy. He flees from its power. It claps its hands over him. It whistles at him from his own place. Job, chapter 28. There is a place where silver is mined, and a place where gold is refined. Iron is taken from the ground, and rocks are melted for their copper. Humans bring an end to darkness there, and search to the limit of the gloomy, pitch-black rock. They open up a mine shaft far from civilization, where no one has set foot. In this shaft men dangle and swing back and forth. Above the ground food grows, but beneath it the food decays, as if it were burned by fire. That place's stones are sapphire. Its dust contains gold. No bird of prey knows the way to it. No hawk's eye has ever seen it. No proud beast has ever walked on it. No ferocious lion has ever passed over it. Humans exert their power on the flinty rocks and overturn mountains at their base. They cut out mine shafts in the rocks. Their eyes see every precious thing. They explore the sources of rivers so that they bring hidden treasures to light. Where can wisdom be found? Where does understanding live? No mortal knows where it is. It cannot be found in this world of the living. The deep ocean says, It isn't in me. The sea says, It isn't with me. You cannot obtain it with solid gold or buy it for any amount of silver. It can't be bought with the gold from Ophir or with precious onyx or sapphire. Neither gold nor glass can equal its value, nor can gold ornaments, jewels, or crystal be exchanged for it. Wisdom is more valuable than gems. Topaz from Ethiopia cannot equal its value. It cannot be bought for any amount of pure gold. Where does wisdom come from? Where does understanding live? It is hidden from the eyes of every living being, hidden even from the birds in the air. Decay and death say, We've heard a rumor about it. God understands the way to it. He knows where it lives, because He can see to the ends of the earth and observe everything under heaven. When He gave the wind its force and measured the water in the sea, when He made rules for the rain and set paths for the thunderstorms, then He saw it and announced it. He confirmed it and examined it, so He told humans, The fear of the Lord is wisdom. To stay away from evil is understanding. Job chapter 29 Job continued his poems and said, If only my life could be like it used to be, in the days when God watched over me, when he made his lamp shine on my head, when I walked through the dark in his light, if only I were in the prime of my life again, when God was an advisor in my tent, when the Almighty was still with me and my children were around me, my steps were bathed in buttermilk and the rocks poured streams of olive oil on me, when I went through the city gate and took my seat in the town square, young men saw me and kept out of sight. Old men stood up straight out of respect for me. Princes held back their words and put their hands over their mouths. The voices of nobles were hushed, and their tongues stuck to the roofs of their mouths. Any ears that heard me blessed me, any eyes that saw me spoke well of me, because I rescued the poor who called for help, and the orphans who had no one to help them. I received a blessing from the dying. I made the widow's heart sing for joy. I put on righteousness, and it was my clothing. I practiced justice, and it was my robe and my turban. I was eyes for the blind person. I was feet for the lame person. I was father to the needy. 
I carefully investigated cases brought by strangers. I broke the teeth of the wicked person and made him drop the prey out of his mouth. I thought, I may die in my own house, but I will make my days as numerous as the sand. My roots will grow toward the water, and dew will lie on my branches all night. My power will be fresh every day, and the bow in my hand will remain new. People listened to me eagerly, quietly waiting for my advice. After I had spoken, they wouldn't speak again. After all, my words fell gently on them. They were as eager to hear me as they were for rain. They opened their mouths wide as if waiting for a spring shower. When I smiled at them, they could hardly believe it. But the expression on my face did not change. I decided how they should live. I sat as their leader. I lived like a king among his troops, like one who comforts mourners. Job Chapter 30 but now those who are younger than I am laugh at me. I didn't think their fathers were fit to sit with the dogs of my flock. Of what use to me was the strength of their hands. Their strength is gone, shriveled up from need and hunger. They gnaw at the dry and barren ground during the night. They pick saltwort from the underbrush, and the roots of the broom plant are their food. They are driven from the community. People shout at them in the same way they shout at thieves. They have to live in dry riverbeds, in holes in the ground, and among rocks. They howl in bushes and huddle together under thorn bushes. Godless fools and worthless people are forced out of the land with whips. And now they make fun of me with songs. I have become a joke to them. Since they consider me disgusting, they keep their distance from me and don't hesitate to spit in my face. Because God has untied my cord and has made me suffer, they are no longer restrained in my presence. They have attacked me on my right side like a mob. They trip my feet and then prepare ways to destroy me. Yes, they remove all traces of my path in order to destroy me. No one is there to help me against them. They come through a wide hole in the wall. They crawl through the ruins. Terrors are directed toward me. They blow away my dignity like the wind. My prosperity vanishes like a cloud. Now my life is pouring out of me. Days of suffering seize me. At night God pierces my bones, my body doesn't rest. With great strength he grabs my clothes, he seizes me by the color of my robe, he throws me into the dirt so that I become like dust and ashes. I call to you for help, but you don't answer me. I stand up, but you just look at me. You have begun to treat me cruelly. With your mighty hand you assault me. You pick me up and let the wind carry me away. You toss me around with a storm. I know you will lead me to death, to the dwelling place appointed for all living beings. But God doesn't stretch out his hand against one who is ruined when that person calls for help in his disaster. Didn't I cry for the person whose days were difficult? Didn't my soul grieve for the poor? When I waited for good, evil came. When I looked for right, darkness came. My insides are churning and won't calm down. Days of misery are ahead of me. I walk in the dark without the sun. I stand up in public and call for help. I'm a brother to jackals and a companion of ostriches. My skin turns dark and peels. My body burns with fever. So my lyre is used for mourning and my flute for loud weeping. Job chapter 31 I have made an agreement with my eyes. Then how can I look with lust at a virgin? What would God above do to me? What would be my inheritance from the Almighty on high? Aren't there catastrophes for wicked people and disasters for those who do wrong? Doesn't he see my ways and count all my steps? If I have walked with lies or my feet have run after deception, 
then let God weigh me on honest scales, and he will know I have integrity. If my steps have left the proper path, or my heart has followed the desire of my eyes, or my hands are stained with sin, then let someone else eat what I have planted, and let my crops be uprooted. If I have been seduced by a woman, or I have secretly waited near my neighbor's door, then let my wife grind for another man, and let other men kneel over her. That would be a scandal, and that would be a criminal offense. It would be a fire that burns even in Abaddon. It would uproot my entire harvest. If I have abused the rights of my servants, male or female, when they have disagreed with me, then what could I do if God rises up? If he examines me, how could I answer him? Didn't he who made me and my mother's belly make them? Didn't the same God form us in the womb? If I have refused the request of the poor, or made a widow's eyes stop looking for help, or have eaten my food alone without letting the orphan eat any of it, from my youth the orphan grew up with me as though I were his father, and from my birth I treated the widow kindly. If I have seen anyone die because he had no clothes, or a poor person going naked, if his body didn't bless me, or the wool from my sheep didn't keep him warm, if I have shaken my fist at an orphan because I knew that others would back me up in court, then let my shoulder fall out of its socket, and let my arm be broken at the elbow. A disaster from God terrifies me. In the presence of His Majesty I can do nothing. If I put my confidence in gold, or said to find gold, I trust you. If I enjoyed being very rich because my hand had found great wealth, if I saw the light shine or the moon move along in its splendor so that my heart was secretly tempted, and I threw them a kiss with my hand, then that, too, would be a criminal offense, and I would have denied God above. If I enjoyed the ruin of my enemy, or celebrated when harm came to him, even though I didn't speak sinfully by calling down a curse on his life, if the people who were in my tent had said, We wish we had never filled our stomachs with his food, the visitor never spent the night outside because I opened my door to the traveler. If I have covered my disobedience like Adam and kept my sin to myself because I dreaded the large noisy crowd and because the contempt of the local mobs terrified me so that I kept quiet and didn't go outside, if only I had someone who would listen to me, look, here is my signature. Let the Almighty answer me. Let the prosecutor write his complaint on a scroll. I would certainly carry it on my shoulder and place it on my head like a crown. I would tell him the number of my steps and approach him like a prince. If my land is cried out against me and its furrows have wept, if I have eaten its produce without paying for it and made its owners breathe their last, then let it grow thistles instead of wheat and foul-smelling weeds instead of barley. This is the end of Job's words. Job chapter 32 these three men stopped answering Job because Job thought he was righteous. Then Elihu, son of Barakel, a descendant of Booz from the family of Ram, became very angry with Job because Job thought he was more righteous than God. Elihu was also very angry with Job's three friends because they had found no answer. They made it look as if God were wrong. Elihu waited as they spoke to Job because they were older than he was. When Elihu saw that the three men had no further responses, he became very angry. So Elihu, son of Berakel, the descendant of Booz, replied to Job, I am young, and you are old. That's why I refrained from speaking and was afraid to tell you what I know. I thought age should speak and experience should teach wisdom. 
However, there is in humans a spirit, the breath of the Almighty, that gives them understanding. People do not become wise merely because they live long. They don't understand what justice is merely because they're old. That is why I say, listen to me. Let me tell you what I know. I waited for you to speak. I listened for you to share your understanding until you could find the right words. I've paid close attention to you, but none of you refuted Job. None of you has an answer to what he says. So don't say, we've found wisdom. Let God, not humans, defeat him. Job did not choose his words to refute me, so I won't answer him with your speeches. Job's friends have been overwhelmed and don't have any more answers. They don't have another word to say. Should I wait because they don't speak, because they stand there and don't have any more answers? I'll give my answer. I'll tell you what I know. I'm full of words. The spirit within me forces me to speak. My belly is like a bottle of wine that has not been opened, like new wineskins that are ready to burst. I must speak to get relief. I must open my mouth and answer. I won't be partial toward anyone or flatter anyone. I don't know how to flatter. If I did, my Maker would soon carry me away. Job, chapter 33. Please, Job, listen to my words and consider everything I say. I've opened my mouth. The words are on the tip of my tongue. My words are straight from the heart, and I sincerely speak the knowledge that is on my lips. God's Spirit has made me. The breath of the Almighty gives me life. Answer me if you can. Present your case to me, and take your stand. Indeed, I stand in front of God as you do. I, too, was formed from a piece of clay. You certainly don't need to be terrified of me. I won't put too much pressure on you. But you spoke directly to me, and I listened to your words. You said, I'm pure. Without any rebellious acts against God, I'm clean. I have no sin. God is only looking for an excuse to attack me. He considers me his enemy. He puts my feet in the stocks and watches all my paths. You aren't right about this. I've got an answer for you. God is greater than any mortal. Why do you quarrel with him since he doesn't answer any questions? God speaks in one way, even in two ways without people noticing it. In a dream, a prophetic vision at night, when people fall into a deep sleep, when they sleep on their beds, he opens people's ears and terrifies them with warnings. He warns them to turn away from doing wrong and to stop being arrogant. He keeps their souls from the pit and their lives from crossing the river of death. In pain on their sick beds, they are disciplined with endless aching in their bones, so that their whole being hates food and they lose their appetite for a delicious meal. Their flesh becomes so thin that it can't be seen. Their bones, not seen before, will be exposed. Their souls approach the pit. Their lives come close to those already dead. If they have a messenger for them, a spokesman, one in a thousand, to tell people what is right for them, then he will have pity on them and say, Free them from going into the pit. I have found a ransom. Then their flesh will become softer than a child's. They will go back to the days of their youth. They will pray to God, who will be pleased with them. They will see God's face and shout for joy as He restores their righteousness. Each one sings in front of other people and says, I sinned and did wrong instead of what was right, and it did me no good. The messenger has freed my soul from going into the pit, and my life will see the light. Truly God does all this two or three times with people to turn their souls away from the pit and to enlighten them with the light of life. Pay attention, Job. Listen to me. 
Keep quiet and let me speak. If you have a response, answer me. Speak because I'd be happy if you were right. If not, you listen to me. Keep quiet and I'll teach you wisdom. Job chapter 34 Elihu continued to speak to Job and his friends. Listen to my words, you wise men. Open your ears to me, you intelligent men. The ear tests words like the tongue tastes food. Let's decide for ourselves what is right and agree among ourselves as to what is good, because Job has said, I'm righteous, but God has taken away my rights. I'm considered a liar in spite of my rights. I've been wounded by a deadly arrow, though I haven't been disobedient. What person is like Job, who drinks scorn like water, who travels with troublemakers and associates with evil people? He says it doesn't do any good to try to please God. You people who have understanding, listen to me. It is unthinkable that God would ever do evil or that the Almighty would ever do wicked things. God will repay humanity for what it has done and will give each person what he deserves. Certainly, God will never do anything evil, and the Almighty will never pervert justice. Who put him in charge of the earth? Who appointed him to be over the whole world? If he thought only of himself and withdrew his spirit and his breath, all living beings would die together and humanity would return to dust. If you understand, listen to this. Open your ears to my words. Should anyone who hates justice be allowed to govern? Will you condemn the one who is righteous and mighty? Should anyone even say to a king, You good-for-nothing scoundrel, or to nobles, you wicked people? The one who is righteous and mighty does not grant special favors to princes, or prefer important people over poor people, because his hands made them all. They die suddenly in the middle of the night. People have seizures and pass away. Mighty people are taken away, but not by human hands. God's eyes are on a person's ways. He sees all his steps. There's no darkness or deep shadow where troublemakers can hide. He doesn't have to set a time for a person in order to bring him to divine judgment. He breaks mighty people into pieces without examining them and puts others in their places. He knows what they do, so he overthrows them at night, and they're crushed. In return for their evil, he strikes them in public, because they turned away from following him and didn't consider any of his ways. They force the poor to cry out to him, and he hears the cry of those who suffer. If he keeps quiet, who can condemn him? If he hides his face, who can see him, whether it is a nation or a single person? He does this so that godless people cannot rule, and so that they cannot trap people. But suppose such a person says to God, I am guilty. I will stop my immoral behavior. Teach me what I cannot see. If I've done wrong, I won't do it again. Should God reward you on your own terms since you have rejected His? You must choose, not I. Tell me what you know. Speak. People of understanding, the wise people who listen to me, will say, Job speaks without knowledge. His words show no insight. My father, let Job be thoroughly tested for giving answers like wicked people do. He adds disobedience to his sin. He claps his hands to insult us. He multiplies his words against God. Job, chapter 35. Elihu continued to speak to Job and his friends. Do you think this is right when you say, My case is more just than God's? When you ask, What benefit is it to you? And what would I gain by sinning? I will answer you and your friends. Look at the heavens and see. Observe the clouds high above you. If you've sinned, what effect can you have on God? If you've done many wrongs, what can you do to Him? 
If you're righteous, what can you give him? Or what can he get from you? Your wickedness affects only someone like yourself. Your righteousness affects only the descendants of Adam. The weight of oppression makes them cry out. The power of mighty people makes them call for help. But no one asks, Where is God, my Creator, who inspires songs in the night, who teaches us more than He teaches the animals of the earth, who makes us wiser than the birds in the sky? Then they cry out, but He doesn't answer them because of the arrogance of those evil people. Surely God doesn't listen to idle complaints. The Almighty doesn't even pay attention to them. Although you say that you pay attention to Him, your case is in front of Him, but you'll have to wait for Him. And now you say that His anger doesn't punish anyone, and He isn't too concerned about evil. Job opens his mouth for no good reason, and talks a lot without having any knowledge. Job, chapter 36. Elihu continued to speak to Job. Be patient with me a little longer, and I will show you that there is more to be said in God's defense. I will get my knowledge from far away and prove that my Creator is fair. Certainly my words are not lies. The one who knows everything is speaking with you. Certainly God is mighty. He doesn't despise anyone. He is mighty and brave. He doesn't allow the wicked person to live. He grants justice to those who are oppressed. He doesn't take his eyes off righteous people. He seats them on thrones with kings to honor them forever. However, if righteous people are bound in chains and tangled in ropes of misery, he tells them what they've done wrong, and that they've behaved arrogantly. He makes them listen to his warning and orders them to turn away from wrong. If righteous people listen and serve him, they will live out their days in prosperity and their years in comfort. But if they don't listen, they will cross the river of death and die like those who have no knowledge." But those who have godless hearts remain angry. They don't even call for help when he chains them up. They die while they're young, and they live on as male prostitutes in the temples of idols. He rescues suffering people through their suffering, and he opens their ears through distress. Yes, he lured you away from the jaws of trouble into an open area where you were not restrained, and your table was covered with rich foods. But you are given the judgment evil people deserve. A fair judgment will be upheld. Be careful that you are not led astray with riches. Don't let a large bribe turn you to evil ways. Will your riches save you from having to suffer? Will all your mighty strength help you? Don't look forward to the night when people disappear from their places. Be careful. Don't turn to evil because you have chosen evil instead of suffering. God does great things by His power is there any teacher like him? Who can tell him which way he should go? Who can say to him, You did wrong? Remember that you should praise his work. People have sung about it. Every person has seen it. Mortals have looked at it from a distance. Certainly God is so great that he is beyond our understanding. The number of his years cannot be counted. He collects drops of water. He distills rain from his mist, which then drips from the clouds. It pours down on many people. Can anyone really understand how clouds spread out or how he thunders from his dwelling place? Look, he scatters his flashes of lightning around him and covers the depths of the sea. This is how he uses the rains to provide for people and to give them more than enough food. He fills his hands with lightning and orders it to hit the target. The thunder announces his coming. The storm announces his angry wrath. Job, chapter 37. My heart pounds because of this and jumps out of its place. Listen, 
Listen to the roar of God's voice, to the rumbling that comes from His mouth. He flashes His lightning everywhere under heaven. His light flashes to the ends of the earth. It is followed by the roar of His voice. He thunders with His majestic voice. He doesn't hold the lightning back when His thunder is heard. God's voice thunders in miraculous ways. It does great things that we cannot understand. He says to the snow, fall to the ground, and to the pouring rain, rain harder. He makes it impossible to do anything so that people will recognize His work. Animals go into their dens and stay in their lairs. A storm comes out of its chamber. It is cold because of the strong winds. God's breath produces ice, and the seas freeze over. Yes, He loads the thick clouds with moisture and scatters His lightning from the clouds. He guides the clouds as they churn round and round over the face of the inhabited earth to do everything He orders them. Whether for discipline, or for the good of His earth, or out of mercy, He makes the storm appear. Open your ears to this, Job. Stop and consider God's miracles. Do you know how God controls them and makes the lightning flash from His clouds? Do you know how the clouds drift? These are the miracles of the one who knows everything. You whose clothes are hot and sweaty, when the earth is calm under a south wind, can you stretch out the skies with him and make them as firm as a mirror made of metal? Teach us what we should say to him. We are unable to prepare a case because of darkness. Should he be told that I want to speak? Can a person speak when he is confused? People can't look at the sun when it's bright among the clouds or after the wind has blown and cleared those clouds away. A golden light comes from the north. A terrifying majesty is around God. The Almighty, whom we can't reach, is great in power and judgment, has more than enough righteousness and does not oppress. That is why people should fear Him. He does not respect those who think they're wise. Job chapter 38 then the Lord answered Job out of the storm, Who is this that belittles my advice with words that do not show any knowledge about it? Brace yourself like a man. I will ask you, and you will teach me. Where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? Tell me if you have such insight. Who determined its dimensions? Certainly you know. Who stretched a measuring line over it? On what were its footings sunk? who laid its cornerstone when the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy, who shut the sea behind gates when it burst through and came out of the womb, when I clothed it with clouds and wrapped it up in dark clouds, when I set a limit for it and put up bars and gates, when I said, You may come this far, but no farther. Here your proud waves will stop. Have you ever given orders to the morning? or assigned a place for the dawn so that it could grab the earth by its edges and shake wicked people out of it? The earth changes like clay stamped by a seal, and parts of it stand out like folds in clothing. Wicked people are deprived of their light, and an arm raised in victory is broken. Have you gone to the springs in the sea, or walked through the valleys of the ocean depths? Have the gateways to death been revealed to you, or have you seen the gateways to total darkness? Have you even considered how wide the earth is? Tell me, if you know all of this. What is the way to the place where light lives? Where is the home of darkness, so that you may lead it to its territory, so that you may know the path to its home? You must know, because you were born then, and have lived such a long time. 
Have you been to the warehouses where snow is stored, or seen the warehouses for hail that I have stored up for the time of trouble, for the day of battle and war? Which is the way to the place where light is scattered and the east wind is spread across the earth? Who made a channel for the flooding rains and a path for the thunderstorms to bring rain on a land where no one lives, on a desert where there are no humans, to saturate the desolate wasteland in order to make it sprout with grass? Does the rain have a father? Who gave birth to the dewdrops? From whose womb came the ice, and who has given birth to the frost in the air? The water hardens like a stone, and the surface of the ocean freezes over. Can you connect the chains of the constellation Pleiades, or untie the ropes of Orion? Can you bring out the constellations at the right time, or guide Ursa Major with its cubs? Do you know the laws of the sky, or make them rule the earth? Can you call to the clouds and have a flood of water cover you? Can you send lightning flashes so that they may go and say to you, Here we are? Who put wisdom in the heart, or gave understanding to the mind? Who is wise enough to count the clouds, or pour out the water jars of heaven when the dirt hardens into clumps, and the soil clings together? Can you hunt prey for the lioness and satisfy the hunger of her cubs as they crouch in their dens and lie ready to ambush from their lairs? Who provides food for the crow when its young ones cry to God and wander around in need of food? Job, chapter 39. Do you know the time when the mountain goats give birth? Do you watch the does when they are in labor? Can you count the months they are pregnant or know the time when they'll give birth? They kneel down to give birth and deliver their young. Then the pain of giving birth is over. Their young are healthy and grow up in the wild. They leave and don't come back. Who lets the wild donkey go free? Who unties the ropes of the wild donkey? I gave it the desert to live in and the salt flats as its dwelling place. It laughs at the noise of the city and doesn't even listen to the shouting of its master. It explores the mountains for its pasture and looks for anything green. Will the wild ox agree to serve you, or will it stay at night beside your feeding trough? Can you guide a wild ox in a furrow, or will it plow the valleys behind you? Can you trust it just because it's so strong? or leave your labor to it? Can you rely on it to bring your grain back and take it to your threshing floor? Does the ostrich flap its wings in joy, or do its wings lack feathers? It lays its eggs on the ground and warms them in the dust. It forgets that a foot may crush them, or a wild animal may trample them. It acts harshly toward its young as if they weren't its own. It is not afraid that its work is for nothing, because God has deprived it of wisdom." and did not give it any understanding. It laughs at the horse and its rider when it gets up to flee. Can you give strength to a horse or dress its neck with a flowing mane? Can you make it leap like a locust when its snorting causes terror? It paws in strength and finds joy in its power. It charges into battle. It laughs at fear, is afraid of nothing, and doesn't back away from swords. A quiver of arrows rattles on it along with a flashing spear and javelin. Anxious and excited, the horse eats up the ground and doesn't trust the sound of the ram's horn. As often as the horn sounds, the horse says, Aha! And it smells the battle far away, the thundering orders of the captains and the battle cries. Does your understanding make a bird of prey fly and spread its wings toward the south? Is it by your order that the eagle flies high and makes its nest on the heights? It perches for the night on a cliff. Its fortress is on a jagged peak, 
From there it seeks food, and its eyes see it from far away. Its young ones feed on blood. It is found wherever there are dead bodies. Job chapter 40. The Lord responded to Job, Will the person who finds fault with the Almighty correct him? Will the person who argues with God answer him? Job answered the Lord, I'm so insignificant, how can I answer you? I will put my hand over my mouth. I spoke once, but I can't answer. Twice, but not again. Then the Lord responded to Job out of a storm, Brace yourself like a man. I will ask you, and you will teach me. Would you undo my justice? Would you condemn me so that you can be righteous? Do you have power like God's? Can you thunder with a voice like His? Then dress yourself in majesty and dignity. Clothe yourself in splendor and glory. Unleash your outbursts of anger. Look at all who are arrogant and put them down. Look at all who are arrogant and humble them. Crush wicked people wherever they are. Hide them completely in the dust and cover their faces in the hidden place. Then even I will praise you, because your right hand can save you. Look at behemoth, which I made along with you. It eats grass as cattle do. Look at the strength in its back muscles, the power in its stomach muscles. It makes its tail stiff like a cedar. The ligaments of its thighs are intertwined. Its bones are bronze tubes. They are like iron bars. Behemoth is the first of God's conquests. Its maker approaches it with his sword. The hills bring it food, and all the wild animals play there. It lies down under the lotus plants, in a hiding place among reeds and swamps. Lotus plants provide it with cover. Poplars by the stream surround it. Though the river flows powerfully against it, it's not alarmed. It's confident even when the Jordan rushes against its mouth. Can anyone blind its eyes or pierce its nose with snares? Job chapter 41 Can you pull Leviathan out of the water with a fish hook or tie its tongue down with a rope? Can you put a ring through its nose or pierce its jaw with a hook? Will it plead with you for mercy or speak tenderly to you? Will it make an agreement with you so that you can take it as your permanent slave? Can you play with it like a bird, or keep it on a leash for your girls? Will traders bargain over it and divide it among the merchants? Can you fill its hide with harpoons, or its head with fishing spears? Lay your hand on it. Think of the struggle. Don't do it again. Certainly any hope of defeating it is a false hope. Doesn't the sight of it overwhelm you? No one is brave enough to provoke Leviathan. Then who can stand in front of me? Who can confront me that I should repay him? Everything under heaven belongs to me. I will not be silent about Leviathan's limbs, its strength, or its graceful form. Who can skin its hide? Who can approach it with a harness? Who can open its closed mouth? Its teeth are surrounded by terror. Its back has rows of scales that are tightly sealed. One is so close to the other that there is no space between them. Each is joined to the other. They are locked together and inseparable. When Leviathan sneezes, it gives out a flash of light. Its eyes are like the first rays of the dawn. Flames shoot from its mouth. Sparks of fire fly from it. Smoke comes from its nostrils like a boiling pot heated over brushwood. Its breath sets coals on fire, and a flame pours from its mouth. Strength resides in its neck, and power dances in front of it. The folds of its flesh stick to each other. They are solid and cannot be moved. Its chest is solid like a rock, solid like a millstone. The mighty are afraid when Leviathan rises. Broken down, they draw back. 
A sword may strike it, but not pierce it. Neither will a spear, lance, or dart. It considers iron to be like straw, and bronze to be like rotten wood. An arrow won't make it run away. Stones from a sling turn to dust against it. It considers clubs to be like stubble, and it laughs at a rattling javelin. Its underside is like sharp pieces of broken pottery. It stretches out like a threshing sledge on the mud. It makes the deep sea boil like a pot. It stirs up the ocean like a boiling kettle. It leaves a shining path behind it so that the sea appears to have silvery hair. Nothing on land can compare to it. It was made fearless. It looks down on all high things. It is king of everyone who is arrogant. Job, chapter 42. Then Job answered the Lord, I know that you can do everything, and that your plans are unstoppable. You said, Who is this that belittles my advice without having any knowledge about it? Yes, I have stated things I didn't understand, things too mysterious for me to know. You said, Listen now, and I will speak. I will ask you, and you will teach me. I had heard about you with my own ears, but now I have seen you with my own eyes. That is why I take back what I said, and I sit in dust and ashes, to show that I am sorry. After the Lord had said those things to Job, the Lord said to Eliphaz from Teman, I am very angry with you and your two friends, because you didn't speak what is right about me as my servant Job has done. So take seven young bulls and seven rams. Go to my servant Job, and make a burnt offering for yourselves. My servant Job will pray for you. Then I will accept his prayer not to treat you as godless fools. After all, you didn't speak what is right about me, as my servant Job has done. Then Eliphaz of Taman, Bildad of Shua, and Zophar of Naamah went and did what the Lord had told them to do, and the Lord accepted Job's prayer. After Job prayed for his friends, the Lord restored Job's prosperity, and gave him twice as much as he had before. Then all his brothers and sisters, and everyone who had previously known him, came to him. They ate with him at his house, sympathized with him, and comforted him for all the evil the Lord had brought to him. Each one gave him some money and a gold ring. The Lord blessed the latter years of Job's life more than the earlier years. He had fourteen thousand sheep and goats, six thousand camels, two thousand oxen, and one thousand donkeys. He also had seven sons and three daughters. He named the first daughter Jemima, the second Cassia, and the third Karen Hapuch. Nowhere in the whole country could be found women who were as beautiful as Job's daughters. Their father gave them and their brothers an inheritance. Job lived one hundred forty years after this. He saw his children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren. Then, at a very old age, Job died. Psalms, Book 1 Psalm 1 Blessed is the person who does not follow the advice of wicked people, take the path of sinners, or join the company of mockers. Rather, he delights in the teachings of the Lord and reflects on his teachings day and night. He is like a tree planted beside streams, a tree that produces fruit in season and whose leaves do not wither. He succeeds in everything he does. Wicked people are not like that. Instead, they are like husks that the wind blows away. That is why wicked people will not be able to stand in the judgment, and sinners will not be able to stand where righteous people gather. The Lord knows the way of righteous people, but the way of wicked people will end. Psalm number 2. Why do the nations gather together? 
Why do their people devise useless plots? Kings take their stands. Rulers make plans together against the Lord and against His Messiah by saying, Let's break apart their chains and shake off their ropes. The one enthroned in heaven laughs. The Lord makes fun of them. Then He speaks to them in His anger. In His burning anger He terrifies them by saying, I have installed my own king on Zion, my holy mountain. I will announce the Lord's decree. He said to me, You are my son. Today I have become your father. Ask me, and I will give you the nations as your inheritance, and the ends of the earth as your own possession. You will break them with an iron scepter. You will smash them to pieces like pottery. Now, you kings, act wisely. Be warned, you rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the Son, or He will become angry, and you will die on your way, because His anger will burst into flames. Blessed is everyone who takes refuge in Him. Psalm number 3. A psalm by David when he fled from his son Absalom. O Lord, look how my enemies have increased. Many are attacking me. Many are saying about me, even with God on his side, he won't be victorious. Selah. But you, O Lord, are a shield that surrounds me. You are my glory. You hold my head high. I call aloud to the Lord, and he answers me from his holy mountain. Selah. I lie down and sleep. I wake up again because the Lord continues to support me. I am not afraid of the tens of thousands who have taken positions against me on all sides. Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God. You have slapped all my enemies in the face. You have smashed the teeth of wicked people. Victory belongs to the Lord. May your blessing rest on your people. Selah. Psalm number 4. For the choir director, with stringed instruments, a psalm by David. Answer me when I call, O God of my righteousness. You have freed me from my troubles. Have pity on me and hear my prayer. You important people, how long are you going to insult my honor? How long are you going to love what is empty and seek what is a lie? Selah. Know that the Lord singles out godly people for himself. The Lord hears me when I call to him. Tremble and do not sin. Think about this on your bed and remain quiet. Selah. Offer the sacrifices of righteousness by trusting the Lord. Many are saying, Who can show us anything good? Let the light of your presence shine on us, O Lord. You put more joy in my heart than when their grain and new wine increase. I fall asleep in peace the moment I lie down, because you alone, O Lord, enable me to live securely. Psalm number 5. For the choir director, for flutes, a psalm by David. Open your ears to my words, O Lord. Consider my innermost thoughts. Pay attention to my cry for help, my King and my God, because I pray only to you. In the morning, O Lord, hear my voice. In the morning I lay my needs in front of you, and I wait. You are not a God who takes pleasure in wickedness. Evil will never be your guest. Those who brag cannot stand in your sight. You hate all troublemakers. You destroy those who tell lies. The Lord is disgusted with bloodthirsty and deceitful people. But I will enter your house because of your great mercy. Out of reverence for you, I will bow toward your holy temple. O Lord, lead me in your righteousness because of those who spy on me. Make your way in front of me smooth. Nothing in their mouths is truthful. Destruction comes from their hearts. Their throats are open graves. They flatter with their tongues. Condemn them, O God. 
Let their own schemes be their downfall. Throw them out for their many crimes, because they have rebelled against you. But let all who take refuge in you rejoice. Let them sing with joy forever. Protect them, and let those who love your name triumph in you. You bless righteous people, O Lord. Like a large shield, you surround them with your favor. Psalm number 6, for the choir director with stringed instruments on the Sheminith, a psalm by David. O Lord, do not punish me in your anger, or discipline me in your rage. Have pity on me, O Lord, because I am weak. Heal me, O Lord, because my bones shake with terror. My soul has been deeply shaken with terror. But you, O Lord, how long? Come back, O Lord, rescue me. Save me because of your mercy. In death no one remembers you. In the grave who praises you? I am worn out from my groaning. My eyes flood my bed every night. I soak my couch with tears. My eyes blur from grief. They fail because of my enemies. Get away from me, all you troublemakers, because the Lord has heard the sound of my crying. The Lord has heard my plea for mercy. The Lord accepts my prayer. All my enemies will be put to shame and deeply shaken with terror. In a moment they will retreat and be put to shame. Psalm number 7. A Shigaun by David. He sang it to the Lord about the slanderous words of Cush, a descendant of Benjamin. O Lord my God, I have taken refuge in you. Save me, and rescue me from all who are pursuing me. Like a lion they will tear me to pieces and drag me off with no one to rescue me. O Lord my God, if I have done this, if my hands are stained with injustice, if I have paid back my friend with evil, or rescued someone who has no reason to attack me, then let the enemy chase me and catch me. Let him trample my life into the ground. Let him lay my honor in the dust. Selah. Arise in anger, O Lord. Stand up against the fury of my attackers. Wake up, my God. You have already pronounced judgment. Let an assembly of people gather around you. Take your seat high above them. The Lord judges the people of the world. Judge me, O Lord, according to my righteousness, according to my integrity. Let the evil within wicked people come to an end, but make the righteous person secure, O righteous God, who examines thoughts and emotions. My shield is God above, who saves those whose motives are decent. God is a fair judge, a God who is angered by injustice every day. If a person does not change, God sharpens his sword. By bending his bow, he makes it ready to shoot. He prepares his deadly weapons and turns them into flaming arrows. See how that person conceives evil, is pregnant with harm, and gives birth to lies. He digs a pit and shovels it out. Then he falls into the hole that he made for others. His mischief lands back on his own head. His violence comes down on top of him. I will give thanks to the Lord for his righteousness. I will make music to praise the name of the Lord Most High. Psalm number 8. For the choir director on the Gittith, a psalm by David. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name throughout the earth! Your glory is sung above the heavens. From the mouths of little children and infants, you have built a fortress against your opponents to silence the enemy and the avenger. When I look at your heavens, the creation of your fingers, the moon and the stars that you have set in place, what is a mortal that you remember him, or the son of man that you take care of him? 
You have made him a little lower than yourself. You have crowned him with glory and honor. You have made him rule what your hands created. You have put everything under his control, all the sheep and cattle, the wild animals, the birds, the fish, whatever swims in the currents of the seas. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name throughout the earth. Psalm number 9, for the choir director, according to Muthlaben, a psalm by David. I will give you thanks, O Lord, with all my heart. I will tell about all the miracles you have done. I will find joy and be glad about you. I will make music to praise your name, O Most High. When my enemies retreat, they will stumble and die in your presence. You have defended my just cause. You sat down on your throne as a fair judge. You condemned nations. You destroyed wicked people. You wiped out their names forever and ever. The enemy is finished in ruins forever. You have uprooted their cities. Even the memory of them has faded. Yet the Lord is enthroned forever. He has set up His throne for judgment. He alone judges the world with righteousness. He judges its people fairly. The Lord is a stronghold for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. Those who know your name trust you, O Lord, because you have never deserted those who seek your help. Make music to praise the Lord who is enthroned in Zion. Announce to the nations what he has done. The one who avenges murder has remembered oppressed people. He has never forgotten their cries. Have pity on me, O Lord. Look at what I suffer because of those who hate me. You take me away from the gates of death, so that I may recite your praises one by one in the gates of Zion, and find joy in your salvation. The nations have sunk into the pit they have made. Their feet are caught in the net they have hidden to trap others. The Lord is known by the judgment he has carried out. The wicked person is trapped by the work of his own hands. Hegeon Selah. Wicked people, all the nations who forget God, will return to the grave. Needy people will not always be forgotten, nor will the hope of oppressed people be lost forever. Arise, O Lord, do not let mortals gain any power. Let the nations be judged in your presence. Strike them with terror, O Lord. Let the nations know that they are only mortal. Selah. Psalm number 10. Why are you so distant, Lord? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? The wicked person arrogantly pursues oppressed people. He will be caught in the schemes that he planned. The wicked person boasts about his selfish desires. He blesses robbers, but he curses the Lord. He turns up his nose and says, God doesn't care. His every thought concludes, there is no God. He always seems to succeed. Your judgments are beyond his understanding. He spits at all his opponents. He says to himself, nothing can shake me. I'll never face any trouble. His mouth is full of cursing, deception, and oppression. Trouble and wrongdoing are on the tip of his tongue. He waits in ambush in the villages. From his hiding places he kills innocent people. His eyes are on the lookout for victims. He lies in his hiding place like a lion in his den. He hides there to catch oppressed people. He catches oppressed people when he draws them into his net. His victims are crushed. They collapse and they fall under the weight of his power. He says to himself, God has forgotten. He has hidden his face. He will never see it. Arise, O Lord, lift your hand, O God. Do not forget oppressed people. Why does the wicked person despise God? Why does he say to himself, God doesn't care? 
You have seen it. Yes, you have taken note of trouble and grief and placed them under your control. The victim entrusts himself to you. You alone have been the helper of orphans. Break the arm of the wicked and evil person. Punish his wickedness until you find no more. The Lord is king forever and ever. The nations have vanished from his land. You have heard the desire of oppressed people, O Lord. You encourage them. You pay close attention to them. In order to provide justice for orphans and oppressed people, so that no mere mortal will terrify them again. Psalm number 11, for the choir director by David. I have taken refuge in the Lord. How can you say to me, flee to your mountain like a bird? Wicked people bend their bows. They set their arrows against the strings to shoot in the dark at people whose motives are decent. When the foundations of life are undermined, what can a righteous person do? The Lord is in His holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. His eyes see. They examine Adam's descendants. The Lord tests righteous people, but He hates wicked people and the ones who love violence. He rains down fire and burning sulfur upon wicked people. He makes them drink from a cup filled with scorching wind. The Lord is righteous. He loves a righteous way of life. Decent people will see His face. Psalm number 12. For the choir director, on the Sheminith, a psalm by David. Help, O Lord! No godly person is left. Faithful people have vanished from among Adam's descendants. All people speak foolishly. They speak with flattering lips. They say one thing but mean another. May the Lord cut off every flattering lip and every bragging tongue that has said, We will overcome with our tongues, with lips such as ours, who can be our master? Because oppressed people are robbed and needy people groan, I will now arise, says the Lord. I will provide safety for those who long for it. The promises of the Lord are pure, like silver refined in a furnace, and purified seven times. O Lord, you will protect them. You will keep each one safe from those people forever. Wicked people parade around when immorality increases among Adam's descendants. Psalm number 13. For the choir director... A psalm by David. How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I make decisions alone with sorrow in my heart day after day? How long will my enemy triumph over me? Look at me. Answer me, O Lord my God. Light up my eyes, or else I will die. And my enemy will say, I have overpowered him. My opponents will rejoice because I have been shaken. But I trust in your mercy. My heart finds joy in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has been good to me. Psalm number 14. For the choir director by David. Godless fools say in their hearts there is no God. They are corrupt. They do disgusting things. There is no one who does good things. The Lord looks down from heaven on Adam's descendants to see if there is anyone who acts wisely, if there is anyone who seeks help from God. Everyone is turned away. Together they have become rotten to the core. No one, not even one person, does good things. Are all those troublemakers, those who devour my people as if they were devouring food, so ignorant that they do not call on the Lord? There they are, panic-stricken because God is with the person who is righteous. They put the advice of oppressed people to shame because the Lord is their refuge. If only salvation for Israel would come from Zion... When the Lord restores the fortunes of his people, Jacob will rejoice. Israel will be glad. Psalm number 15. A Psalm by David. O Lord, who may stay in your tent? 
who may live on your holy mountain, the one who walks with integrity does what is righteous and speaks the truth within his heart. The one who does not slander with his tongue, do evil to a friend, or bring disgrace on his neighbor. The one who despises those rejected by God, but honors those who fear the Lord. The one who makes a promise and does not break it, even though he is hurt by it. The one who does not collect interest on a loan or take a bribe against an innocent person. Whoever does these things will never be shaken. Psalm number 16, a miktam by David. Protect me, O God, because I take refuge in you. I said to the Lord, You are my Lord. Without you I have nothing good. Those who lead holy lives on earth are the noble ones who fill me with joy. Those who quickly chase after other gods and multiply their sorrows. I will not pour out their sacrificial offerings of blood or use my lips to speak their names. The Lord is my inheritance and my cup. You are the one who determines my destiny. Your boundary lines mark out pleasant places for me. Indeed, my inheritance is something beautiful. I will praise the Lord who advises me. My conscience warns me at night. I always keep the Lord in front of me. When he is by my side, I cannot be moved. That is why my heart is glad and my soul rejoices. My body rests securely because you do not abandon my soul to the grave or allow your Holy One to decay. You make the path of life known to me. Complete joy is in your presence. Pleasures are by your side forever. Psalm number 17. A prayer by David. Hear my plea for justice, O Lord. Pay attention to my cry. Open your ears to my prayer, which comes from lips free from deceit. Let the verdict of my innocence come directly from you. Let your eyes observe what is fair. You have probed my heart. You have confronted me at night. You have tested me like silver, but you found nothing wrong. I have determined that my mouth will not sin. I have avoided cruelty because of your word. In spite of what others have done, my steps have remained firmly in your paths. My feet have not slipped. I have called on you because you answer me, O God. Turn your ear toward me. Hear what I have to say. Reveal your miraculous deeds of mercy, O Savior of those who find refuge by your side from those who attack them. Guard me as if I were the pupil in your eye. Hide me in the shadow of your wings. Hide me from wicked people who violently attack me, from my deadly enemies who surround me. They have shut out all feeling. Their mouths have spoken arrogantly. They have tracked me down. They have surrounded me. They have focused their attention on throwing me to the ground. Each one of them is like a lion eager to tear its prey apart, and like a young lion crouching in hiding places. Arise, O Lord, confront them, bring them to their knees. With your sword, rescue my life from wicked people. With your power, rescue me from mortals, O Lord, from mortals who enjoy their inheritance only in this life. You fill their bellies with your treasure. Their children are satisfied with it, and they leave what remains to their children. I will see your face when I am declared innocent. When I wake up, I will be satisfied with seeing you. Psalm number 18. For the choir director, by David, the servant of the Lord, he sang this song to the Lord when the Lord rescued him from all his enemies, especially from Saul. He said, I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my Savior, my God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield, and the strength of my salvation, my stronghold. The Lord should be praised. I call on Him, and I was saved from my enemies. The ropes of death had become tangled around me. The torrents of destruction had overwhelmed me. 
The ropes of the grave had surrounded me. The clutches of death had confronted me. I called on the Lord in my distress. I cried to my God for help. He heard my voice from his temple, and my cry for help reached his ears. Then the earth shook and quaked. Even the foundations of the mountains trembled. They shook violently because he was angry. Smoke went up from his nostrils, and a raging fire came out of his mouth. Glowing coals flared up from it. He spread apart the heavens and came down with a dark cloud under his feet. He rode on one of the angels as he flew, and he soared on the wings of the wind. He made the darkness his hiding place, the dark rain clouds his covering. Out of the brightness in front of him, those rain clouds passed by with hailstones and lightning. The Lord thundered in the heavens. The Most High made his voice heard with hailstones and lightning. He shot his arrows and scattered them. He flashed streaks of lightning and threw them into confusion. Then the ocean floor could be seen. The foundations of the earth were laid bare at your stern warning, O Lord, at the blast of the breath from your nostrils. He reached down from high above and took hold of me. He pulled me out of the raging water. He rescued me from my strong enemy and from those who hated me, because they were too strong for me. On the day when I faced disaster, they confronted me. But the Lord came to my defense. He brought me out to a wide open place. He rescued me because he was pleased with me. The Lord rewarded me because of my righteousness, because my hands are clean. He paid me back because I have kept the ways of the Lord, and I have not wickedly turned away from my God, because all his judgments are in front of me, and I have not turned away from his laws. I was innocent as far as he was concerned. I have kept myself from guilt. The Lord paid me back because of my righteousness, because he can see that my hands are clean. In dealing with faithful people, you are faithful. With innocent people, you are innocent. With pure people, you are pure. In dealing with devious people, you are clever. You save humble people, but you bring down a conceited look. O Lord, you light my lamp. My God turns my darkness into light. With you I can attack a line of soldiers. With my God I can break through barricades. God's way is perfect. The promise of the Lord has proven to be true. He is a shield to all those who take refuge in Him. Who is God but the Lord? Who is a rock except our God? God arms me with strength and makes my way perfect. He makes my feet like those of a deer and gives me sure footing on high places. He trains my hands for battle so that my arms can bend an archer's bow of bronze. You have given me the shield of your salvation. Your right hand supports me. Your gentleness makes me great. You make a wide path for me to walk on so that my feet do not slip. I chased my enemies and caught up with them. I did not return until I had ended their lives. I wounded them so badly that they were unable to get up. They fell under my feet. You armed me with strength for battle. You made my opponents bow at my feet. You made my enemies turn their backs to me, and I destroyed those who hated me. They cried out for help, but there was no one to save them. They cried out to the Lord, but he did not answer them. I beat them into a powder as fine as the dust blown by the wind. I threw them out as though they were dirt on the streets. You rescued me from my conflicts with the people. You made me the leader of nations. A people I did not know will serve me. As soon as they hear of me, they will obey me. Foreigners will cringe in front of me. Foreigners will lose heart, and they will tremble when they come out of their fortifications. 
The Lord lives, thanks be to my rock. May God, my Savior, be honored. God gives me vengeance. He brings people under my authority. He saves me from my enemies. You lift me up above my opponents. You rescue me from violent people. That is why I will give thanks to you, O Lord, among the nations, and make music to praise your name. He gives great victories to his king. He shows mercy to his anointed, to David, and to his descendant forever. Psalm number 19. For the choir director, a psalm by David. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the sky displays what his hands have made. One day tells a story to the next. One night shares knowledge with the next without talking, without words, without their voices being heard. Yet their sound has gone out into the entire world, their message to the ends of the earth. He has set up a tent in the heavens for the sun, which comes out of its chamber like a bridegroom, like a champion. It is eager to run its course. It rises from one end of the heavens. It circles around to the other. Nothing is hidden from its heat. The teachings of the Lord are perfect. They renew the soul. The testimony of the Lord is dependable. It makes gullible people wise. The instructions of the Lord are correct. They make the heart rejoice. The command of the Lord is radiant. It makes the eyes shine. The fear of the Lord is pure. It endures forever. The decisions of the Lord are true. They are completely fair. They are more desirable than gold, even the finest gold. They are sweeter than honey, even the drippings from a honeycomb. As your servant I am warned by them, there is a great reward in following them. Who can notice every mistake? Forgive my hidden faults. Keep me from sinning. Do not let anyone gain control over me. Then I will be blameless, and I will be free from any great offense. May the words from my mouth and the thoughts from my heart be acceptable to you, O Lord, my rock and my defender. Psalm number 20, for the choir director, a psalm by David. The Lord will answer you in times of trouble. The name of the God of Jacob will protect you. He will send you help from his holy place and support you from Zion. He will remember all your grain offerings and look with favor on your burnt offerings. Selah. He will give you your heart's desire and carry out all your plans. We will joyfully sing about your victory. We will wave our flags in the name of our God. The Lord will fulfill all your requests. Now I know that the Lord will give victory to his anointed king. He will answer him from his holy heaven with mighty deeds of his powerful hand. Some rely on chariots and others on horses, but we will boast in the name of the Lord our God. They will sink to their knees and fall, but we will rise and stand firm. Give victory to the King, O Lord. Answer us when we call. Psalm number 21, for the choir director, a psalm by David. The king finds joy in your strength, O Lord. What great joy he has in your victory. You gave him his heart's desire. You did not refuse the prayer from his lips. Selah. You welcomed him with the blessings of good things and set a crown of fine gold on his head. He asked you for life. You gave him a long life, forever and ever. Because of your victory, his glory is great. You place splendor and majesty on him. Yes, you made him a blessing forever. You made him glad with the joy of your presence. Indeed, the king trusts the Lord, and through the mercy of the Most High he will not be moved. Your hand will discover all your enemies. Your powerful hand will find all who hate you. 
When you appear, you will make them burn like a blazing furnace. The Lord will swallow them up in His anger. Fire will devour them. You will destroy their children from the earth and their offspring from among Adam's descendants. Although they scheme and plan evil against you, they will not succeed. They turn their backs and flee because you aim your bow at their faces. Arise, O Lord, in your strength. We will sing and make music to praise your power. Psalm number 22. For the choir director, according to Ayeleth Hazakar, a psalm by David. My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Why are you so far away from helping me, so far away from the words of my groaning? My God, I cry out by day, but you do not answer. Also at night, but I find no rest. Yet you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. Our ancestors trusted you, they trusted, and you rescued them. They cried to you and were saved. They trusted you and were never disappointed. Yet I am a worm and not a man. I am scorned by humanity and despised by people. All who see me make fun of me. Insults pour from their mouths. They shake their heads and say, Put yourself in the Lord's hands. Let the Lord save him. Let God rescue him, since he is pleased with him. Indeed, you are the one who brought me out of the womb, the one who made me feel safe at my mother's breasts. I was placed in your care from birth, from my mother's womb. You have been my God. Do not be so far away from me. Trouble is near, and there is no one to help. Many bulls have surrounded me. Strong bulls from Bashan have encircled me. They have opened their mouths to attack me like ferocious, roaring lions. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It is melted within me. My strength is dried up like pieces of broken pottery. My tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth. You lay me down in the dust of death. Dogs have surrounded me. A mob has encircled me. They have pierced my hands and feet. I can count all my bones. People stare. They gloat over me. They divide my clothes among themselves. They throw dice for my clothing. Do not be so far away, O Lord. Come quickly to help me, O my strength. Rescue my soul from the sword, my life from vicious dogs. Save me from the mouth of the lion and from the horns of wild oxen. You have answered me. I will tell my people about your name. I will praise you within the congregation, all who fear the Lord. Praise Him. All you descendants of Jacob, glorify Him. Stand in awe of Him, all you descendants of Israel. The Lord has not despised or been disgusted with the plight of the oppressed one. He has not hidden His face from that person. The Lord heard when that oppressed person cried out to Him for help. My praise comes from you while I am among those assembled for worship. I will fulfill my vows in the presence of those who fear the Lord. Oppressed people will eat until they are full. Those who look to the Lord will praise Him. May you live forever. All the ends of the earth will remember and return to the Lord. All the families from all the nations will worship you, because the kingdom belongs to the Lord, and He rules the nations. All prosperous people on earth will eat and worship. All those who go down to the dust will kneel in front of Him, even those who are barely alive. There will be descendants who serve Him, a generation that will be told about the Lord. They will tell people yet to be born about His righteousness, that He has finished it. Psalm number 23, a psalm by David. The Lord is my shepherd. 
I am never in need. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside peaceful waters. He renews my soul. He guides me along the paths of righteousness for the sake of His name. Even though I walk through the dark valley of death, because you are with me, I fear no harm. Your rod and your staff give me courage. You prepare a banquet for me while my enemies watch. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Certainly, goodness and mercy will stay close to me all the days of my life, and I will remain in the Lord's house for days without end. Psalm number 24, a psalm by David. The earth and everything it contains are the Lord's. The world and all who live in it are His. He laid its foundation on the seas and set it firmly on the rivers. Who may go up the Lord's mountain? Who may stand in His holy place? The one who has clean hands and a pure heart and does not long for what is false, or lie when he is under oath. This person will receive a blessing from the Lord and righteousness from God his Savior. This is the person who seeks him, who searches for the face of the God of Jacob. Selah. Lift your heads, you gates. Be lifted, you ancient doors, so that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord heroic in battle. Lift your heads, you gates. Be lifted, you ancient doors, so that the King of glory may come in. Who then is this King of glory? The Lord of armies is the King of glory. Selah. Psalm number 25 by David. To you, O Lord, I lift my soul. I trust you, O my God. Do not let me be put to shame. Do not let my enemies triumph over me. No one who waits for you will ever be put to shame, but all who are unfaithful will be put to shame. Make your ways known to me, O Lord, and teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me, because you are God my Savior. I wait all day long for you. Remember, O Lord, your compassionate and merciful deeds. They have existed from eternity. Do not remember the sins of my youth or my rebellious ways. Remember me, O Lord, in keeping with your mercy and your goodness. The Lord is good and decent. That is why he teaches sinners the way they should live. He leads humble people to do what is right, and he teaches them his way. Every path of the Lord is one of mercy and truth for those who cling to his promise and written instructions. For the sake of your name, O Lord, remove my guilt, because it is great. Who then is this person that fears the Lord? He is the one whom the Lord will teach which path to choose. He will enjoy good things in life, and his descendants will inherit the land. The Lord advises those who fear him. He reveals to them the intent of his promise. My eyes are always on the Lord. He removes my feet from traps. Turn to me and have pity on me. I am lonely and oppressed. Relieve my troubled heart and bring me out of my distress. Look at my misery and suffering, and forgive all my sins. See how my enemies have increased in number, how they have hated me with vicious hatred. Protect my life and rescue me. Do not let me be put to shame. I have taken refuge in you. Integrity and honesty will protect me, because I wait for you. Rescue Israel, O God, from all its troubles. Psalm number 26 by David. Judge me favorably, O Lord, because... I have walked with integrity, and I have trusted you without wavering. Examine me, O Lord, and test me. Look closely into my heart and mind. I see your mercy in front of me. 
I walk in the light of your truth. I did not sit with liars, and I will not be found among hypocrites. I have hated the mob of evildoers and will not sit with wicked people. I will wash my hands in innocence. I will walk around your altar, O Lord, so that I may loudly sing a hymn of thanksgiving and tell about all your miracles. O Lord, I love the house where you live, the place where your glory dwells. Do not sweep away my soul along with hardened sinners or my life along with bloodthirsty people. Evil schemes are in their hands. Their right hands are full of bribes. But I walk with integrity. Rescue me and have pity on me. My feet stand on level ground. I will praise the Lord with the choirs in worship. Psalm number 27 by David. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Who is there to fear? The Lord is my life's fortress. Who is there to be afraid of? Evildoers closed in on me to tear me to pieces. My opponents and enemies stumbled and fell. Even though an army sets up camp against me, my heart will not be afraid. Even though a war breaks out against me, I will still have confidence in the Lord. I have asked one thing from the Lord. This I will seek, to remain in the Lord's house all the days of my life in order to gaze at the Lord's beauty and to search for an answer in His temple. He hides me in His shelter when there is trouble. He keeps me hidden in His tent. He sets me high on a rock. Now my head will be raised above my enemies who surround me. I will offer sacrifices with shouts of joy in his tent. I will sing and make music to praise the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud. Have pity on me and answer me. When you said, Seek my face, my heart said to you, O Lord, I will seek your face. Do not hide your face from me. Do not angrily turn me away. You have been my help. Do not leave me. Do not abandon me, O God, my Savior. Even if my father and mother abandon me, the Lord will take care of me. Teach me your way, O Lord. Lead me on a level path, because I have enemies who spy on me. Do not surrender me to the will of my opponents. False witnesses have risen against me. They breathe out violence. I believe that I will see the goodness of the Lord in this world of the living. Wait with hope for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart be courageous. Yes, wait with hope for the Lord. Psalm number 28 by David. O Lord, I call to you, my rock, do not turn a deaf ear to me. If you remain silent, I will be like those who go into the pit. Hear my prayer for mercy when I call to you for help, when I lift my hands toward your most holy place. Do not drag me away with wicked people, with troublemakers who speak of peace with their neighbors, but have evil in their hearts. Pay them back for what they have done, for their evil deeds. Pay them back for what their hands have done, and give them what they deserve. The Lord will tear them down and never build them up again, because they never consider what He has done, or what His hands have made. Thank the Lord. He has heard my prayer for mercy. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted Him, so I received help. My heart is triumphant. I give thanks to Him with my song. The Lord is the strength of His people and a fortress for the victory of His Messiah. Save your people and bless those who belong to you. Be their shepherd and carry them forever. Psalm number 29, a psalm by David. Give to the Lord, you heavenly beings. Give to the Lord glory and power. Give to the Lord the glory His name deserves. Worship the Lord in His holy splendor. The voice of the Lord rolls over the water. The God of glory thunders. 
The Lord shouts over raging water. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is majestic. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord splinters the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon skip along like a calf, and Mount Sirion like a wild ox. The voice of the Lord strikes with flashes of lightning. The voice of the Lord makes the wilderness tremble. The Lord makes the wilderness of Kadesh tremble. The voice of the Lord splits the oaks and strips the trees of the forest bare. Everyone in his temple is saying, Glory! The Lord sat enthroned over the flood. The Lord sits enthroned as king forever. The Lord will give power to his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. Psalm number 30, a psalm by David sung at the dedication of the temple. I will honor you highly, O Lord, because you have pulled me out of the pit and have not let my enemies rejoice over me. O Lord, my God, I cried out to you for help, and you healed me. O Lord, you brought me up from the grave. You called me back to life from among those who had gone into the pit. Make music to praise the Lord, you faithful people who belong to him. Remember his holiness by giving thanks. His anger lasts only a moment. His favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may last for the night, but there is a song of joy in the morning. When all was well with me, I said, I will never be shaken. O Lord, by your favor you have made my mountain stand firm. When you hid your face, I was terrified. I will cry out to you, O Lord. I will plead to the Lord for mercy. How will you profit if my blood is shed, if I go into the pit? Will the dust of my body give thanks to you? Will it tell about your truth? Hear, O Lord, and have pity on me. O Lord, be my helper. You have changed my sobbing into dancing. You have removed my sackcloth and clothed me with joy, so that my soul may praise you with music and not be silent. O Lord, my God, I will give thanks to you forever. Psalm number 31. For the choir director, a psalm by David. I have taken refuge in you, O Lord. Never let me be put to shame. Save me because of your righteousness. Turn your ear toward me. Rescue me quickly. Be a rock of refuge for me, a strong fortress to save me. Indeed, you are my rock and my fortress. For the sake of your name, lead me and guide me. You are my refuge. So pull me out of the net that they have secretly laid for me. Into your hands I entrust my spirit. You have rescued me, O Lord, God of truth. I hate those who cling to false gods, but I trust the Lord. I will rejoice and be glad because of your mercy. You have seen my misery. You have known the troubles in my soul. You have not handed me over to the enemy. You have set my feet in a place where I can move freely. Have pity on me, O Lord, because I am in distress. My eyes, my soul, and my body waste away from grief. My life is exhausted from sorrow, my years from groaning. My strength staggers under the weight of my guilt, and my bones waste away. I have become a disgrace because of all my opponents. I have become someone dreaded by my friends, even by my neighbors. Those who see me on the street run away from me. I have faded from memory as if I were dead, and have become like a piece of broken pottery." I have heard the whispering of many people, terror on every side. While they made plans together against me, they were plotting to take my life. I trusted you, O Lord. I said, You are my God. My future is in your hands. Rescue me from my enemies, from those who persecute me. Smile on me. Save me with your mercy. O Lord, 
I have called on you, so do not let me be put to shame. Let wicked people be put to shame. Let them be silent in the grave. Let their lying lips be speechless, since they speak against righteous people with arrogance and contempt. Your kindness is so great, you reserve it for those who fear you. Adam's descendants watch as you show it to those who take refuge in you. You hide them in the secret place of your presence from those who scheme against them. You keep them in a shelter, safe from quarrelsome tongues. Thank the Lord. He has shown me the miracle of His mercy in a city under attack. When I was panic-stricken, I said, I have been cut off from your sight. But you heard my pleas for mercy when I cried out to you for help. Love the Lord, all you godly ones. The Lord protects faithful people, but He pays back in full those who act arrogantly. Be strong, all who wait with hope for the Lord, and let your heart be courageous. Psalm number 32, a psalm by David Amaskil. Blessed is the person whose disobedience is forgiven, and whose sin is pardoned. Blessed is the person whom the Lord no longer accuses of sin, and who has no deceitful thoughts. When I kept silent about my sins, my bones began to weaken because of my groaning all day long. Day and night your hand lay heavily on me. My strength shriveled in the summer heat. Selah. I made my sins known to you, and I did not cover up my guilt. I decided to confess them to you, O Lord. Then you forgave all my sins. Selah. For this reason let all godly people pray to you when you may be found. Then raging floodwater will not reach them. You are my hiding place. You protect me from trouble. You surround me with joyous songs of salvation. Selah. The Lord says, I will instruct you. I will teach you the way that you should go. I will advise you as my eyes watch over you. Don't be stubborn like a horse or mule. They need a bit and bridle in their mouth to restrain them, or they will not come near you. Many heartaches await wicked people, but mercy surrounds those who trust the Lord. Be glad and find joy in the Lord, you righteous people. Sing with joy all whose motives are decent. Psalm number 33. Joyfully sing to the Lord, you righteous people. Praising the Lord is proper for decent people. Give thanks with a lyre to the Lord. Make music for Him on a ten-stringed harp. Sing a new song to Him. Play beautifully and joyfully on stringed instruments. The word of the Lord is correct, and everything He does is trustworthy. The Lord loves righteousness and justice. His mercy fills the earth. The heavens were made by the word of the Lord, and all the stars by the breath of His mouth. He gathers the water in the sea like a dam and puts the oceans in his storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all who live in the world stand in awe of him. He spoke, and it came into being. He gave the order, and there it stood. The Lord blocks the plans of the nations. He frustrates the schemes of the people of the world. The Lord's plan stands firm forever. His thoughts stand firm in every generation. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Blessed are the people he has chosen as his own. The Lord looks down from heaven. He sees all of Adam's descendants. From the place where he sits enthroned, he looks down upon all who live on earth. The one who formed their hearts understands everything they do. No king achieves a victory with a large army. No warrior rescues himself by his own great strength. Horses are not a guarantee for victory. Their great strength cannot help someone escape. The Lord's eyes are on those who fear Him, 
on those who wait with hope for His mercy to rescue their souls from death and keep them alive during a famine. We wait for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. In Him our hearts find joy. In His holy name we trust. Let your mercy rest on us, O Lord, since we wait with hope for you. Psalm number 34. By David, when he pretended to be insane in the presence of Abimelech, Abimelech threw him out, so David left. I will thank the Lord at all times. My mouth will always praise Him. My soul will boast about the Lord. Those who are oppressed will hear it and rejoice. Praise the Lord's greatness with me. Let us highly honor His name together. I went to the Lord for help. He answered me and rescued me from all my fears. All who look to Him will be radiant. Their faces will never be covered with shame. Here is a poor man who called out. The Lord heard him and saved him from all his troubles. The messenger of the Lord camps around those who fear him, and he rescues them. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the person who takes refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you holy people who belong to him. Those who fear him are never in need. Young lions go hungry and may starve, but those who seek the Lord's help have all the good things they need. Come, children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Which of you wants a full life? Who would like to live long enough to enjoy good things? Keep your tongue from saying evil things and your lips from speaking deceitful things. Turn away from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The Lord's eyes are on righteous people. His ears hear their cry for help. The Lord confronts those who do evil in order to wipe out all memory of them from the earth. Righteous people cry out. The Lord hears and rescues them from all their troubles. The Lord is near to those whose hearts are humble. He saves those whose spirits are crushed. The righteous person has many troubles, but the Lord rescues him from all of them. The Lord guards all of his bones. Not one of them is broken. Evil will kill wicked people, and those who hate righteous people will be condemned. The Lord protects the souls of his servants. All who take refuge in him will never be condemned. Psalm number 35, by David. O Lord, attack those who attack me. Fight against those who fight against me. Use your shields, both small and large. Arise to help me. Hold your spear to block the way of those who pursue me. Say to my soul, I am your Savior. Let those who seek my life be put to shame and disgraced. Let those who plan my downfall be turned back in confusion. Let them be like husks blown by the wind as the messenger of the Lord chases them. Let their path be dark and slippery as the messenger of the Lord pursues them. For no reason they hid their net in a pit. For no reason they dug the pit to trap me. Let destruction surprise them. Let the net that they hid catch them. Let them fall into their own pit and be destroyed. My soul will find joy in the Lord and be joyful about His salvation. All my bones will say, O Lord, who can compare with you? You rescue the weak person from the one who is too strong for him, and weak and needy people from the one who robs them. Malicious people bring charges against me. They ask me things I know nothing about. I am devastated because they pay me back with evil instead of good. But when they were sick, I wore sackcloth. I humbled myself with fasting. When my prayer returned unanswered, I walked around as if I were mourning for my friend or my brother. I was bent over as if I were mourning for my mother. 
Yet when I stumbled, they rejoiced and gathered together. They gathered together against me. Unknown attackers tore me apart without stopping. With crude and abusive mockers, they grit their teeth at me. O Lord, how long will you look on? Rescue me from their attacks. Rescue my precious life from the lions. I will give you thanks in a large gathering. I will praise you in a crowd of worshippers. Do not let my treacherous enemies gloat over me. Do not let those who hate me for no reason wink at me. They do not talk about peace. Instead, they scheme against the peaceful people in the land. They open their big mouths and say about me, Aha! Aha! Our own eyes have seen it. You have seen it, O Lord. Do not remain silent. O Lord, do not be so far away from me. Wake up and rise to my defense. Plead my case, O my God and my Lord. Judge me by your righteousness, O Lord my God. Do not let them gloat over me or think, Aha! Just what we wanted. Do not let them say, We have swallowed him up. Let those who gloat over my downfall be thoroughly put to shame and confused. Let those who promote themselves at my expense be clothed with shame and disgrace. Let those who are happy when I am declared innocent joyfully sing and rejoice. Let them continually say, The Lord is great. He is happy when his servant has peace. Then my tongue will tell about your righteousness, about your praise, all day long. Psalm number 36 for the choir director by David, the Lord's servant. There is an inspired truth about the wicked person who has rebellion in the depths of his heart. He is not terrified of God. He flatters himself and does not hate or even recognize his guilt. The words from his mouth are nothing but trouble and deception. He has stopped doing what is wise and good. He invents trouble while lying on his bed and chooses to go the wrong direction. He does not reject evil. O Lord, your mercy reaches to the heavens, your faithfulness to the skies. Your righteousness is like the mountains of God, your judgments like the deep ocean. You save people and animals, O Lord. Your mercy is so precious, O God, that Adam's descendants take refuge in the shadow of your wings. They are refreshed with the rich foods in your house, and you make them drink from the river of your pleasure. Indeed, the fountain of life is with you. In your light we see light. Continue to show your mercy to those who know you and your righteousness to those whose motives are decent. Do not let the feet of arrogant people step on me or the hands of wicked people push me away. Look at the troublemakers who have fallen. They have been pushed down and are unable to stand up again. Psalm number 37 by David. Do not be preoccupied with evildoers. Do not envy those who do wicked things. They will quickly dry up like grass and wither away like green plants. Trust the Lord and do good things. Live in the land and practice being faithful. Be happy with the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. Entrust your ways to the Lord. Trust Him, and He will act on your behalf. He will make your righteousness shine like a light, your just cause like the noonday sun. Surrender yourself to the Lord, and wait patiently for Him. Do not be preoccupied with an evildoer who succeeds in his way when he carries out his schemes. Let go of anger, and leave rage behind. Do not be preoccupied, it only leads to evil. Evildoers will be cut off from their inheritance, but those who wait with hope for the Lord will inherit the land. In a little while a wicked person will vanish. Then you can carefully examine where he was, but there will be no trace of him. 
Oppressed people will inherit the land and will enjoy unlimited peace. The wicked person plots against a righteous one and grits his teeth at him. The Lord laughs at him because he has seen that his time is coming. Wicked people pull out their swords and bend their bows to kill oppressed and needy people, to slaughter those who are decent, but their own swords will pierce their hearts and their bows will be broken. The little that the righteous person has is better than the wealth of many wicked people. The arms of wicked people will be broken, but the Lord continues to support righteous people. The Lord knows the daily struggles of innocent people. Their inheritance will last forever. They will not be put to shame in trying times. Even in times of famine, they will be satisfied. But wicked people will disappear. The Lord's enemies will vanish like the best part of a meadow. They will vanish like smoke. A wicked person borrows, but he does not repay. A righteous person is generous in giving. Those who are blessed by him will inherit the land. Those who are cursed by him will be cut off. A person's steps are directed by the Lord, and the Lord delights in his way. When he falls, he will not be thrown down head first, because the Lord holds on to his hand. I have been young, and now I am old. But I have never seen a righteous person abandoned, or his descendants begging for food. He is always generous and lends freely. His descendants are a blessing. Avoid evil, do good, and live forever. The Lord loves justice, and He will not abandon His godly ones. They will be kept safe forever, but the descendants of wicked people will be cut off. Righteous people will inherit the land and live there permanently. The mouth of the righteous person reflects on wisdom. His tongue speaks what is fair. The teachings of his God are in his heart. His feet do not slip. The wicked person watches the righteous person and seeks to kill him. But the Lord will not abandon him to the wicked person's power or condemn him when he is brought to trial. Wait with hope for the Lord and follow his path, and he will honor you by giving you the land. When wicked people are cut off, you will see it. I have seen a wicked person acting like a tyrant, spreading himself out like a large cedar tree. But he moved on, and now there is no trace of him. I searched for him, but he could not be found. Notice the innocent person, and look at the decent person, because the peacemaker has a future. But rebels will be completely destroyed. The future of wicked people will be cut off. The victory for righteous people comes from the Lord. He is their fortress in times of trouble. The Lord helps them and rescues them. He rescues them from wicked people. He saves them because they have taken refuge in Him. Psalm number 38, a psalm by David to be kept in mind. O Lord, do not angrily punish me or discipline me in your wrath. Your arrows have struck me. Your hand has struck me hard. No healthy spot is left on my body because of your rage. There is no peace in my bones because of my sin. My guilt has overwhelmed me. Like a heavy load, it is more than I can bear. My wounds smell rotten. They fester because of my stupidity. I am bent over and bowed down very low. All day I walk around in mourning. My insides are filled with burning pain, and no healthy spot is left on my body. I am numb and completely devastated. I roar because my heart's in turmoil. You know all my desires, O Lord, and my groaning has not been hidden from you. My heart is pounding. I have lost my strength. Even the light of my eyes has left me. My loved ones and my friends keep their distance, and my relatives stand far away because of my sickness. Those who seek my life lay traps for me. 
Those who are out to harm me talk about ruining me. All day long they think of ways to deceive me. But I am like a person who cannot hear, and like a person who cannot speak. I am like one who cannot hear and who can offer no arguments. But I wait with hope for you, O Lord. You will answer, O Lord my God. I said, Do not let them gloat over me. When my foot slips, do not let them promote themselves at my expense. I am ready to fall. I am continually aware of my pain. I confess my guilt. My sin troubles me. My mortal enemies are growing stronger. Many hate me for no reason. They pay me back with evil instead of good, and they accuse me because I try to do what is good. Do not abandon me, O Lord, O my God. Do not be so distant from me. Come quickly to help me, O Lord, my Savior. Psalm number 39. For the choir director, for Jeduthun, a psalm by David. I said, I will watch my ways so that I do not sin with my tongue. I will bridle my mouth while wicked people are in my presence. I remained totally speechless. I kept silent, although it did me no good. While I was deep in thought, my pain grew worse. My heart burned like a fire flaring up within me. Then I spoke with my tongue. Teach me, O Lord, about the end of my life. Teach me about the number of days I have left, so that I may know how temporary my life is. Indeed, you have made the length of my days only a few inches. My lifespan is nothing compared to yours. Certainly, everyone alive is like a whisper in the wind. Selah. Each person who walks around is like a shadow. They are busy for no reason. They accumulate riches without knowing who will get them. And now, Lord, what am I waiting for? My hope is in you. Rescue me from all my rebellious acts. Do not disgrace me in front of godless fools. I remain speechless. I did not open my mouth, because you are the one who has done this. Remove the sickness you laid upon me. My life is over, because you struck me with your hand. With stern warnings you discipline people for their crimes. Like a moth you eat away at what is dear to them. Certainly everyone is like a whisper in the wind. Selah. Listen to my prayer, O Lord. Open your ear to my cry for help. Do not be deaf to my tears, for I am a foreign resident with you, a stranger like all my ancestors. Look away from me so that I may smile again before I go away and am no more. Psalm number 40. For the choir director, a psalm by David. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry for help. He pulled me out of a horrible pit, out of the mud and clay. He set my feet on a rock and made my steps secure. He placed a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see this in worship. They will trust the Lord. Blessed is the person who places his confidence in the Lord and does not rely on arrogant people or those who follow lies. You have done many miraculous things, O Lord my God. You have made many wonderful plans for us. No one compares to you. I will tell others about your miracles, which are more than I can count. You were not pleased with sacrifices and offerings. You have dug out two ears for me. You did not ask for burnt offerings or sacrifices for sin. Then I said, I have come. It is written about me in the scroll of the book. I am happy to do your will, O my God. Your teachings are deep within me. I will announce the good news of righteousness among those assembled for worship. I will not close my lips. You know that, O Lord." I have not buried your righteousness deep in my heart. I have been outspoken about your faithfulness and your salvation. I have not hidden your mercy and your truth from those assembled for worship. 
Do not withhold your compassion from me, O Lord. May your mercy and your truth always protect me. Countless evils have surrounded me. My sins have caught up with me so that I can no longer see. They outnumber the hairs on my head. I have lost heart. O Lord, please rescue me. Come quickly to help me, O Lord. Let all those who seek to end my life be confused and put to shame. Let those who want my downfall be turned back and disgraced. Let those who say to me, Aha! Aha! be stunned by their own shame. Let all who seek you rejoice and be glad because of you. Let those who love your salvation continually say, The Lord is great, but I am oppressed and needy. May the Lord think of me. You are my help and my Savior. O oh my God, do not delay. Psalm number 41. For the choir director, a psalm by David. Blessed is the one who has concern for helpless people. The Lord will rescue him in times of trouble. The Lord will protect him and keep him alive. He will be blessed in the land. Do not place him at the mercy of his enemies. The Lord will support him on his sickbed. You will restore this person to health when he is ill. I said, O Lord, have pity on me. Heal my soul, because I have sinned against you. My enemies say terrible things about me. When will he die, and when will his family name disappear? When one of them comes to visit me, he speaks foolishly. His heart collects gossip. Then he leaves to tell others, Everyone who hates me whispers about me. They think evil things about me and say, A devilish disease has attached itself to him. He will never leave his sickbed. Even my closest friend, whom I trusted, the one who ate my bread, has lifted his heel against me. Have pity on me, O Lord. Raise me up so that I can pay them back, and my enemy cannot shout in triumph over me. When you do this, I know that you are pleased with me. You defend my integrity, and you set me in your presence forever. Thank the Lord God of Israel through all eternity. Amen and Amen. Book 2, Psalm number 42. For the choir director, a masculine by Korah's descendants. As a deer longs for flowing streams, so my soul longs for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When may I come to see God's face? My tears are my food day and night. People ask me all day long, Where is your God? I will remember these things as I pour out my soul. How I used to walk with the crowd and lead it in a procession to God's house. I sang songs of joy and thanksgiving while crowds of people celebrated a festival. Why are you discouraged, my soul? Why are you so restless? Put your hope in God, because I will still praise Him. He is my Savior and my God. My soul is discouraged. That is why I will remember you in the land of Jordan, on the peaks of Hermon, on Mount Mizar. One deep sea calls to another at the roar of your water spouts. All the whitecaps on your waves have swept over me. The Lord commands His mercy during the day, and at night His song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. I will ask God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why must I walk around in mourning while the enemy oppresses me? With a shattering blow to my bones, my enemies taunt me. They ask me all day long, where is your God? Why are you discouraged, my soul? Why are you so restless? Put your hope in God, because I will still praise Him. He is my Savior and my God. Psalm number 43. Judge me, O God, and plead my case against an ungodly nation. Rescue me from deceitful and unjust people. 
You are my fortress, O God. Why have you rejected me? Why must I walk around in mourning while the enemy oppresses me? Send your light and your truth. Let them guide me. Let them bring me to your holy mountain and to your dwelling place. Then let me go to the altar of God, to God my highest joy. And I will give thanks to you on the lyre, O God, my God. Why are you discouraged, my soul? Why are you so restless? Put your hope in God, because I will still praise Him. He is my Savior and my God. Psalm number 44. For the choir director, Amaskil, by Korah's descendants. O God, we have heard it with our own ears. Our ancestors have told us about the miracle you performed in their day, in days long ago. By your power you forced nations out of the land, but you planted our ancestors there. You shattered many groups of people, but you set our ancestors free. It was not with their swords that they took possession of the land. They did not gain victory with their own strength. It was your right hand, your arm, and the light of your presence that did it, because you were pleased with them. You alone are my king, O God. You won those victories for Jacob. With you we can walk over our enemies. With your name we can trample those who attack us. I do not rely on my bow, and my sword will never save me. But you saved us from our enemies. You put to shame those who hate us. All day long we praise our God. We give thanks to you forever. Selah. But now you have rejected and disgraced us. You do not even go along with our armies. You make us retreat from the enemy. Those who hate us rob us at will. You hand us over to be butchered like sheep and scatter us among the nations. You sell your people for almost nothing, and at that price you have gained nothing. You made us a disgrace to our neighbors and an object of ridicule and contempt to those around us. You made our defeat a proverb among the nations so that people shake their heads at us. All day long my disgrace is in front of me. Shame covers my face because of the words of those who insult and slander us, because of the presence of the enemy and the avenger. Although all of this happened to us, we never forgot you. We never ignored your promise. Our hearts never turned away. Our feet never left your path. Yet you crushed us in a place for jackals and covered us with a shadow of death. If we forgot the name of our God or stretched out our hands to pray to another God, wouldn't God find out, since He knows the secrets in our hearts? Indeed, we are being killed all day long because of you. We are thought of as sheep to be slaughtered. Wake up! Why are you sleeping, O Lord? Awake! Do not reject us forever. Why do you hide your face? Why do you forget our suffering and misery? Our souls are bowing in the dust. Our bodies cling to the ground. Arise, help us, rescue us because of your mercy. Psalm number 45. For the choir director, according to Shoshanim, a masculine by Korah's descendants, a love song. My heart is overflowing with good news. I will direct my song to the king. My tongue is a pen for a skillful writer. You are the most handsome of Adam's descendants. Grace is poured on your lips. That is why God has blessed you forever. A warrior, strap your sword to your side with your splendor and majesty. Ride on victoriously in your majesty for the cause of truth, humility, and righteousness. Let your right hand teach you awe-inspiring things. Your arrows are sharp in the heart of the king's enemies. Nations fall beneath you. Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter in your kingdom is a scepter for justice. 
You have loved what is right and hated what is wrong. That is why God, your God, has anointed you, rather than your companions, with the oil of joy. All your robes are fragrant with myrrh, aloes, and cassia. From ivory palaces the music of stringed instruments delights you. The daughters of kings are among your noble ladies. The queen takes her place at your right hand and wears gold from Ophir. Listen, daughter, look closely. Turn your ear toward me. Forget your people and forget your father's house. The king longs for your beauty. He is your lord. Worship him. The people of Tyre, the richest people, want to win your favor with a gift. The daughter of the king is glorious inside the palace. Her dress is embroidered with gold, wearing a colorful gown. She is brought to the king. Her bridesmaids follow her. They will be brought to you. With joy and delight they are brought in. They enter the palace of the king. Your sons will take the place of your father. You will make them princes over the whole earth. I will cause your name to be remembered throughout every generation. That is why the nations will give thanks to you forever and ever. Psalm number 46, for the choir director, a song by the descendants of Korah, according to Alamoth. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in times of trouble. That is why we are not afraid even when the earthquakes or the mountains topple into the depths of the sea, water roars and foams, and mountains shake at the surging waves. Selah. There is a river whose streams bring joy to the city of God, the holy place where the Most High lives. God is in that city. It cannot fall. God will help it at the break of dawn. Nations are in turmoil and kingdoms topple. The earth melts at the sound of God's voice. The Lord of armies is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. Selah. Come see the works of the Lord, the devastation He has brought to the earth. He puts an end to wars all over the earth. He breaks an archer's bow, he cuts spears in two, he burns chariots. Let go of your concerns. Then you will know that I am God. I rule the nations, I rule the earth. The Lord of armies is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. Selah. Psalm number 47. For the choir director, a psalm by Korah's descendants. Clap your hands, all you people. Shout to God with a loud, joyful song. We must fear the Lord, the Most High. He is the great King of the whole earth. He brings people under our authority and puts nations under our feet. He chooses our inheritance for us, the pride of Jacob, whom he loved. Selah. God has gone up with a joyful shout. The Lord has gone up with the sound of a ram's horn. Make music to praise God. Play music for Him. Make music to praise our King. Play music for Him. God is the King of the whole earth. Make your best music for Him. God rules the nations. He sits upon His holy throne. The influential people from the nations gather together as the people of the God of Abraham. The rulers of the earth belong to God. He rules everything. Psalm number 48. A song, a psalm by Korah's descendants. The Lord is great. He should be highly praised. His holy mountain is in the city of our God. Its beautiful peak is the joy of the whole earth. Mount Zion is on the northern ridge. It is the city of the great king. God is in its palaces. He has proved that he is a stronghold. The kings have gathered. They marched together. When they saw Mount Zion, they were astonished. They were terrified and ran away in fear. Trembling seized them like the trembling that a woman experiences during labor. With the east wind, you smashed the ships of Tarshish. 
The things we had only heard about we have now seen in the city of the Lord of armies, in the city of our God. God makes Zion stand firm forever. Selah. Inside your temple we carefully reflect on your mercy, O God. Like your name, O God, your praise reaches to the ends of the earth. Your right hand is filled with righteousness. Let Mount Zion be glad, and the cities of Judah rejoice because of your judgments. Walk around Zion, go around it, count its towers, examine its embankments, walk through its palaces. Then you can tell the next generation, This God is our God forever and ever. He will lead us beyond death. Psalm number 49. For the choir director, a psalm by Korah's descendants. Listen to this, all you people. Open your ears, all who live in the world, common people and important ones, rich people and poor ones. My mouth will speak wise sayings, the insights I have carefully considered. I will turn my attention to a proverb. I will explain my riddle with the music of a lyre. Why should I be afraid in times of trouble, when slanderers surround me with evil? They trust their riches and brag about their abundant wealth. No one can ever buy back another person or pay God a ransom for his life. The price to be paid for his soul is too costly. He must always give up in order to live forever and never see the pit. Indeed, one can see that wise people die, that foolish and stupid people meet the same end. They leave their riches to others. Although they named their lands after themselves, their graves have become their homes for ages to come, their dwelling places throughout every generation. But mortals will not continue here with what they treasure. They are like animals that die. This is the final outcome for fools and their followers who are delighted by what they say. Selah. Like sheep, they are driven to hell with death as their shepherd. Decent people will rule them in the morning. Their forms will decay in the grave, far away from their comfortable homes. But God will buy me back from the power of hell, because He will take me. Selah. Do not be afraid when someone becomes rich, when the greatness of his house increases. He will not take anything with him when he dies. His greatness cannot follow him, even though he blesses himself while he is alive. And they praise you when you do well for yourself. He must join the generation of his ancestors, who will never see light again. Mortals, with what they treasure, still don't have understanding. They are like animals that die. Psalm number 50. A Psalm by Asaph. The Lord, the only true God, has spoken. He has summoned the earth from where the sun rises to where it sets. God shines from Zion, the perfection of beauty. Our God will come and will not remain silent. A devouring fire is in front of him, and a raging storm around him. He summons heaven and earth to judge his people. Gather around me, my godly people, who have made a pledge to me through sacrifices. The heavens announce his righteousness, because God is the judge, Selah. Listen, my people, and I will speak. Listen, Israel, and I will testify against you. I am God, your God. I am not criticizing you for your sacrifices or burnt offerings, which are always in front of me, but I will not accept another young bull from your household or a single male goat from your pens. Every creature in the forest, even the cattle on a thousand hills, is mine. I know every bird in the mountains. Everything that moves in the fields is mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell you, because the world and all that it contains are mine. Do I eat the meat of bulls? or drink the blood of goats? 
Bring your thanks to God as a sacrifice, and keep your vows to the Most High. Call on me in times of trouble. I will rescue you, and you will honor me. But God says to wicked people, How dare you quote my decrees and mouth my promises? You hate discipline. You toss my words behind you. When you see a thief, you want to make friends with him. You keep company with people who commit adultery. You let your mouth say anything evil. Your tongue plans deceit. You sit and talk against your own brother. You slander your own mother's son. When you did these things, I remained silent. That made you think I was like you. I will argue my point with you and lay it all out for you to see. Consider this, you people who forget God. Otherwise, I will tear you to pieces, and there will be no one left to rescue you. Whoever offers thanks as a sacrifice honors me. I will let everyone who continues in my way see the salvation that comes from God. Psalm number 51. For the choir director, a psalm by David, when the prophet Nathan came to him after David's adultery with Bathsheba. Have pity on me, O God, in keeping with your mercy. In keeping with your unlimited compassion, wipe out my rebellious acts. Wash me thoroughly from my guilt and cleanse me from my sin. I admit that I am rebellious. My sin is always in front of me. I have sinned against you, especially you. I have done what you consider evil. So you hand down justice when you speak, and you are blameless when you judge. Indeed, I was born guilty. I was a sinner when my mother conceived me. Yet you desire truth and sincerity. Deep down inside me you teach me wisdom. Purify me from sin with hyssop, and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. Let me hear sounds of joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have broken dance. Hide your face from my sins, and wipe out all that I have done wrong. Create a clean heart in me, O God, and renew a faithful spirit within me. Do not force me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore the joy of your salvation to me, and provide me with a spirit of willing obedience. Then I will teach your ways to those who are rebellious, and sinners will return to you. Rescue me from the guilt of murder, O God, my Savior. Let my tongue sing joyfully about your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will tell about your praise. You are not happy with any sacrifice, otherwise I would offer one to you. You are not pleased with burnt offerings. The sacrifice pleasing to God is a broken spirit. O God, you do not despise a broken and sorrowful heart. Favor Zion with your goodness. Rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will be pleased with sacrifices offered in the right spirit. With burnt offerings and whole burnt offerings, young bulls will be offered on your altar. Psalm number 52. For the choir director, Amaskil, a psalm by David when Doeg, who was from Edom, told Saul that David had come to Ahimelech's home. Why do you brag about the evil you've done, you hero? The mercy of God lasts all day long. Your tongue makes up threats. It's like a sharp razor, you master of deceit. You prefer evil to good. You prefer lying to speaking the truth. Selah. You love every destructive accusation, you deceitful tongue. But God will ruin you forever. He will grab you and drag you out of your tent. He will pull your roots out of this world of the living. Selah. Righteous people will see this and be struck with fear. They will laugh at you and say, 
Look at this person who refused to make God his fortress. Instead, he trusted his great wealth and became strong through his greed. But I am like a large olive tree in God's house. I trust the mercy of God forever and ever. I will give thanks to you forever for what you have done. In the presence of your godly people, I will wait with hope in your good name. Psalm number 53, for the choir director, according to Mahalath, a maskil by David. Godless fools say in their hearts, there is no God. They are corrupt. They do disgusting things. There is no one who does good things. God looks down from heaven on Adam's descendants to see if there is anyone who acts wisely, if there is anyone who seeks help from God. Everyone has fallen away. Together they have become rotten to the core. No one, not even one person, does good things. Are all those troublemakers, those who devour my people, as if they were devouring food, so ignorant that they do not call on God? There they are, panic-stricken. But there was no reason to panic, because God has scattered the bones of those who set up camp against you. You put them to shame. After all, God has rejected them. If only salvation for Israel would come from Zion. When God restores the fortunes of his people, Jacob will rejoice. Israel will be glad. Psalm number 54. For the choir director on stringed instruments, a maskil by David, when people from the city of Ziph told Saul that David was hiding among them. O God, save me by your name and defend me with your might. O God, hear my prayer and open your eyes to the words from my mouth. Strangers have attacked me. Ruthless people seek my life. They do not think about God. Selah. God is my helper. The Lord is the provider for my life. My enemies spy on me. Pay them back with evil. Destroy them with your truth. I will make a sacrifice to you along with a free will offering. I will give thanks to your good name, O Lord. Your name rescues me from every trouble. My eyes will gloat over my enemies. Psalm number 55. For the choir director on stringed instruments, a maskil by David. Open your ears to my prayer, O God. Do not hide from my plea for mercy. Pay attention to me and answer me. My thoughts are restless, and I am confused, because my enemy shouts at me, and a wicked person persecutes me. They bring misery crashing down on me, and they attack me out of anger. My heart is in turmoil. The terrors of death have seized me. Fear and trembling have overcome me. Horror has overwhelmed me. I said, if only I had wings like a dove, I would fly away and find rest. Indeed, I would run far away. I would stay in the desert. Selah. I would hurry to find shelter from the raging wind and storm. Completely confuse their language, O Lord, because I see violence and conflict in the city. Day and night they go around on top of the city walls. Trouble and misery are everywhere. Destruction is everywhere. Oppression and fraud never leave the streets. If an enemy had insulted me, then I could bear it. If someone who hated me had attacked me, then I could hide from him. But it is you, my equal, my best friend, one I knew so well. We used to talk to each other in complete confidence and walk into God's house with the festival crowds. Let death suddenly take wicked people. Let them go into the grave while they are still alive, because evil lives in their homes as well as in their hearts. But I call on God, and the Lord saves me. Morning, noon, and night I complain and groan, and He listens to my voice. With His peace He will rescue my soul from the war waged against me, 
because there are many soldiers fighting against me. God will listen. The one who has sat enthroned from the beginning will deal with them, Selah. They never change. They never fear God. My best friend has betrayed his friends. He has broken his solemn promise. His speech is smoother than butter, but there is war in his heart. His words are more soothing than oil, but they are like swords ready to attack. Turn your burdens over to the Lord, and He will take care of you. He will never let the righteous person stumble. But you, O God, will throw wicked people into the deepest pit. Bloodthirsty and deceitful people will not live out half their days. But I will trust you. Psalm number 56. For the choir director, according to Yonath Elem Rekokim, a miktam by David, when the Philistines captured him in Gath. Have pity on me, O God, because people are harassing me. All day long warriors oppress me. All day long my enemies spy on me. They harass me. There are so many fighting against me. Even when I am afraid, I still trust you. I praise the word of God. I trust God. I am not afraid. What can mere flesh and blood do to me? All day long my enemies twist my words. Their every thought is an evil plan against me. They attack, and then they hide. They watch my every step as they wait to take my life. With the wrong they do, can they escape? O oh God, angrily make the nations fall. You have kept a record of my wanderings. Put my tears in your bottle. They are already in your book. Then my enemies will retreat when I call to you. This I know. God is on my side. I praise the word of God. I praise the word of the Lord. I trust God. I am not afraid. What can mortals do to me? I am bound by my vows to you, O God. I will keep my vows by offering songs of thanksgiving to you. You have rescued me from death. You have kept my feet from stumbling so that I could walk in your presence in the light of life. Psalm number 57. For the choir director, Al-Tashketh, a miktam by David when he fled from Saul into the cave. Have pity on me, O God. Have pity on me, because my soul takes refuge in you. I will take refuge in the shadow of your wings until destructive storms pass by. I call to God Most High, to the God who does everything for me. He sends His help from heaven and saves me. He disgraces the one who is harassing me. Selah. God sends His mercy and His truth. My soul is surrounded by lions. I must lie down with man-eating lions. Their teeth are spears and arrows. Their tongues are sharp swords. May you be honored above the heavens, O God. Let your glory extend over the whole earth. My enemies spread out a net to catch me. My soul is bowed down. They dug a pit to trap me, but then they fell into it. Selah. My heart is confident, O God. My heart is confident. I want to sing and make music. Wake up, my soul. Wake up, harp and lyre. I want to wake up at dawn. I want to give thanks to you among the people, O Lord. I want to make music to praise you among the nations, because your mercy is as high as the heavens. Your truth reaches the skies. May you be honored above the heavens, O God. Let your glory extend over the whole earth. Psalm number 58, for the choir director, Al-Tashketh, a miktam by David. Do you rulers really give fair verdicts? Do you judge Adam's descendants fairly? No, you invent new crimes on earth, and your hands spread violence. Even inside the womb, wicked people are strangers to God. From their birth, liars go astray. They have poisonous venom like snakes. 
They are like a deaf cobra that shuts its ears so that it cannot hear the voice of a snake charmer or of anyone trained to cast spells. O God, knock the teeth out of their mouths. Break the young lion's teeth, O Lord. Let them disappear like water that drains away. When they aim their bows, let their arrows miss the target. Let them become like a snail that leaves behind a slimy trail, or like a stillborn child who never sees the sun. Let God sweep them away faster than a cooking pot is heated by burning twigs. Righteous people will rejoice when they see God take revenge. They will wash their feet in the blood of wicked people. Then people will say, Righteous people certainly have a reward. There is a God who judges on earth. Psalm number 59. For the choir director, Al-Tashketh, a miktam by David, when Saul sent men to watch David's home and kill him. Rescue me from my enemies, O my God. Protect me from those who attack me. Rescue me from troublemakers. Save me from bloodthirsty people. They lie in ambush for me right here. Fierce men, attack me, O Lord, but not because of any disobedience or any sin or any guilt on my part. They hurry to take positions against me. Wake up and help me. See for yourself, O Lord God of armies, God of Israel, arise to punish all the nations. Have no pity on any traitors. Selah. They return in the evening. They howl like dogs. They prowl the city. See what pours out of their mouths, swords from their lips. They think, who will hear us? O Lord, you laugh at them. You make fun of all the nations. O my strength, I watch for you. God is my stronghold, my merciful God. God will come to meet me. He will let me gloat over those who spy on me. Do not kill them, otherwise my people may forget. Make them wander aimlessly by your power. Bring them down, O Lord, our shield, because of the sins from their mouths and the words on their lips. Let them be trapped by their own arrogance because they speak curses and lies. Destroy them in your rage. Destroy them until not one of them is left. Then they will know that God rules Jacob to the ends of the earth. Selah. They return in the evening. They howl like dogs. They prowl the city. They wander around to find something to eat. If they are not full enough, they will stay all night. But I will sing about your strength. In the morning I will joyfully sing about your mercy. You have been my stronghold and a place of safety in times of trouble. O oh, my strength, I will make music to praise you. God is my stronghold, my merciful God. Psalm number 60. For the choir director, according to Shushan Eduth, a miktam by David, for teaching, when David fought Aram Naharim and Aram Zobah, and when Joab came back and killed 12,000 men from Edom in the Dead Sea region. O oh God, you have rejected us. You have broken down our defenses. You have been angry. Restore us. You made the land quake. You split it wide open. Heal the cracks in it, because it is falling apart. You have made your people experience hardships. You have given us wine that makes us stagger. Yet you have raised a flag for those who fear you, so that they can rally to it when attacked by bows and arrows. Selah. Save us with your powerful hand, and answer us, so that those who are dear to you may be rescued. God has promised the following through His Holiness. I will triumph. I will divide Shechem. I will measure the valley of Succoth. Gilead is mine. Manasseh is mine. Ephraim is the helmet on my head. Judah is my scepter. Moab is my washtub. 
I will throw my shoe over Edom. I will shout in triumph over Philistia. Who will bring me into the fortified city? Who will lead me to Edom? Isn't it you, O God, who rejected us? Isn't it you, O God, who refused to accompany our armies? Give us help against the enemy, because human assistance is worthless. With God we will display great strength. He will trample our enemies. Psalm number 61. For the choir director, on a stringed instrument by David. Listen to my cry for help, O God. Pay attention to my prayer. From the ends of the earth I call to you when I begin to lose heart. Lead me to the rock that is high above me. You have been my refuge, a tower of strength against the enemy. I would like to be a guest in your tent forever, and to take refuge under the protection of your wings. Selah. O God, you have heard my vows. You have given me the inheritance that belongs to those who fear your name. Add days upon days to the life of the king. Make his years endure throughout every generation. May he sit enthroned in the presence of God forever. May mercy and truth protect him. Then I will make music to praise your name forever, as I keep my vows day after day. Psalm number 62. For the choir director, according to Jeduthun, a psalm by David. My soul waits calmly for God alone. My salvation comes from Him. He alone is my rock and my Savior, my stronghold. I cannot be severely shaken. How long will all of you attack a person? How long will you try to murder him, as though he were a leaning wall or a sagging fence? They plan to force him out of his high position. They are happy to lie. They bless with their mouths, but in their hearts they curse. Selah. Wait calmly for God alone, my soul, because my hope comes from Him. He alone is my rock and my Savior, my stronghold. I cannot be shaken. My salvation and my glory depend on God. God is the rock of my strength, my refuge. Trust Him at all times, you people. Pour out your hearts in His presence. God is our refuge. Selah. Common people are only a whisper in the wind. Important people are only a delusion. When all of them are weighed on a scale, they amount to nothing. They are less than a whisper in the wind. Do not count on extortion to make you rich. Do not hope to gain anything through robbery. When riches increase, do not depend on them. God has spoken once. I have heard it said twice. Power belongs to God. Mercy belongs to you, O Lord. You reward a person based on what he has done. Psalm number 63, a psalm by David when he was in the wilderness of Judah. O God, you are my God. At dawn I search for you. My soul thirsts for you. My body longs for you in a dry, parched land where there is no water. So I look for you in the holy place to see your power and your glory. My lips will praise you, because your mercy is better than life itself. So I will thank you as long as I live. I will lift up my hands to pray in your name. You satisfy my soul with the richest foods. My mouth will sing your praise with joyful lips. As I lie on my bed, I remember you. Through the long hours of the night, I think about you. You have been my help. In the shadow of your wings, I sing joyfully. My soul clings to you. Your right hand supports me. But those who try to destroy my life will go into the depths of the earth. They will be cut down by swords. 
their dead bodies will be left as food for jackals. But the king will find joy in God. Everyone who takes an oath by God will brag, but the mouths of liars will be shut. Psalm number 64. For the choir director, a psalm by David. Hear my voice, O God, when I complain. Protect my life from a terrifying enemy. Hide me from the secret plots of criminals, from the mob of troublemakers. They sharpen their tongues like swords. They aim bitter words like arrows to shoot at innocent people from their hiding places. They shoot at them suddenly, without any fear. They encourage one another in their evil plans. They talk about setting traps and say, Who can see them? They search for the perfect crime and say, We have perfected a foolproof scheme. Human nature and the human heart are a mystery. But God will shoot them with an arrow. Suddenly they will be struck dead. They will trip over their own tongues. Everyone who sees them will shake his head. Everyone will be afraid and conclude, This is an act of God. They will learn from what he has done. Righteous people will find joy in the Lord and take refuge in him. Everyone whose motives are decent will be able to brag. Psalm number 65 for the choir director, a psalm by David, a song. You are praised with silence in Zion, O God, and vows made to you must be kept. You are the one who hears prayers. Everyone will come to you. Various sins overwhelm me. You are the one who forgives our rebellious acts. Blessed is the person you choose and invite to live with you in your courtyards. We will be filled with good food from your house, from your holy temple. You answer us, with awe-inspiring acts done in righteousness, O God our Savior. The hope of all the ends of the earth and of the most distant sea, the one who set the mountains in place with his strength, the one who is clothed with power, the one who calms the roar of the seas, their crushing waves, and the uproar of the nations. Those who live at the ends of the earth are in awe of your miraculous signs. The lands of the morning sunrise and evening sunset Sing joyfully. You take care of the earth, and you water it. You make it much richer than it was. The river of God is filled with water. You provide grain for them. Indeed, you even prepare the ground. You drench plowed fields with rain and level their clumps of soil. You soften them with showers and bless what grows in them. You crown the year with your goodness, and richness overflows wherever you are. The pastures in the desert overflow with richness, the hills are surrounded with joy, the pastures are covered with flocks, the valleys are carpeted with grain. All of them shout triumphantly, indeed they sing. Psalm number 66, for the choir director, a song, a psalm. Shout happily to God, all the earth, make music to praise the glory of His name. Make His praise glorious, say to God, how awe-inspiring are your deeds. Your power is so great that your enemies will cringe in front of you. The whole earth will worship you. It will make music to praise you. It will make music to praise your name. Selah. Come and see what God has done. His awe-inspiring deeds for Adam's descendants. He turned the sea into dry land. They crossed the river on foot. We rejoiced because of what he did there. He rules forever with his might. His eyes watch the nations. Rebels will not be able to oppose him. Selah. Thank our God, you nations. Make the sound of his praise heard. He has kept us alive and has not allowed us to fall. 
You have tested us, O God. You have refined us in the same way silver is refined. You have trapped us in a net. You have laid burdens on our backs. You let people ride over our heads. We went through fire and water, but then you brought us out and refreshed us. I will come into your temple with burnt offerings. I will keep my vows to you, the vows made by my lips and spoken by my own mouth when I was in trouble. I will offer you a sacrifice of fattened livestock for burnt offerings, with the smoke from rams. I will offer cattle and goats. Selah. Come and listen, all who fear God, and I will tell you what he has done for me. With my mouth I cried out to him. High praise was on my tongue. If I had thought about doing anything sinful, the Lord would not have listened to me. But God has heard me. He has paid attention to my prayer. Thanks be to God, who has not rejected my prayer or taken away His mercy from me. Psalm 67, for the choir director on stringed instruments, a psalm, a song. May God have pity on us and bless us. May He smile on us, Selah. Then your ways will be known on earth, your salvation throughout all nations. Let everyone give thanks to you, O God. Let everyone give thanks to you. Let the nations be glad and sing joyfully, because you judge everyone with justice and guide the nations on the earth. Selah. Let the people give thanks to you, O God. Let all the people give thanks to you. The earth has yielded its harvest. May God, our God, bless us. May God bless us. And may all the ends of the earth worship him. Psalm number 68. For the choir director, a psalm by David, a song. God will arise. His enemies will be scattered. Those who hate him will flee from him. Blow them away like smoke. Let wicked people melt in God's presence like wax next to a fire. But let righteous people rejoice. Let them celebrate in God's presence. Let them overflow with joy. Sing to God, make music to praise His name, make a highway for Him to ride through the deserts. The Lord is His name, celebrate in His presence. The God who is in His holy dwelling place is the Father of the fatherless and the defender of widows. God places lonely people in families. He leads prisoners out of prison into productive lives. But rebellious people must live in an unproductive land. O oh God, when you went in front of your people, when you marched through the desert, Selah, the earth quaked and the sky poured in the presence of the God of Sinai, in the presence of the God of Israel. You watered the land with plenty of rain, O God. You refreshed it when your land was exhausted. Your flock settled there. Out of your goodness, O God, you provided for oppressed people. The Lord gives instructions. The women who announce the good news are a large army. They say, the kings of the armies flee, they run away. The women who remain at home will divide the goods. Though you stayed among the sheep pens, you will be like the wings of a dove covered with silver, its feathers with yellow gold. Meanwhile, the Almighty was still scattering kings there like snow falling on Mount Zalman. The mountain of Bashan is the mountain of God. The mountain of Bashan is the mountain with many peaks. Why do you look with envy, you mountains with many peaks, at the mountain where God has chosen to live? Certainly the Lord will live there forever. The chariots of God are twenty thousand in number, thousands upon thousands. The Lord is among them. The God of Sinai is in his holy place. You went to the highest place. You took prisoners captive. You received gifts from people, even from rebellious people, so that the Lord God may live there. 
Thanks be to the Lord, who daily carries our burdens for us. God is our salvation. Our God is the God of victories. The Almighty Lord is our escape from death. Certainly God will crush the heads of his enemies and destroy even the hair on the heads of those who continue to be guilty. The Lord said, I will bring them back from Bashan. I will bring them back from the depths of the sea, so that you, my people, may bathe your feet in blood, and the tongues of your dogs may lick the blood of your enemies. Your festival processions, O God, can be seen by everyone. They are the processions for my God, my King, into the holy place. The singers are in front, the musicians are behind them, the young women beating tambourines are between them. Thank God, the Lord, the source of Israel, with the choirs. Benjamin, the youngest, is leading them. Next, the leaders of Judah with their noisy crowds. Then the leaders of Zebulun. Then the leaders of Naphtali. Your God has decided you will be strong. Display your strength, O God, as you have for us before. Kings will bring you gifts because of your temple high above Jerusalem. Threaten the beast who is among the cattails, the herd of bulls with the calves of the nations, until it humbles itself with pieces of silver. Scatter the people who find joy in war. Ambassadors will come from Egypt. Sudan will stretch out its hands to God in prayer. You kingdoms of the world, sing to God. Make music to praise the Lord. Selah. God rides through the ancient heaven, the highest heaven. Listen. He makes His voice heard, His powerful voice. Acknowledge the power of God. His majesty is over Israel, and His power is in the skies. God... The God of Israel is awe-inspiring in His holy place. He gives strength and power to His people. Thanks be to God. Psalm number 69. For the choir director, according to Shoshanim, by David. Save me, O God. The water is already up to my neck. I am sinking in deep mud. There is nothing to stand on. I am in deep water. A flood is sweeping me away. I am exhausted from crying for help. My throat is hoarse. My eyes are strained from looking for my God. Those who hate me for no reason outnumber the hairs on my head. Those who want to destroy me are mighty. They have no reason to be my enemies. I am forced to pay back what I did not steal. O oh God, you know my stupidity, and the things of which I am guilty are not hidden from you. Do not let those who wait with hope for you be put to shame because of me, O Almighty Lord of armies. Do not let those who come to you for help be humiliated because of me, O God of Israel. Indeed, for your sake I have endured insults. Humiliation has covered my face. I have become a stranger to my own brothers, a foreigner to my mother's sons. Indeed, devotion for your house has consumed me, and the insults of those who insult you have fallen on me. I cried and fasted, but I was insulted for it. I dressed myself in sackcloth, but I became the object of ridicule. Those who sit at the gate gossip about me, and drunkards make up songs about me. May my prayer come to you at an acceptable time, O Lord. O God, out of the greatness of your mercy, answer me with the truth of your salvation. Rescue me from the mud. Do not let me sink into it. I want to be rescued from those who hate me and from the deep water. Do not let floodwaters sweep me away. Do not let the ocean swallow me up or the pit close its mouth over me. Answer me, O Lord, because your mercy is good. Out of your unlimited compassion, turn to me. I am in trouble, so do not hide your face from me. Answer me quickly. 
Come close and defend my soul. Set me free because of my enemies. You know that I have been insulted, put to shame, and humiliated. All my opponents are in front of you. Insults have broken my heart, and I am sick. I looked for sympathy, but there was none. I looked for people to comfort me, but I found no one. They poisoned my food, and when I was thirsty, they gave me vinegar to drink. Let the table set for them become a trap and a snare for their friends. Let their vision become clouded so that they cannot see. Let their thighs continually shake. Pour your rage on them. Let your burning anger catch up with them. Let their camp be deserted and their tents empty. They persecute the one you have struck, and they talk about the pain of those you have wounded. Charge them with one crime after another. Do not let them be found innocent. Let their names be erased from the book of life. Do not let them be listed with righteous people. I am suffering and in pain. Let your saving power protect me, O God. I want to praise the name of God with a song. I want to praise its greatness with a song of thanksgiving. This will please the Lord more than sacrificing an ox or a bull with horns and hoofs. Oppressed people will see this and rejoice. May the hearts of those who look to God for help be refreshed. The Lord listens to needy people. He does not despise his own who are in prison. Let heaven and earth, the seas, and everything that moves in them praise him. When God saves Zion, he will rebuild the cities of Judah. His servants will live there and take possession of it. The descendants of his servants will inherit it. Those who love him will live there. Psalm number 70, for the choir director by David, to be kept in mind. Come quickly to rescue me, O God. Come quickly to help me, O Lord. Let those who seek my life be confused and put to shame. Let those who want my downfall be turned back and disgraced. Let those who say, Aha, aha, be turned back because of their own shame. Let all who seek you rejoice and be glad because of you. Let those who love your salvation continually say, God is great. But I am oppressed and needy. O God, come to me quickly. You are my help and my Savior. O Lord, do not delay. Psalm number 71. I have taken refuge in you, O Lord. Never let me be put to shame. Rescue me and free me because of your righteousness. Turn your ear toward me and save me. Be a rock on which I may live, a place where I may always go. You gave the order to save me. Indeed, you are my rock and my fortress. My God, free me from the hands of a wicked person, from the grasp of one who is cruel and unjust. You are my hope, O Almighty Lord. You have been my confidence ever since I was young. I depended on you before I was born. You took me from my mother's womb. My songs of praise constantly speak about you. I have become an example to many people, but you are my strong refuge. My mouth is filled with your praise, with your glory all day long. Do not reject me when I am old, or abandon me when I lose my strength. My enemies talk about me. They watch me as they plot to take my life. They say, God has abandoned him. Pursue him and grab him because there is no one to rescue him. O oh God, do not be so distant from me. O oh my God, come quickly to help me. Let those who accuse me come to a shameful end. Let those who want my downfall be covered with disgrace and humiliation. But I will always have hope. I will praise you more and more. My mouth will tell about your righteousness, about your salvation all day long. 
Even then, it is more than I can understand. I will come with the mighty deeds of the Almighty Lord. I will praise your righteousness, yours alone. O God, you have taught me ever since I was young, and I still talk about the miracles you have done. Even when I am old and gray, do not abandon me, O God. Let me live to tell the people of this age what your strength has accomplished, to tell about your power to all who will come. Your righteousness reaches to the heavens, O God. You have done great things. O God, who is like you? You have made me endure many terrible troubles. You restore me to life again. You bring me back from the depths of the earth. You comfort me and make me greater than ever. Because of your faithfulness, O my God, even I will give thanks to you as I play on a lyre. I will make music with a harp to praise you, O Holy One of Israel. My lips will sing with joy when I make music to praise you. My soul, which you have rescued, also will sing joyfully. My tongue will tell about your righteousness all day long, because those who wanted my downfall have been disgraced and put to shame. Psalm number 72 by Solomon O God, give the king your justice and the king's son your righteousness, so that he may judge your people with righteousness and your oppressed people with justice. May the mountains bring peace to the people, and the hills bring righteousness. May he grant justice to the people who are oppressed. May he save the children of needy people and crush their oppressor. May they fear you as long as the sun and moon shine throughout every generation. May he be like rain that falls on freshly cut grass, like showers that water the land. May righteous people blossom in his day. May there be unlimited peace until the moon no longer shines. May he rule from sea to sea, from the Euphrates River to the ends of the earth. May the people of the desert kneel in front of him. May his enemies lick the dust. May the kings from Tarshish and the islands bring presents. May the kings from Sheba and Seba bring gifts. May all kings worship him. May all nations serve him. He will rescue the needy person who cries for help and the oppressed person who has no one's help. He will have pity on the poor and needy and will save the lives of the needy. He will rescue them from oppression and violence. Their blood will be precious in his sight. May he live long. May the gold from Sheba be given to him. May the people pray for him continually. May they praise him all day long. May there be plenty of grain in the land. May it wave in the breeze on the mountaintops, its fruit like the treetops of Lebanon. May those from the city flourish like the grass on the ground. May his name endure forever. May his name continue as long as the sun shines. May all nations be blessed through him and call him blessed. Thank the Lord God, the God of Israel, who alone does miracles. Thanks be to his glorious name forever. May the whole earth be filled with his glory. Amen and amen. The prayers by David, son of Jesse, end here. Book 3, Psalm number 73, a psalm by Asaph. God is truly good to Israel, to those whose lives are pure. But my feet had almost stumbled, they had almost slipped, because I was envious of arrogant people when I saw the prosperity that wicked people enjoy. They suffer no pain, their bodies are healthy, they have no drudgery in their lives like ordinary people, they are not plagued with problems like others. That is why they wear arrogance like a necklace and acts of violence like clothing. Their eyes peer out from their fat faces, and their imaginations run wild. 
They ridicule, they speak maliciously, they speak arrogantly about oppression, they verbally attack heaven, and they order people around on earth. That is why God's people turn to wickedness and swallow their words. Then wicked people ask, What does God know? Does the Most High know anything? Look how wicked they are. They never have a worry. They grow more and more wealthy. I've received no reward for keeping my life pure and washing my hands of any blame. I'm plagued with problems all day long, and every morning my punishment begins again. If I had said, I will continue to talk like that, I would have betrayed God's people. But when I tried to understand this, it was too difficult for me. Only when I came into God's holy place did I finally understand what would happen to them. You put them in slippery places and make them fall into ruin. They are suddenly destroyed. They are completely swept away by terror. As someone gets rid of a dream when he wakes up, so you, O oh Lord, get rid of the thought of them when you wake up. When my heart was filled with bitterness and my mind was seized with envy, I was stupid, and I did not understand. I was like a dumb animal in your presence. Yet I am always with you. You hold on to my right hand. With your advice you guide me, and in the end you will take me to glory. As long as I have you, I don't need anyone else in heaven or on earth. My body and mind may waste away, but God remains the foundation of my life and my inheritance forever. Without a doubt, those who are far from you will die. You destroy all who are unfaithful to you. Being united with God is my highest good. I have made the Almighty Lord my refuge, so that I may report everything that He has done. Psalm number 74, A Muskil by Asaph. Why, O God, have you rejected us forever? Why does your anger smolder against the sheep in your care? Remember your congregation. Long ago you made it your own. You bought this tribe to be your possession. This tribe is Mount Zion, where you have made your home. Turn your steps toward these pathetic ruins. The enemy has destroyed everything in the holy temple. Your opponents have roared inside your meeting place. They have set up their own emblems as symbols. Starting from its entrance, they hacked away like a woodcutter in a forest. They smashed all its carved paneling with axes and hatchets. They burned your holy place to the ground. They dishonored the place where you live among us. They said to themselves, We will crush them. They burned every meeting place of God in the land. We no longer see miraculous signs. There are no prophets anymore. No one knows how long this will last. How long, O oh God, will the enemy insult us? Will the enemy despise you forever? Why do you hold back your hand, especially your right hand? Take your hands out of your pockets. Destroy your enemies. And yet from long ago God has been my king, the one who has been victorious throughout the earth. You stirred up the sea with your own strength. You smashed the heads of sea monsters in the water. You crushed the heads of Leviathan and gave them to the creatures of the desert for food. You opened the springs and brooks. You dried up the ever-flowing rivers. The day and the night are yours. You set the moon and the sun in their places. You determined all the boundaries of the earth. You created summer and winter. Remember how the enemy insulted you, O Lord. Remember how an entire nation of godless fools despised your name. Do not hand over the soul of your dove to wild animals. Do not forget the life of your oppressed people forever. Consider your promise, because every dark corner of the land is filled with violence. Do not let oppressed people come back in disgrace. 
Let weak and needy people praise your name. Arise, O God, fight for your own cause. Remember how godless fools insult you all day long. Do not forget the shouting of your opponents. Do not forget the uproar made by those who attack you. Psalm number 75. For the choir director, Al-Tashketh, a psalm by Asaph, a song. We give thanks to you, O God. We give thanks. You are present, and your miracles confirm that. When I choose the right time, I will judge fairly. When the earth and everyone who lives on it begin to melt, I will make its foundations as solid as rock. I said to those who brag, don't brag. And to wicked people, don't raise your weapons. Don't raise your weapons so proudly or speak so defiantly. The authority to reward someone does not come from the east, from the west, or even from the wilderness. God alone is the judge. He punishes one person and rewards another. A cup is in the Lord's hand. Its foaming wine is thoroughly mixed with spices. He will empty it, and all the wicked people on earth will have to drink every last drop. But I will speak about your miracles forever. I will make music to praise the God of Jacob. I will destroy all the weapons of wicked people, but the weapons of righteous people will be raised proudly. Psalm number 76. For the choir director, on stringed instruments, a psalm by Asaph, a song. God is known in Judah. His name is great in Israel. His tent is in Salem. His home is in Zion. There he destroyed flaming arrows, shields, swords, and weapons of war. Selah. You are the radiant one. You are more majestic than the ancient mountains. Brave people were robbed. They died. None of the warriors were able to lift a hand. At your stern warning, O God of Jacob, chariot riders and horses were put to sleep. You alone must be feared. Who can stand in your presence when you become angry? From heaven you announced a verdict. The earth was fearful and silent when you rose to judge, O God, when you rose to save every oppressed person on earth. Selah. Even angry mortals will praise you. You will wear the remainder of their anger. Make vows to the Lord your God and keep them. Let everyone around him bring gifts to the one who must be feared. He cuts short the lives of influential people. He terrifies the kings of the earth. Psalm 77, for the choir director, according to Jeduthun, a psalm by Asaph. Loudly I cried to God. Loudly I cried to God so that he would open his ears to hear me. On the day I was in trouble, I went to the Lord for help. At night I stretched out my hands in prayer without growing tired, yet my soul refused to be comforted. I sigh as I remember God. I begin to lose hope as I think about Him. Selah, you keep my eyelids open. I am so upset that I cannot speak. I have considered the days of old, the years long ago. I remember my song in the night and reflect on it. My spirit searches for an answer. Will the Lord reject me for all time? Will he ever accept me? Has his mercy come to an end forever? Has his promise been cancelled throughout every generation? Has God forgotten to be merciful? Has he locked up his compassion because of his anger? Selah. Then I said, It makes me feel sick that the power of the Most High is no longer the same. I will remember the deeds of the Lord. I will remember your ancient miracles. I will reflect on all your actions and think about what you have done. O oh God, your ways are holy. What God is as great as our God? You are the God who performs miracles. You have made your strength known among the nations. 
With your might you have defended your people, the descendants of Jacob and Joseph. Selah. The water saw you, O God, the water saw you, and shook. Even the depths of the sea trembled. The clouds poured out water, the sky thundered, even your arrows flashed in every direction. The sound of your thunder rumbled in the sky. Streaks of lightning lit up the world. The earth trembled and shook. Your road went through the sea. Your path went through raging water. But your footprints could not be seen. Like a shepherd, you led your people. You had Moses and Aaron take them by the hand. Psalm number 78, Hamaskil by Asaph. Open your ears to my teachings, my people. Turn your ears to the words from my mouth. I will open my mouth to illustrate points. I will explain what has been hidden long ago, things that we have heard and known about, things that our parents have told us. We will not hide them from our children. We will tell the next generation about the Lord's power and great deeds and the miraculous things He has done. He established written instructions for Jacob's people. He gave his teachings to Israel. He commanded our ancestors to make them known to their children, so that the next generation would know them. Children yet to be born would learn them. They will grow up and tell their children to trust God, to remember what He has done, and to obey His commands. Then they will not be like their ancestors, a stubborn and rebellious generation. Their hearts were not loyal, their spirits were not faithful to God. The men of Ephraim, well equipped with bows and arrows, turned and ran on the day of battle. They had not been faithful to God's promise. They refused to follow His teachings. They forgot what He had done, the miracles that He had shown them. In front of their ancestors, he performed miracles in the land of Egypt, in the fields of Zoan. He divided the sea and led them through it. He made the waters stand up like a wall. He guided them by a cloud during the day and by a fiery light throughout the night. He split rocks in the desert. He gave them plenty to drink, an ocean of water. He made streams come out of a rock. He made the water flow like rivers. They continue to sin against Him, to rebel in the desert against the Most High. They deliberately tested God by demanding the food they craved. They spoke against God by saying, Can God prepare a banquet in the desert? True, He did strike a rock, and water did gush out, and the streams did overflow. But can He also give us bread or provide us, His people, with meat? When the Lord heard this, He became furious. His fire burned against Jacob, and his anger flared up at Israel because they did not believe God or trust Him to save them. In spite of that, he commanded the clouds above and opened the doors of heaven. He rained manna down on them to eat and gave them grain from heaven. Humans ate the bread of the mighty ones, and God sent them plenty of food. He made the east wind blow in the heavens and guided the south wind with His might. He rained meat down on them like dust, birds like the sand on the seashore. He made the birds fall in the middle of his camp, all around his dwelling place. They ate more than enough. He gave them what they wanted, but they still wanted more. While the food was still in their mouths, the anger of God flared up against them. He killed their strongest men and slaughtered the best young men in Israel. In spite of all this, they continued to sin, and they no longer believed in His miracles. He brought their days to an end like a whisper in the wind. He brought their years to an end in terror. When He killed some of them, the rest searched for Him. They turned from their sins and eagerly looked for God. 
they remembered that God was their rock, that the Most High was their defender. They flattered him with their mouths and lied to him with their tongues. Their hearts were not loyal to him. They were not faithful to his promise. But he is compassionate. He forgave their sin. He did not destroy them. He restrained his anger many times. He did not display all his fury. He remembered that they were only flesh and blood, a breeze that blows and does not return. How often they rebelled against him in the wilderness, how often they caused him grief in the desert, again and again they tested God, and they pushed the Holy One of Israel to the limit. They did not remember his power the day he freed them from their oppressor, when he performed his miraculous signs in Egypt, his wonders in the fields of Zoan. He turned their rivers into blood so that they could not drink from their streams. He sent a swarm of flies that bit them and frogs that ruined them. He gave their crops to grasshoppers and their produce to locusts. He killed their vines with hail and their fig trees with frost. He let the hail strike their cattle and bolts of lightning strike their livestock. He sent his burning anger, rage, fury, and hostility against them. He sent an army of destroying angels. He cleared a path for his anger. He did not spare them. He let the plague take their lives. He slaughtered every firstborn in Egypt, the ones born in the tents of Ham when their fathers were young. But he led his own people out like sheep and guided them like a flock through the wilderness. He led them safely. They had no fear while the sea covered their enemies. He brought them into his holy land, to this mountain that his power had won. He forced nations out of their way and gave them the land of the nations as their inheritance. He settled the tribes of Israel in their own tents. They tested God Most High and rebelled against Him. They did not obey His written instructions. They were disloyal and treacherous like their ancestors. They were like arrows shot from a defective bow. They made Him angry because of their illegal worship sites. They made Him furious because they worshipped idols. When God heard, He became furious. He completely rejected Israel. He abandoned His dwelling place in Shiloh, the tent where He had lived among humans. He allowed His power to be taken captive and handed His glory over to an oppressor. He let swords kill His people. He was furious with those who belonged to Him. Fire consumed His best young men, so His virgins heard no wedding songs. His priests were cut down with swords. The widows of priests could not even weep for them. Then the Lord woke up like one who had been sleeping, like a warrior sobering up from too much wine. He struck his enemies from behind and disgraced them forever. He rejected the tent of Joseph. He did not choose the tribe of Ephraim, but he chose the tribe of Judah, Mount Zion, which he loved. He built his holy place to be like the high heavens, like the earth, which he made to last for a long time. He chose his servant David. He took him from the sheep pens. He brought him from tending the ewes that had lambs, so that David could be the shepherd of the people of Jacob, of Israel, the people who belonged to the Lord. With unselfish devotion, David became their shepherd. With skill, he guided them. Psalm number 79, a psalm by Asaph. O God, the nations have invaded the land that belongs to you. They have dishonored your holy temple. They have left Jerusalem in ruins. They have given the dead bodies of your servants to the birds for food. They have given the flesh of your godly ones to the animals. They have shed the blood of your people around Jerusalem as though it were water. There is no one to bury your people. We have become a disgrace to our neighbors, an object of ridicule and contempt to those around us. 
How long, O Lord, will you remain angry forever? Will your fury continue to burn like fire? Pour your fury on the nations that do not know you, on the kingdoms that have not called you. They have devoured Jacob, they have destroyed his home. Do not hold the crimes of our ancestors against us. Reach out to us soon with your compassion, because we are helpless. Help us, O God, our Savior, for the glory of your name. Rescue us and forgive our sins for the honor of your name. Why should the nations be allowed to say, Where is their God? Let us watch as the nations learn that there is punishment for shedding the blood of your servants. Let the groans of prisoners come into your presence. With your powerful arm rescue those who are condemned to death. Pay each one of our neighbors back with seven times the number of insults they used to insult you, O Lord. Then we, your people, the flock in your pasture, will give thanks to you forever. We will praise you throughout every generation. Psalm number 80. For the choir director, according to Shoshanim Eduth, by Asaph, a psalm. Open your ears, O shepherd of Israel, the one who leads the descendants of Joseph like sheep, the one who is enthroned over the angels. Appear in front of Ephraim, Benjamin, and Manasseh. Wake up your power and come to save us. O God, restore us and smile on us so that we may be saved. O Lord God, commander of armies, how long will you smolder in anger against the prayer of your people? You made them eat tears as food. You often made them drink their own tears. You made us a source of conflict to our neighbors, and our enemies made fun of us. O God, commander of armies, restore us and smile on us so that we may be saved. You brought a vine from Egypt. You forced out the nations and planted it. You cleared the ground for it so that it took root and filled the land. Its shade covered the mountains. Its branches covered the mighty cedars. It reached out with its branches to the Mediterranean Sea. Its shoots reached the Euphrates River. Why did you break down the stone fences around this vine? All who pass by are picking its fruit. Wild boars from the forest graze on it. Wild animals devour it. O God, commander of armies, come back. Look from heaven and see. Come to help this vine. Take care of what your right hand planted, the sun you strengthened for yourself. The vine has been cut down and burned. Let them be destroyed by the threatening look on your face. Let your power rest on the man you have chosen, the son of man you strengthened for yourself. Then we will never turn away from you. Give us life again, and we will call on you. O Lord God, commander of armies, restore us and smile on us so that we may be saved. Psalm number 81 for the choir director on the Gittith by Asaph. Sing joyfully to God our strength. Shout happily to the God of Jacob. Begin a psalm and strike a tambourine. Play lyres and harps with their pleasant music. Blow the ram's horn on the day of the new moon, on the day of the full moon, on our festival days. This is a law for Israel, a legal decision from the God of Jacob. These are the instructions God set in place for Joseph when Joseph rose to power over Egypt. I heard a message I did not understand. I removed the burden from his shoulder. His hands were freed from the basket. When you were in trouble, you called out to me, and I rescued you. I was hidden in thunder, but I answered you. I tested your loyalty at the oasis of Meribah, Selah. Listen, my people, and I will warn you. Israel, if you would only listen to me, never keep any strange god among you, never worship a foreign god. 
I am the Lord your God, the one who brought you out of Egypt. Open your mouth wide, and I will fill it. But my people did not listen to me. Israel wanted nothing to do with me, so I let them go their own stubborn ways and follow their own advice. If only my people would listen to me, if only Israel would follow me, I would quickly defeat their enemies. I would turn my power against their foes. Those who hate the Lord would cringe in front of him, and their time for punishment would last forever. But I would feed Israel with the finest wheat and satisfy them with honey from a rock. Psalm number 82, a psalm by Asaph. God takes his place in his own assembly. He pronounces judgment among the gods. How long are you going to judge unfairly? How long are you going to side with wicked people? Selah. Defend weak people and orphans. Protect the rights of the oppressed and the poor. Rescue weak and needy people. Help them escape the power of wicked people. Wicked people do not know or understand anything. As they walk around in the dark, all the foundations of the earth shake. I said, You are gods. You are all sons of the Most High. You will certainly die like humans and fall like any prince. Arise, O God, judge the earth, because all the nations belong to you. Psalm number 83, a song, a psalm by Asaph. O God, do not remain silent. Do not turn a deaf ear to me. Do not keep quiet, O God. Look, your enemies are in an uproar. Those who hate you hold their heads high. They make plans in secret against your people and plot together against those you treasure. They say, let's wipe out their nation so that the name of Israel will no longer be remembered. They agree completely on their plan. They form an alliance against you, the tents from Edom and Ishmael, Moab and Hagar, Gebal, Ammon and Amalek, Philistia, along with those who live in Tyre. Even Assyria has joined them. They help the descendants of Lot, Selah. Do to them what you did to Midian, to Sisera and Jabin in the Kishon River. They were destroyed at Endor. They became manure to fertilize the ground. Treat their influential people as you treated Oreb and Zeb. Treat all their leaders like Zeba and Zalmunna. They said, Let's take God's pasture land for ourselves. Oh, my God, blow them away like tumbleweeds, like husks in the wind. Pursue them with your storms and terrify them with your windstorms, the way fire burns a forest and flames set mountains on fire. Let their faces blush with shame, O Lord, so that they must look to you for help. Let them be put to shame and terrified forever. Let them die in disgrace, so that they must acknowledge you. Your name is the Lord. You alone are the most high God of the whole earth. Psalm number 84. For the choir director, on the Gittith, a psalm by Korah's descendants. Your dwelling place is lovely, O Lord of armies. My soul longs and yearns for the Lord's courtyards. My whole body shouts for joy to the living God. Even sparrows find a home, and swallows find a nest for themselves. There they hatch their young, near your altars, O Lord of armies, my King and my God. Blessed are those who live in your house. They are always praising you. Selah. Blessed are those who find strength in you. Their hearts are on the road that leads to you. As they pass through a valley where balsam trees grow, they make it a place of springs. The early rains cover it with blessings. Their strength grows as they go along, until each one of them appears in front of God in Zion. O Lord God, Commander of armies, hear my prayer. Open your ears. 
O God of Jacob, Selah, look at our shields, O God, look with favor on the face of your anointed one. One day in your courtyards is better than a thousand anywhere else. I would rather stand in the entrance to my God's house than live inside wicked people's homes. The Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord grants favor and honor. He does not hold back any blessing from those who live innocently. O Lord of armies, blessed is the person who trusts you. Psalm number 85. For the choir director, a psalm by Korah's descendants. You favored your land, O Lord. You restored the fortunes of Jacob. You removed your people's guilt. You pardoned all their sins. Selah. You laid aside all your fury. You turned away from your burning anger. Restore us, O God, our Savior. Put an end to your anger against us. Will you be angry with us forever? Will you ever let go of your anger in the generations to come? Won't you restore our lives again so that your people may find joy in you? Show us your mercy, O Lord, by giving us your salvation. I want to hear what God the Lord says, because he promises peace to his people, to his godly ones. But they must not go back to their stupidity. Indeed, his salvation is near those who fear him, and his glory will remain in our land. Mercy and truth have met. Righteousness and peace have kissed. Truth sprouts from the ground, and righteousness looks down from heaven. The Lord will certainly give us what is good, and our land will produce crops. Righteousness will go ahead of him and make a path for his steps. Psalm number 86. A prayer by David. Turn your ear toward me, O Lord. Answer me, because I am oppressed and needy. Protect me, because I am faithful to you. Save your servant who trusts you. You are my God. Have pity on me, O Lord, because I call out to you all day long. Give me joy, O Lord, because I lift my soul to you. You, O Lord, are good and forgiving, full of mercy toward everyone who calls out to you. Open your ears to my prayer, O Lord. Pay attention when I plead for mercy. When I am in trouble, I call out to you because you answer me. No God is like you, O Lord. No one can do what you do. All the nations that you have made will bow in your presence, O Lord. They will honor you. Indeed, you are great, a worker of miracles. You alone are God. Teach me your way, O Lord, so that I may live in your truth. Focus my heart on fearing you. I will give thanks to you with all my heart, O Lord my God. I will honor you forever because your mercy toward me is great. You have rescued me from the depths of hell. O oh God, arrogant people attack me, and a mob of ruthless people seeks my life. They think nothing of you. But you, O oh Lord, are a compassionate and merciful God. You are patient, always faithful, and ready to forgive. Turn toward me, and have pity on me. Give me your strength, because I am your servant. Save me, because I am the son of your female servant. Grant me some proof of your goodness so that those who hate me may see it and be put to shame. You, O Lord, have helped me and comforted me. Psalm number 87, by Korah's descendants, a psalm, a song. The city the Lord has founded stands on holy mountains. The Lord loves the city of Zion more than any other place in Jacob. Glorious things are said about you, O city of God, Selah. The Lord says, I will add Egypt and Babylon as well as Philistia, Tyre, and Sudan to the list of those who acknowledge me.
Each nation will claim that it was born there. But it will be said of Zion, Every race is born in it. The Most High will make it secure. The Lord will record this in the book of nations. Every race claims that it was born there. Selah. Singers and dancers will sing, Zion is the source of all our blessings. Psalm number 88. A song, a psalm by Korah's descendants, for the choir director, according to Mahalath Leanoth, a maskil by Haman the Ezrahite. O Lord God, my Savior, I cry out to you during the day and at night. Let my prayer come into your presence. Turn your ear to hear my cries. My soul is filled with troubles, and my life comes closer to the grave. I am numbered with those who go into the pit. I am like a man without any strength, abandoned with the dead, like those who have been killed and lie in graves, like those whom you no longer remember, who are cut off from your power. You have put me in the bottom of the pit, in deep, dark places. Your rage lies heavily on me. You make all your waves pound on me, Selah. You have taken my friends far away from me. You made me disgusting to them. I'm shut in, and I can't get out. My eyes grow weak because of my suffering. All day long I call out to you, O Lord. I stretch out my hands to you in prayer. Will you perform miracles for those who are dead? Will the spirits of the dead rise and give thanks to you? Selah. Will anyone tell about your mercy in Sheol, or about your faithfulness in Abaddon? Will anyone know about your miracles in that dark place, or about your righteousness in the place where forgotten people live? I cry out to you for help, O Lord, and in the morning my prayer will come into your presence. Why do you reject my soul, O Lord? Why do you hide your face from me? Ever since I was young I have been suffering a near death. I have endured your terrors, and now I am in despair. Your burning anger has swept over me. Your terrors have destroyed me. They swirl around me all day long like water. They surround me on all sides. You have taken my loved ones and friends far away from me. Darkness is my only friend. Psalm number 89, a maskil by Ethan the Ezraite. I will sing forever about the evidence of your mercy, O Lord. I will tell about your faithfulness to every generation. I said, Your mercy will last forever. Your faithfulness stands firm in the heavens. You said, I have made a promise to my chosen one. I swore this oath to my servant David. I will make your dynasty continue forever. I built your throne to last throughout every generation. Selah. O Lord, the heavens praise your miracles and your faithfulness in the assembly of the holy ones. Who in the skies can compare with the Lord? Who among the heavenly beings is like the Lord? God is terrifying in the counsel of the holy ones. He is greater and more awe-inspiring than those who surround him. O Lord, God of armies, who is like you? Mighty Lord, even your faithfulness surrounds you. You rule the raging sea. When its waves rise, you quiet them. You crushed Rahab. It was like a corpse. With your strong arm you scattered your enemies. The heavens are yours, the earth is also yours. You made the world and everything in it. You created north and south. Mount Tabor and Mount Hermon, sing your name joyfully. Your arm is mighty, your hand is strong, your right hand is lifted high. Righteousness and justice are the foundations of your throne. Mercy and truth stand in front of you. 
Blessed are the people who know how to praise you. They walk in the light of your presence, O Lord. They find joy in your name all day long. They are joyful in your righteousness, because you are the glory of their strength. By your favor you give us victory. Our shield belongs to the Lord. Our King belongs to the Holy One of Israel. Once in a vision you said to your faithful ones, I set a boy above warriors. I have raised up one chosen from the people. I found my servant David. I anointed him with my holy oil. My hand is ready to help him. My arm will also give him strength. No enemy will take him by surprise. No wicked person will mistreat him. I will crush his enemies in front of him and defeat those who hate him. My faithfulness and mercy will be with him. And in my name he will be victorious. I will put his left hand on the sea and his right hand on the rivers. He will call out to me, You are my Father, my God, and the rock of my salvation. Yes, I will make him the firstborn. He will be the most high to the kings of the earth. My mercy will stay with him forever. My promise to him is unbreakable. I will make his dynasty endure forever, and his throne like the days of heaven. If his descendants abandon my teachings and do not live by my rules, if they violate my laws and do not obey my commandments, then with a rod I will punish their rebellion and their crimes with beatings. But I will not take my mercy away from him or allow my truth to become a lie. I will not dishonor my promise or alter my own agreement. On my holiness I have taken an oath once and for all. I will not lie to David. His dynasty will last forever. His throne will be in my presence like the sun. Like the moon, his throne will stand firm forever. It will be like a faithful witness in heaven. But you have despised, rejected, and become angry with your anointed one. You have refused to recognize the promise to your servant and have thrown his crown into the dirt. You have broken through all his walls and have laid his fortified cities in ruins. Everyone who passed by robbed him. He has become the object of his neighbor's scorn. You held the right hand of his enemies high and made all of his adversaries rejoice. You even took his sword out of his hand and failed to support him in battle. You put an end to his splendor and hurled his throne to the ground. You cut short the days of his youth and covered him with shame. Selah. How long, O Lord, will you hide yourself forever? How long will your anger continue to burn like fire? Remember how short my life is. Have you created Adam's descendants for no reason? Can a mortal go on living and never see death? Who can set himself free from the power of the grave? Selah. Where is the evidence of your mercy, Lord? You swore an oath to David on the basis of your faithfulness. Remember, O Lord, how your servant has been insulted. Remember how I have carried in my heart the insults from so many people. Your enemies insulted me. They insulted your Messiah every step he took. Thank the Lord forever. Amen and Amen. Book 4, Psalm number 90, A Prayer by Moses, the Man of God. O Lord, you have been our refuge throughout every generation. Before the mountains were born, before you gave birth to the earth and the world, you were God. You are God from everlasting to everlasting. You turn mortals back into dust and say, Return, descendants of Adam. 
Indeed, in your sight a thousand years are like a single day, like yesterday, already past, like an hour in the night. You sweep mortals away. They are a dream. They sprout again in the morning like cut grass. In the morning they blossom and sprout. In the evening they wither and dry up. Indeed, your anger consumes us. Your rage terrifies us. You have set our sins in front of you. You have put our secret sins in the light of your presence. Indeed, all our days slip away because of your fury. We live out our years like one long sigh. Each of us lives for seventy years, or even eighty, if we are in good health. But the best of them bring trouble and misery. Indeed, they are soon gone, and we fly away. Who fully understands the power of your anger? A person fears you more when he better understands your fury. Teach us to number each of our days, so that we may grow in wisdom. Return, Lord. How long? Change your plans about us, your servants. Satisfy us every morning with your mercy, so that we may sing joyfully and rejoice all our days. Make us rejoice for as many days as you have made us suffer, for as many years as we have experienced evil. Let us, your servants, see what you can do. Let our children see your glorious power. Let the kindness of the Lord our God be with us. Make us successful in everything we do. Yes, make us successful in everything we do. Psalm number 91. Whoever lives under the shelter of the Most High will remain in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, You are my refuge and my fortress, my God, in whom I trust. He is the one who will rescue you from hunter's traps and from deadly plagues. He will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you will find refuge. His truth is your shield and armor. You do not need to fear terrors of the night, arrows that fly during the day, plagues that roam the dark, epidemics that strike at noon. They will not come near you, even though a thousand may fall dead beside you, or ten thousand at your right side. You only have to look with your eyes to see the punishment of wicked people. You, O Lord, are my refuge. You have made the Most High your home. No harm will come to you, no sickness will come near your house. He will put his angels in charge of you to protect you in all your ways. They will carry you in their hands, so that you never hit your foot against a rock. You will step on lions and cobras. You will trample young lions and snakes. Because you love me, I will rescue you. I will protect you because you know my name. When you call to me, I will answer you. I will be with you when you are in trouble. I will save you and honor you. I will satisfy you with a long life. I will show you how I will save you. Psalm number 92, a psalm, a song for the day of worship. It is good to give thanks to the Lord, to make music to praise your name, O Most High. It is good to announce your mercy in the morning and your faithfulness in the evening on a ten-stringed instrument and a harp and with a melody on a lyre. You made me find joy in what you have done, O Lord. I will sing joyfully about the works of your hands. How spectacular are your works, O Lord! How very deep are your thoughts! A stupid person cannot know, and a fool cannot understand, that wicked people sprout like grass, and all troublemakers blossom like flowers, only to be destroyed forever. But you, O Lord, are highly honored forever. 
Now look at your enemies, O Lord. Now look at your enemies. They disappear, and all troublemakers are scattered. But you make me as strong as a wild bull, and soothing lotion is poured on me. My eyes gloat over those who spy on me. My ears hear the cries of evildoers attacking me. Righteous people flourish like palm trees and grow tall like the cedars in Lebanon. They are planted in the Lord's house. They blossom in our God's courtyards. Even when they are old, they still bear fruit. They are always healthy and fresh. They make it known that the Lord is decent. He is my rock. He is never unfair. Psalm number 93. The Lord rules as king. He is clothed with majesty. The Lord has clothed himself. He has armed himself with power. The world was set in place. It cannot be moved. Your throne was set in place a long time ago. You are eternal. The ocean rises, O Lord. The ocean rises with a roar. The ocean rises with its pounding waves. The Lord above is mighty, mightier than the sound of raging water, mightier than the foaming waves of the sea. Your written testimonies are completely reliable. O Lord, holiness is what makes your house beautiful for days without end. Psalm number 94. O Lord God of vengeance, O God of vengeance, appear. Arise, O judge of the earth, give arrogant people what they deserve. How long, O Lord, will wicked people triumph? How long? They ramble, they speak arrogantly, all troublemakers brag about themselves. They crush your people, O Lord. They make those who belong to you suffer. They kill widows and foreigners, and they murder orphans. They say, The Lord doesn't see it. The God of Jacob doesn't even pay attention to it. Pay attention, you stupid people. When will you become wise, you fools? God created ears. Do you think he can't hear? He formed eyes. Do you think he can't see? He disciplines nations. Do you think he can't punish? He teaches people. Do you think he doesn't know anything? The Lord knows that people's thoughts are pointless. O Lord, blessed is the person whom you discipline and instruct from your teachings. You give him peace and quiet from times of trouble while a pit is dug to trap wicked people. The Lord will never desert his people or abandon those who belong to him. The decisions of judges will again become fair, and everyone whose motives are decent will pursue justice. Who will stand up for me against evildoers? Who will stand by my side against troublemakers? If the Lord had not come to help me, my soul would have quickly fallen silent in death. When my feet are slipping, your mercy, O Lord, continue to hold me up. When I worried about many things, your assuring words soothed my soul. Are wicked rulers who use the law to do unlawful things able to be your partners? They join forces to take the lives of righteous people. They condemn innocent people to death. The Lord has become my stronghold. My God has become my rock of refuge. He has turned their own wickedness against them. He will destroy them because of their sins. The Lord our God will destroy them. Psalm number 95. Come, let's sing joyfully to the Lord. Let's shout happily to the rock of our salvation. Let's come into his presence with a song of thanksgiving. Let's shout happily to him with psalms. The Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are the deep places of the earth, and the mountain peaks are his. The sea is his. He made it, and his hands formed the dry land. 
Come, let's worship and bow down. Let's kneel in front of the Lord our Maker, because He is our God, and we are the people in His care, the flock that He leads. If only you would listen to Him today. Do not be stubborn like my people were at Meribah, like the time at Massa in the desert. Your ancestors challenged me and tested me there, although they had seen what I had done. For forty years I was disgusted with those people. So I said, They are a people whose hearts continue to stray. They have not learned my ways. That is why I angrily took this solemn oath. They will never enter my place of rest. Psalm number 96. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord, all the earth. Sing to the Lord, praise His name. Day after day announce that the Lord saves His people. Tell people about His glory. Tell all the nations about His miracles. The Lord is great. He should be highly praised. He should be feared more than all other gods, because all the gods of the nations are idols. The Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are in His presence. Strength and beauty are in His holy place. Give to the Lord, you families of the nations, give to the Lord glory and power. Give to the Lord the glory He deserves. Bring an offering and come into His courtyards. Worship the Lord in His holy splendor. Tremble in His presence all the earth. Say to the nations, The Lord rules as King. The earth stands firm. It cannot be moved. He will judge people fairly. Let the heavens rejoice and the earth be glad. Let the sea and everything in it roar like thunder. Let the fields and everything in them rejoice. Then all the trees in the forest will sing joyfully in the Lord's presence, because He is coming. He is coming to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness and its people with His truth. Psalm 97 The Lord rules as King. Let the earth rejoice, let all the islands be joyful, clouds and darkness surround him, righteousness and justice are the foundations of his throne. Fire spreads ahead of him, it burns his enemies who surround him, his flashes of lightning light up the world, the earth sees them and trembles, the mountains melt like wax in the presence of the Lord, in the presence of the Lord of the whole earth. The heavens tell about his righteousness, and all the people of the world see His glory. Everyone who worships idols and brags about false gods will be put to shame. All the gods will bow to Him. Zion hears about this and rejoices. The people of Judah are delighted with your judgments, O Lord. You, O Lord, the Most High, are above the whole earth. You are highest. You are above all the gods. Let those who love the Lord hate evil. The one who guards the lives of his godly ones will rescue them from the power of wicked people. Light dawns for righteous people, and joy for those whose motives are decent. Find joy in the Lord, you righteous people. Give thanks to him as you remember how holy he is. Psalm number 98, a psalm. Sing a new song to the Lord, because he has done miraculous things. His right hand and His holy arm have gained victory for Him. The Lord has made His salvation known. He has uncovered His righteousness for the nations to see. He has not forgotten to be merciful and faithful to Israel's descendants. All the ends of the earth have seen how our God saves them. Shout happily to the Lord, all the earth. 
break out into joyful singing and make music. Make music to the Lord with a lyre, with a lyre and the melody of a psalm, with trumpets and the playing of a ram's horn. Shout happily in the presence of the King, the Lord. Let the sea, everything in it, the world, and those who live in it roar like thunder. Let the rivers clap their hands, and the mountains sing joyfully in the Lord's presence, because he is coming to judge the earth. He will judge the world with justice and its people with fairness. Psalm number 99. The Lord rules as king. Let the people tremble. He is enthroned over the angels. Let the earth quake. The Lord is mighty in Zion. He is high above all people. Let them give thanks to your great and fearful name. He is holy. The king's strength is that he loves justice. You have established fairness. You have done what is fair and right for Jacob. Highly honor the Lord our God. Bow down at his footstool. He is holy. Moses and Aaron were among his priests. Samuel was among those who prayed to him. They called to the Lord, and he answered them. He spoke to them from a column of smoke. They obeyed his written instructions and the laws that he gave them. O Lord our God, you answered them. You showed them that you are a forgiving God, and that you are a God who punishes their sinful deeds. Highly honor the Lord our God. Bow at his holy mountain. The Lord our God is holy. Psalm number 100, a psalm of thanksgiving. Shout happily to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord cheerfully. Come into his presence with a joyful song. Realize that the Lord alone is God. He made us, and we are his. We are his people, and the sheep in his care. Enter his gates with a song of thanksgiving. Come into his courtyards with a song of praise. Give thanks to him. Praise his name. The Lord is good. His mercy endures forever. His faithfulness endures throughout every generation. Psalm number 101, a psalm by David. I will sing about mercy and justice, O Lord. I will make music to praise you. I want to understand the path to integrity. When will you come to me? I will live in my own home with integrity. I will not put anything wicked in front of my eyes. I hate what unfaithful people do. I want no part of it. I will keep far away from devious minds. I will have nothing to do with evil. I will destroy anyone who secretly slanders his neighbor. I will not tolerate anyone with a conceited look or arrogant heart. My eyes will be watching the faithful people in the land so that they may live with me. The person who lives with integrity will serve me. The one who does deceitful things will not stay in my home. The one who tells lies will not remain in my presence. Every morning I will destroy all the wicked people in the land to rid the Lord's city of all troublemakers. Psalm number 102. A prayer by someone who is suffering when he is weary and pours out his troubles in the Lord's presence. O Lord, hear my prayer, and let my cry for help come to you. Do not hide your face from me when I am in trouble. Turn your ear toward me. Answer me quickly when I call. My days disappear like smoke. My bones burn like hot coals. My heart is beaten down and withered like grass because I have forgotten about eating. I am nothing but skin and bones because of my loud groans. 
I am like a desert owl, like an owl living in the ruins. I lie awake. I am like a lonely bird on a rooftop. All day long my enemies insult me. Those who ridicule me use my name as a curse. I eat ashes like bread, and my tears are mixed with my drink because of your hostility and anger, because you have picked me up and thrown me away. My days are like a shadow that is getting longer, and I wither away like grass. But you, O Lord, remain forever. You are remembered throughout every generation. You will rise and have compassion on Zion, because it is time to grant a favor to it. Indeed, the appointed time has come. Your servants value Zion's stones, and they pity its rubble. The nations will fear the Lord's name. All the kings of the earth will fear your glory. When the Lord builds Zion, he will appear in his glory. He will turn his attention to the prayers of those who have been abandoned. He will not despise their prayers. This will be written down for a future generation, so that a people yet to be created may praise the Lord. The Lord looked down from his holy place high above. From heaven he looked at the earth. He heard the groans of the prisoners and set free those who were condemned to death. The Lord's name is announced in Zion and His praise in Jerusalem when nations and kingdoms gather to worship the Lord. He has weakened my strength along the way. He has reduced the number of my days. I said, My God, don't take me now in the middle of my life. Your years continue on throughout every generation. Long ago you laid the foundation of the earth. Even the heavens are the works of your hands. They will come to an end, but you will still go on. They will all wear out like clothing. You will change them like clothes, and they will be thrown away. But you remain the same, and your life will never end. The children of your servants will go on living here. Their descendants will be secure in your presence. Psalm number 103 by David. Praise the Lord, my soul. Praise His holy name, all that is within me. Praise the Lord, my soul, and never forget all the good He has done. He is the one who forgives all your sins, the one who heals all your diseases, the one who rescues your life from the pit, the one who crowns you with mercy and compassion, the one who fills your life with blessings so that you become young again like an eagle. The Lord does what is right and fair for all who are oppressed. He let Moses know His ways. He let the Israelites know the things he had done. The Lord is compassionate, merciful, patient, and always ready to forgive. He will not always accuse us of wrong or be angry with us forever. He has not treated us as we deserve for our sins or paid us back for our wrongs. As high as the heavens are above the earth, that is how vast his mercy is toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, that is how far he has removed our rebellious acts from himself. As a father has compassion for his children, so the Lord has compassion for those who fear him. He certainly knows what we are made of. He bears in mind that we are dust. Human life is as short-lived as grass. It blossoms like a flower in the field. When the wind blows over the flower, it disappears, and there is no longer any sign of it. But from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's mercy is on those who fear Him. 
His righteousness belongs to their children and grandchildren, to those who are faithful to His promise, to those who remember to follow His guiding principles. The Lord has set His throne in heaven. His kingdom rules everything. Praise the Lord, all His angels, you mighty beings who carry out His orders and are ready to obey His spoken orders. Praise the Lord, all His armies, His servants who carry out His will. Praise the Lord, all His creatures, in all the places of His empire. Praise the Lord, my soul. Psalm number 104. Praise the Lord, my soul. O Lord, my God, You are very great. You are clothed with splendor and majesty. You cover Yourself with light as though it were a robe. You stretch out the heavens as though they were curtains. You lay the beams of your home in the water. You use the clouds for your chariot. You move on the wings of the wind. You make your angels winds and your servants flames of fire. You set the earth on its foundation so that it can never be shaken. You cover the earth with an ocean as though it were a robe. Water stood above the mountains and fled because of your threat. Water ran away at the sound of your thunder. The mountains rose and the valleys sank to the place you appointed for them. Water cannot cross the boundary you set and cannot come back to cover the earth. You make water gush from springs into valleys. It flows between the mountains. Every wild animal drinks from them. While donkeys quench their thirst, the birds live by the streams. They sing among the branches. You water the mountains from your home above. You fill the earth with the fruits of your labors. You make grass grow for cattle and make vegetables for humans to use in order to get food from the ground. You make wine to cheer human hearts, olive oil to make faces shine, and bread to strengthen human hearts. The Lord's trees, the cedars in Lebanon which He planted, drink their fill. Birds build their nests in them. Storks make their homes in fir trees. The high mountains are for wild goats. The rocks are a refuge for badgers. He created the moon which marks the seasons and the sun which knows when to set. He brings darkness, and it is nighttime, when all the wild animals in the forest come out. The young lions roar for their prey and seek their food from God. When the sun rises, they gather and lie down in their dens. Then people go to do their work, to do their tasks until evening. What a large number of things you have made, O Lord! You made them all by wisdom. The earth is filled with your creatures. The sea is so big and wide with countless creatures, living things both large and small. Ships sail on it, and Leviathan, which you made, plays in it. All of them look to you to give them their food at the right time. You give it to them, and they gather it up. You open your hand, and they are filled with blessings. You hide your face, and they are terrified. You take away their breath, and they die and return to dust. You send out your spirit, and they are created. You renew the face of the earth. May the glory of the Lord endure forever. May the Lord find joy in what He has made. He looks at the earth, and it trembles. He touches the mountains, and they smoke. I will sing to the Lord throughout my life. I will make music to praise my God as long as I live. May my thoughts be pleasing to Him. I will find joy in the Lord. May sinners vanish from the world. May there no longer be any wicked people. Praise the Lord, my soul. Hallelujah. Psalm number 105. Give thanks to the Lord. Call on Him. Make known among the nations what He has done. 
sing to him, make music to praise him, meditate on all the miracles he has performed, brag about his holy name, let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice, search for the Lord and his strength, always seek his presence, Remember the miracles he performed, the amazing things he did, and the judgments he pronounced. You descendants of his servant Abraham, you descendants of Jacob, his chosen ones. He is the Lord our God. His judgments are pronounced throughout the earth. He always remembers his promise, the word that he commanded for a thousand generations, the promise that he made to Abraham, and his sworn oath to Isaac. He confirmed it as a law for Jacob, as an everlasting promise to Israel, by saying, I will give you the land of Canaan, it is your share of the inheritance. While the people of Israel were few in number, a small group of foreigners living in that land, they wandered from nation to nation, from one kingdom to another. He didn't permit anyone to oppress them. He warned kings about them, Do not touch my anointed ones or harm my prophets. He brought famine to the land. He took away their food supply. He sent a man ahead of them. He sent Joseph, who was sold as a slave. They hurt his feet with shackles and cut into his neck with an iron collar. The Lord's promise tested him through fiery trials until his prediction came true. The king sent someone to release him. The ruler of nations set him free. He made Joseph the master of his palace and the ruler of all his possessions. Joseph trained the king's officers the way he wanted and taught his respected leaders wisdom. Then Israel came to Egypt. Jacob lived as a foreigner in the land of Ham. The Lord made his people grow rapidly in number and stronger than their enemies. He changed their minds so that they hated his people, and they dealt treacherously with his servants. He sent his servant Moses, and he sent Aaron, whom he had chosen. They displayed his miraculous signs among them and did amazing things in the land of Ham. He sent darkness and made their land dark. They did not rebel against his orders. He turned their water into blood and caused their fish to die. He made their land swarm with frogs, even in the king's bedrooms. He spoke, and swarms of flies and gnats infested their whole territory. He gave them hail and lightning instead of rain throughout their land. He struck their grapevines and fig trees and smashed the trees in their territory. He spoke, and countless locusts and grasshoppers came. They devoured all the plants in the land. They devoured the crops in the fields. He killed all the firstborn sons, the first ones born in the land when their fathers were young. He brought Israel out with silver and gold, and no one among his tribes stumbled. The Egyptians were terrified of Israel, so they were glad when Israel left. He spread out a cloud as a protective covering and a fire to light up the night. The Israelites asked, and he brought them quail and filled them with bread from heaven. He opened a rock, and water gushed and flowed like a river through the dry places. He remembered his holy promise to his servant Abraham. He brought his people out with joy, his chosen ones with a song of joy. He gave them the lands of other nations, and they inherited what others had worked for so that they would obey his laws and follow his teachings. Hallelujah. Psalm number 106. Hallelujah. Give thanks to the Lord because he is good, because his mercy endures forever. Who can speak about all the mighty things the Lord has done? Who can announce all the things for which he is worthy of praise? Blessed are those who defend justice and do what is right at all times. 
Remember me, O Lord, when you show favor to your people. Come to help me with your salvation, so that I may see the prosperity of your chosen ones. Find joy in our people's happiness, and brag with the people who belong to you. We have sinned, and so did our ancestors. We have done wrong. We are guilty. When our ancestors were in Egypt, they gave no thought to your miracles. They did not remember your numerous acts of mercy, so they rebelled at the sea, the Red Sea. He saved them because of his reputation so that he could make his mighty power known. He angrily commanded the Red Sea, and it dried up. He led them through deep water as though it were a desert. He rescued them from the power of the one who hated them. He rescued them from the enemy. Water covered their adversaries. Not one Egyptian survived. Then our ancestors believed what he said. They sang his praise. They quickly forgot what he did. They did not wait for his advice. They had an unreasonable desire for food in the wilderness. In the desert they tested God. He gave them what they asked for. He also gave them a degenerative disease. In the camp, certain men became envious of Moses. They also became envious of Aaron, the Lord's Holy One. The ground split open and swallowed Dathan. It buried Abiram's followers. A fire broke out among their followers. Flames burned up wicked people. At Mount Horeb they made a statue of a calf. They worshipped an idol made of metal. They traded their glorious God for the statue of a bull that eats grass. They forgot God, their Savior, the one who did spectacular things in Egypt, miracles in the land of Ham, and terrifying things at the Red Sea. God said he was going to destroy them, but Moses, his chosen one, stood in his way to prevent him from exterminating them. They refused to enter the pleasant land. They did not believe what he said. They complained in their tents. They did not obey the Lord. Raising his hand, he swore that he would kill them in the wilderness, kill their descendants among the nations, and scatter them throughout various lands. They joined in worshipping the god Baal while they were at Peor, and they ate what was sacrificed to the dead. They infuriated God, they did, and a plague broke out among them. Then Phinehas stood between God and the people, and the plague was stopped. Because of this, Phinehas was considered righteous forever, throughout every generation. They made God angry by the water of Meribah. Things turned out badly for Moses because of what they did since they made him bitter so that he spoke recklessly. They did not destroy the people as the Lord had told them. Instead, they intermarried with other nations. They learned to do what other nations did, and they worshipped their idols, which became a trap for them. They sacrificed their sons and daughters to demons. They shed innocent blood, the blood of their own sons and daughters, whom they sacrificed to the idols of Canaan. The land became polluted with blood, they became filthy because of what they did. They behaved like prostitutes. The Lord burned with anger against his own people. He was disgusted with those who belonged to him. He handed them over to other nations, and those who hated them ruled them. Their enemies oppressed them and made them subject to their power. He rescued them many times, but they continued to plot rebellion against him and to seek deeper because of their sins. He saw that they were suffering when he heard their cry for help. He remembered his promise to them. In keeping with his rich mercy, he changed his plans. He let them find compassion from all those who held them captive. 
Rescue us, O Lord our God, and gather us from the nations, so that we may give thanks to your holy name and make your praise our glory. Thanks be to the Lord God of Israel from everlasting to everlasting. Let all the people say, Amen. Hallelujah. Book 5, Psalm number 107. Give thanks to the Lord because he is good, because his mercy endures forever. Let the people the Lord defended repeat these words. They are the people he defended from the power of their enemies and gathered from other countries, from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. They wandered around the desert on a deserted road without finding an inhabited city. They were hungry and thirsty. They began to lose hope. In their distress they cried out to the Lord. He rescued them from their troubles. He led them on a road that went straight to an inhabited city. Let them give thanks to the Lord because of His mercy. He performed His miracles for Adam's descendants. He gave plenty to drink to those who were thirsty. He filled those who were hungry with good food. Those who lived in the dark, in death's shadow, were prisoners in misery. They were held in iron chains because they had rebelled against God's words and had despised the advice given by the Most High. So he humbled them with hard work. They fell down, but no one was there to help them. In their distress they cried out to the Lord. He saved them from their troubles. He brought them out of the dark, out of death's shadow. He broke apart their chains. Let them give thanks to the Lord because of his mercy. He performed his miracles for Adam's descendants. He shattered bronze gates and cut iron bars in two. Fools suffered because of their disobedience and because of their crimes. All food was disgusting to them, and they came near death's gates. In their distress they cried out to the Lord. He saved them from their troubles. He sent his message and healed them. He rescued them from the grave. Let them give thanks to the Lord because of his mercy. He performed his miracles for Adam's descendants. Let them bring songs of thanksgiving as their sacrifice. Let them tell in joyful songs what he has done. Those who sail on the sea in ships, who do business on the high seas, have seen what the Lord can do, the miracles he performed in the depths of the sea. He spoke, and a storm began to blow, and it made the waves rise high. The sailors aboard ship rose toward the sky, they plunged into the depths. Their courage melted in the face of disaster. They reeled and staggered like drunks, and all their skills as sailors became useless. In their distress they cried out to the Lord. He led them from their troubles. He made the storm calm down, and the waves became still. The sailors were glad that the storm was quiet. He guided them to the harbor they had longed for. Let them give thanks to the Lord because of His mercy. He performed his miracles for Adam's descendants. Let them glorify him when the people are gathered for worship. Let them praise him in the company of respected leaders. He changes rivers into a desert, springs into thirsty ground, and fertile ground into a layer of salt because of the wickedness of the people living there. He changes deserts into lakes and dry ground into springs. There he settles those who are hungry, and they build cities to live in. They plant in fields and vineyards that produce crops. He blesses them, and their numbers multiply, and he does not allow a shortage of cattle. They became few in number and were humiliated because of oppression, disaster, and sorrow. 
He poured contempt on their influential people and made them stumble around in a pathless desert. But now he lifts needy people high above suffering and makes their families like flocks. Decent people will see this and rejoice, but all the wicked people will shut their mouths. Let those who think they are wise pay attention to these things, so that they may understand the Lord's blessings. Psalm number 108. A song, a psalm by David. My heart is confident, O God. I want to sing and make music even with my soul. Wake up, harp and lyre. I want to wake up at dawn. I want to give thanks to you among the people, O Lord. I want to make music to praise you among the nations, because your mercy is higher than the heavens. Your truth reaches the skies. May you be honored above the heavens, O God. Let your glory extend over the whole earth. Save us with your powerful hand, and answer us so that those who are dear to you may be rescued. God has promised the following through His holiness. I will triumph. I will divide Shechem. I will measure the valley of Succoth. Gilead is mine. Manasseh is mine. Ephraim is the helmet on my head. Judah is my scepter. Moab is my washtub. I will throw my shoe over Edom. I will shout in triumph over Philistia. Who will bring me into the fortified city? Who will lead me to Edom? Isn't it you, O God, who rejected us? Isn't it you, O God, who refused to accompany our armies? Give us help against the enemy, because human assistance is worthless. With God we will display great strength. He will trample our enemies. Psalm number 109. For the choir director, a psalm by David. O God, whom I praise, do not turn a deaf ear to me. Wicked and deceitful people have opened their mouths against me. They speak against me with lying tongues. They surround me with hateful words. They fight against me for no reason. In return for my love they accuse me, but I pray for them. They reward me with evil instead of good and with hatred instead of love. I said, Appoint the evil one to oppose him. Let Satan stand beside him. When he stands trial, let him be found guilty. Let his prayer be considered sinful. Let his days be few in number. Let someone else take his position. Let his children become fatherless and his wife a widow. Let his children wander around and beg. Let them seek help far from their ruined homes. Let a creditor take everything he owns. Let strangers steal what he has worked for. Let no one be kind to him any more. Let no one show any pity to his fatherless children. Let his descendants be cut off, and their family name be wiped out by the next generation. Let the Lord remember the guilt of his ancestors, and not wipe out his mother's sin. Let their guilt and sin always remain on record in front of the Lord. Let the Lord remove every memory of him from the earth, because he did not remember to be kind. He drove oppressed, needy, and broken-hearted people to their graves. He loved to put curses on others, so he too was cursed. He did not like to bless others, so he never received a blessing. He wore cursing as though it were clothing, so cursing entered his body like water and his bones like oil. Let cursing be his clothing, a belt he always wears. This is how the Lord rewards those who accuse me, those who say evil things against me. 
O Lord Almighty, deal with me out of the goodness of your name. Rescue me because of your mercy. I am oppressed and needy. I can feel the pain in my heart. I fade away like a lengthening shadow. I have been shaken off like a grasshopper. My knees give way because I have been fasting. My body has become lean without any fat. I have become the victim of my enemies' insults. They look at me and shake their heads. Help me, O Lord my God. Save me because of your mercy. Then they will know that this is your doing, that you, O Lord, are the one who saved me. They may curse, but you will bless. Let those who attack me be ashamed, but let me rejoice. Let those who accuse me wear disgrace as though it were clothing. Let them be wrapped in their shame as though it were a robe. With my mouth I will give many thanks to the Lord. I will praise Him among many people, because He stands beside needy people to save them from those who would condemn them to death. Psalm number 110, a psalm by David. The Lord said to my Lord, Sit in the highest position in heaven, until I make your enemies your footstool. The Lord will extend your powerful scepter from Zion, rule your enemies who surround you. Your people will volunteer when you call up your army. Your young people will come to you in holy splendor like dew in the early morning. The Lord has taken an oath and will not change his mind. You are a priest forever, in the way Melchizedek was a priest. The Lord is at your right side. He will crush kings on the day of his anger. He will pass judgment on the nations and fill them with dead bodies. Throughout the earth he will crush their heads. He will drink from the brook along the road. He will hold his head high. Psalm number 111. Hallelujah! I will give thanks to the Lord with all my heart in the company of decent people and in the congregation. The Lord's deeds are spectacular. They should be studied by all who enjoy them. His work is glorious and majestic. His righteousness continues forever. He has made His miracles unforgettable. The Lord is merciful and compassionate. He provides food for those who fear Him. He always remembers His promise. He has revealed the power of His works to His people by giving them the lands of other nations as an inheritance. His works are done with truth and justice. All His guiding principles are trustworthy. They last forever and ever. They are carried out with truth and decency. He has sent salvation to His people. He has ordered that His promise should continue forever. His name is holy and terrifying. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Good sense is shown by everyone who follows God's guiding principles. His praise continues forever. Psalm number 112. Hallelujah! Blessed is the person who fears the Lord and is happy to obey His commands. His descendants will grow strong on the earth. The family of a decent person will be blessed. Wealth and riches will be in his home. His righteousness continues forever. Light will shine in the dark for a decent person. He is merciful, compassionate, and fair. All goes well for the person who is generous and lends willingly. He earns an honest living. He will never fail. A righteous person will always be remembered. He is not afraid of bad news. His heart remains secure, full of confidence in the Lord. His heart is steady, and he is not afraid. In the end he will look triumphantly at his enemies. 
He gives freely to poor people. His righteousness continues forever. His head is raised in honor. The wicked person sees this and becomes angry. He angrily grits his teeth and disappears. The hope that wicked people have will vanish. Psalm number 113. Hallelujah! You servants of the Lord, praise Him. Praise the name of the Lord. Thank the name of the Lord now and forever. From where the sun rises to where the sun sets, the name of the Lord should be praised. The Lord is high above all the nations. His glory is above the heavens. Who is like the Lord our God? He is seated on His high throne. He bends down to look at heaven and earth. He lifts the poor from the dust. He lifts the needy from a garbage heap. He seats them with influential people, with the influential leaders of His people. He makes a woman who is in a childless home a joyful mother. Hallelujah! Psalm number 114. When Israel left Egypt, when Jacob's family left people who spoke a foreign language, Judah became his holy place, and Israel became his kingdom. The Red Sea looked at this and ran away. The Jordan River turned back. The mountains jumped like rams. The hills jumped like lambs. Red Sea, why did you run away? Jordan River, what made you turn back? Mountains, what made you jump like rams? Hills, what made you jump like lambs? Earth, tremble in the presence of the Lord, in the presence of the God of Jacob. He turns a rock into a pool filled with water, and turns flint into a spring flowing with water. Psalm number 115. Don't give glory to us, O Lord. Don't give glory to us. Instead, give glory to your name, because of your mercy and faithfulness. Why should other nations say, Where is their God? Our God is in heaven. He does whatever He wants. Their idols are made of silver and gold. They were made by human hands. They have mouths, but they cannot speak. They have eyes, but they cannot see. They have ears, but they cannot hear. They have noses, but they cannot smell. They have hands, but they cannot feel. They have feet, but they cannot walk. They cannot even make a sound with their throats. Those who make idols end up like them. So does everyone who trusts them. Israel, trust the Lord. He is your helper and your shield. Descendants of Aaron, trust the Lord. He is your helper and your shield. If you fear the Lord, trust the Lord. He is your helper and your shield. The Lord, who is always thinking about us, will bless us. He will bless the descendants of Israel. He will bless the descendants of Aaron. He will bless those who fear the Lord, from the least important to the most important. May the Lord continue to bless you and your children. You will be blessed by the Lord, the Maker of heaven and earth. The highest heaven belongs to the Lord, but He has given the earth to the descendants of Adam. Those who are dead do not praise the Lord, nor do those who go into the silence of the grave. But we will thank the Lord now and forever. Hallelujah! Psalm number 116. I love the Lord because He hears my voice, my pleas for mercy. I will call on Him as long as I live because He turns His ear toward me. The ropes of death became tangled around me. The horrors of the grave took hold of me. I experienced pain and agony, but I kept calling on the name of the Lord. Please, Lord, rescue me. The Lord is merciful and righteous. 
Our God is compassionate. The Lord protects defenseless people. When I was weak, He saved me. Be at peace again, my soul, because the Lord has been good to you. You saved me from death. You saved my eyes from tears and my feet from stumbling. I will walk in the Lord's presence in this world of the living. I kept my faith even when I said, I am suffering terribly. I also said when I was panic-stricken, everyone is undependable. How can I repay the Lord for all the good that He has done for me? I will take the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. I will keep my vows to the Lord in the presence of all His people. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of His faithful ones. O Lord, I am indeed your servant. I am your servant, the son of your female servant. You have freed me from my chains. I will bring a song of thanksgiving to you as a sacrifice. I will call on the name of the Lord. I will keep my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people, in the courtyards of the Lord's house, in the middle of Jerusalem. Hallelujah. Psalm number 117. Praise the Lord, all you nations. Praise him, all you people of the world. His mercy toward us is powerful. The Lord's faithfulness endures forever. Hallelujah. Psalm number 118. Give thanks to the Lord because he is good, because his mercy endures forever. Israel should say, his mercy endures forever. The descendants of Aaron should say, his mercy endures forever. Those who fear the Lord should say, his mercy endures forever. During times of trouble I called on the Lord. The Lord answered me and set me free from all of them. The Lord is on my side. I am not afraid. What can mortals do to me? The Lord is on my side as my helper. I will see the defeat of those who hate me. It is better to depend on the Lord than to trust mortals. It is better to depend on the Lord than to trust influential people. All the nations surrounded me, but armed with the name of the Lord, I defeated them. They surrounded me. Yes, they surrounded me, but armed with the name of the Lord, I defeated them. They swarmed around me like bees, but they were extinguished like burning thorn bushes. So armed with the name of the Lord, I defeated them. They pushed hard to make me fall, but the Lord helped me. The Lord is my strength and my song. He is my Savior." The sound of joyful singing and victory is heard in the tents of righteous people. The right hand of the Lord displays strength. The right hand of the Lord is held high. The right hand of the Lord displays strength. I will not die, but I will live and tell what the Lord has done. The Lord disciplined me severely, but he did not allow me to be killed. Open the gates of righteousness for me. I will go through them and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord through which righteous people will enter. I give thanks to you because you have answered me. You are my Savior. The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. The Lord is responsible for this, and it is amazing for us to see. This is the day the Lord has made. Let's rejoice and be glad today. We beg you, O Lord, save us. We beg you, O Lord, give us success. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the Lord's house. The Lord is God, and he has given us light. 
march in a festival procession with branches to the horns of the altar. You are my God, and I give thanks to you. My God, I honor you highly. Give thanks to the Lord, because he is good, because his mercy endures forever. Psalm number 119. Blessed are those whose lives have integrity, those who follow the teachings of the Lord. Blessed are those who obey his written instructions. They wholeheartedly search for him. They do nothing wrong. They follow his directions. You have commanded that your guiding principles be carefully followed. I pray that my ways may become firmly established so that I can obey your laws. Then I will never feel ashamed when I study all your commandments. I will give thanks to you as I learn your regulations, which are based on your righteousness. I will obey your laws. Never abandon me. How can a young person keep his life pure? He can do it by holding on to your word. I wholeheartedly searched for you. Do not let me wander away from your commandments. I have treasured your promise in my heart so that I may not sin against you. Thanks be to you, O Lord. Teach me your laws. With my lips I have repeated every regulation that comes from your mouth. I find joy in the way shown by your written instructions more than I find joy in all kinds of riches. I want to reflect on your guiding principles and study your ways. Your laws make me happy. I never forget your word. Be kind to me so that I may live and hold on to your word. Uncover my eyes so that I may see the miraculous things in your teachings. I am a foreigner in this world. Do not hide your commandments from me. My soul is overwhelmed with endless longing for your regulations. You threaten arrogant people who are condemned and wander away from your commandments. Remove the insults and contempt that have fallen on me because I have obeyed your written instructions. Even though influential people plot against me, I reflect on your laws. Indeed, your written instructions make me happy. They are my best friends. I am close to death. Give me a new life, as you promised. I told you what I have done, and you answered me. Teach me your laws. Help me understand your guiding principles so that I may reflect on your miracles. I am drowning in tears. Strengthen me, as you promised. Turn me away from a life of lies. Graciously provide me with your teachings. I have chosen a life of faithfulness. I have set your regulations in front of me. I have clung tightly to your written instructions. O Lord, do not let me be put to shame. I will eagerly pursue your commandments because you continue to increase my understanding. Teach me, O Lord, how to live by your laws, and I will obey them to the end. Help me understand so that I can follow your teachings. I will guard them with all my heart. Lead me on the path of your commandments, because I am happy with them. Direct my heart toward your written instructions, rather than getting rich in underhanded ways. Turn my eyes away from worthless things. Give me a new life in your ways. Keep your promise to me so that I can fear you. Take away insults which I dread, because your regulations are good. I long for your guiding principles. Give me a new life in your righteousness. 
Let your blessings reach me, O Lord. Save me, as you promised. Then I will have an answer for the one who insults me, since I trust your word. Do not take so much as a single word of truth from my mouth. My hope is based on your regulations. I will follow your teachings forever and ever. I will walk around freely because I sought out your guiding principles. I will speak about your written instructions in the presence of kings and not feel ashamed. Your commandments, which I love, make me happy. I lift my hands in prayer because of your commandments, which I love. I will reflect on your laws. Remember the word you gave me. Through it you gave me hope. This is my comfort in my misery. Your promise gave me a new life. Arrogant people have mocked me with cruelty, yet I have not turned away from your teachings. I remembered your regulations from long ago, O Lord, and I found comfort in them. I am burning with anger because of wicked people who abandon your teachings. Your laws have become like psalms to me in this place where I am only a foreigner. At night I remember your name, O Lord, and I follow your teachings. This has happened to me because I have obeyed your guiding principles. You are my inheritance, O Lord. I promise to hold on to your words. With all my heart I want to win your favor. Be kind to me, as you promised. I have thought about my life, and I have directed my feet back to your written instructions. Without any hesitation I hurry to obey your commandments. Though the ropes of wicked people are tied around me, I never forget your teachings. At midnight I wake up to give thanks to you for the regulations which are based on your righteousness. I am a friend to everyone who fears you, and to everyone who follows your guiding principles. Your mercy, O Lord, fills the earth. Teach me your laws. You have treated me well, O Lord, as you promised. Teach me to use good judgment and knowledge, because I believe in your commandments. Before you made me suffer, I used to wander off, but now I hold on to your word. You are good, and you do good things. Teach me your laws. Arrogant people have smeared me with lies, yet I obey your guiding principles with all my heart. Their hearts are cold and insensitive, yet I am happy with your teachings. It was good that I had to suffer in order to learn your laws. The teachings that come from your mouth are worth more to me than thousands in gold or silver. Your hands created me and made me what I am. Help me understand so that I may learn your commandments. Those who fear you will see me and rejoice, because my hope is based on your word. I know that your regulations are fair, O Lord, and that you were right to make me suffer. Let your mercy comfort me as you promised. Let your compassion reach me so that I may live, because your teachings make me happy. Let arrogant people be put to shame because they lied about me, yet I reflect on your guiding principles. Let those who fear you turn to me so that they can come to know your written instructions. Let my heart be filled with integrity in regard to your laws, so that I will not be put to shame. My soul is weak from waiting for you to save me. My hope is based on your word. My eyes have become strained from looking for your promise. I ask, when will you comfort me? Although I have become like a shriveled and dried-out wineskin, I have not forgotten your laws. What is left of my life? When will you bring those who persecute me to justice? Arrogant people have dug pits to trap me in defiance of your teachings. All your commandments are reliable. Those people persecute me with lies. Help me. They almost wiped me off the face of the earth, but I did not abandon your guiding principles. 
Give me a new life through your mercy, so that I may obey the written instructions which came from your mouth. O Lord, your word is established in heaven forever. Your faithfulness endures throughout every generation. You set the earth in place, and it continues to stand. All things continue to stand today because of your regulations, since they are all your servants. If your teachings had not made me happy, then I would have died in my misery. I will never forget your guiding principles, because you gave me a new life through them. I am yours. Save me, because I have searched for your guiding principles. The wicked people have waited for me in order to destroy me. Yet I want to understand your written instructions. I have seen a limit to everything else, but your commandments have no limit. Oh, how I love your teachings! They are in my thoughts all day long. Your commandments make me wiser than my enemies, because your commandments are always with me. I have more insight than all my teachers, because your written instructions are in my thoughts. I have more wisdom than those with many years of experience, because I have obeyed your guiding principles. I have kept my feet from walking on any evil path in order to obey your word. I have not neglected your regulations, because you have taught me. How sweet the taste of your promise is! It tastes sweeter than honey. From your guiding principles I gain understanding. That is why I hate every path that leads to lying. Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light for my path. I took an oath, and I will keep it. I took an oath to follow your regulations, which are based on your righteousness. I have suffered so much. Give me a new life, O Lord, as you promised. Please accept the praise I gladly give you, O Lord, and teach me your regulations. I always take my life into my own hands, but I never forget your teachings. Wicked people have set a trap for me, but I have never wandered away from your guiding principles. Your written instructions are mine forever. They are the joy of my heart. I have decided to obey your laws. They offer a reward that never ends. I hate two-faced people, but I love your teachings. You are my hiding place and my shield. My hope is based on your word. Get away from me, you evildoers, so that I can obey the commandments of my God. Help me, God, as you promised, so that I may live. Do not turn my hope into disappointment. Hold me. I will be safe, and I will always respect your laws. You reject all who wander away from your laws, because their lies mislead them. You get rid of all wicked people on earth as if they were rubbish. That is why I love your written instructions. My body shudders in fear of you, and I am afraid of your regulations. I have done what is fair and right. Do not leave me at the mercy of those who oppress me. Guarantee my well-being. Do not let arrogant people oppress me. My eyes are strained from looking for you to save me, and from looking for the fulfillment of your righteous promise. Treat me with kindness, and teach me your laws. I am your servant. Help me understand, so that I may come to know your written instructions. It is time for you to act, O Lord. Even though people have abolished your teachings, I love your commandments more than gold, more than pure gold. I follow the straight paths of your guiding principles. I hate every pathway that leads to lying. Your written instructions are miraculous. That is why I obey them. Your word is a doorway that lets in light, and it helps gullible people understand. I open my mouth and pant because I long for your commandments. 
turn toward me, and have pity on me, as you have pledged to do for those who love your name. Make my steps secure through your promise, and do not let any sin control me. Save me from human oppression, so that I may obey your guiding principles. Smile on me, and teach me your laws. Streams of tears flow from my eyes, because others do not follow your teachings. You are righteous, O Lord, and your regulations are fair. You have issued your written instructions. They are fair and completely dependable. My devotion for your words consumes me, because my enemies have forgotten your words. Your promise has been thoroughly tested, and I love it. I am unimportant and despised, yet I never forget your guiding principles. Your righteousness is an everlasting righteousness, and your teachings are reliable. Trouble and hardship have found me, but your commandments still make me happy. Your written instructions are always right. Help me understand them so that I will live. I have called out with all my heart, Answer me, O Lord. I want to obey your laws. I have called out, Save me, so that I can obey your written instructions. I got up before dawn, and I cried out for help. My hope is based on your word. My eyes are wide open throughout the nighttime hours to reflect on your word. In keeping with your mercy, hear my voice. O Lord, give me a new life guided by your regulations. Those who carry out plots against me are near, yet they are far away from your teachings. You are near, O Lord, and all your commandments are reliable. Long ago I learned from your written instructions that you made them to last forever. Look at my misery and rescue me, because I have never forgotten your teachings. Plead my case for me and save me. Give me a new life as you promised. Wicked people are far from being saved, because they have not searched for your laws. Your acts of compassion are many in number, O Lord. Give me a new life, guided by your regulations. I have many persecutors and opponents, yet I have not turned away from your written instructions. I have seen traitors, and I am filled with disgust. They have not accepted your promise. See how I have loved your guiding principles, O Lord, in keeping with your mercy. Give me a new life. There is nothing but truth in your word, and all of your righteous regulations endure forever. Influential people have persecuted me for no reason, but it is only your words that fill my heart with terror. I find joy in your promise, like someone who finds a priceless treasure. I hate lying. I am disgusted with it. I love your teachings. Seven times a day I praise you for your righteous regulations. There is lasting peace for those who love your teachings. Nothing can make those people stumble. I have waited with hope for you to save me, O Lord. I have carried out your commandments. I have obeyed your written instructions. I have loved them very much. I have followed your guiding principles and your written instructions, because my whole life is in front of you. Let my cry for help come into your presence, O Lord. Help me understand as you promised. Let my plea for mercy come into your presence. Rescue me as you promised. Let my lips pour out praise, because you teach me your laws. Let my tongue sing about your promise, because all your commandments are fair. Let your hand help me, because I have chosen to follow your guiding principles. I have longed for you to save me, O Lord, and your teachings make me happy. Let my soul have new life, so that it can praise you. Let your regulations help me. I have wandered away like a lost lamb. Search for me.
because I have never forgotten your commandments. Psalm number 120, a song for going up to worship. When I was in trouble, I cried out to the Lord, and He answered me, O Lord, rescue me from lying lips and from a deceitful tongue. You deceitful tongue, what can the Lord give you? What more can He do for you? He will give you a warrior's sharpened arrows and red-hot coals. How horrible it is to live as a foreigner in Meshach, or to stay in the tents of Kidar. I have lived too long with those who hate peace. I am for peace. But when I talk about it, they only talk about war. Psalm number 121, a song for going up to worship. I look up toward the mountains. Where can I find help? My help comes from the Lord, the Maker of heaven and earth. He will not let you fall. Your guardian will not fall asleep. Indeed, the guardian of Israel never rests or sleeps. The Lord is your guardian. The Lord is the shade over your right hand. The sun will not beat down on you during the day, nor will the moon at night. The Lord guards you from every evil. He guards your life. The Lord guards you as you come and go, now and forever. Psalm 122, a song by David for going up to worship. I was glad when they said to me, Let's go to the house of the Lord. Our feet are standing inside your gates, Jerusalem. Jerusalem is built to be a city where the people are united. All of the Lord's tribes go to that city because it is a law in Israel to give thanks to the name of the Lord. The court of justice sits there. It consists of princes who are David's descendants. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May those who love you prosper. May there be peace inside your walls and prosperity in your palaces. For the sake of my relatives and friends, let me say, may it go well for you. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek what is good for you. Psalm number 123, a song for going up to worship. I look up to you, to the one who sits enthroned in heaven. As servants depend on their masters, as a maid depends on her mistress, so we depend on the Lord our God until he has pity on us. Have pity on us, O Lord. Have pity on us, because we have suffered more than our share of contempt. We have suffered more than our share of ridicule from those who are carefree. We have suffered more than our share of contempt from those who are arrogant. Psalm number 124, a song by David for going up to worship. If the Lord had not been on our side, Israel should repeat this. If the Lord had not been on our side when people attacked us, then they would have swallowed us alive when their anger exploded against us. Then the flood waters would have swept us away. An overflowing stream would have washed us away. Then raging water would have washed us away. Thank the Lord, who did not let them sink their teeth into us. We escaped like a bird caught in a hunter's trap. The trap was broken, and we escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord, the Maker of heaven and earth. Psalm number 125, a song for going up to worship. Those who trust the Lord are like Mount Zion, which can never be shaken. It remains firm forever. As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds His people now and forever. A wicked ruler will not be allowed to govern the land set aside for righteous people. That is why righteous people do not use their power to do wrong. Do good, O Lord, to those who are good, to those whose motives are decent. But when people become crooked, the Lord will lead them away with troublemakers. 
Let there be peace in Israel. Psalm number 126, a song for going up to worship. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, it was as if we were dreaming. Then our mouths were filled with laughter, and our tongues with joyful songs. Then the nation said, The Lord has done spectacular things for them. The Lord has done spectacular things for us. We are overjoyed. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, as you restore streams to dry riverbeds in the Negev. Those who cry while they plant will joyfully sing while they harvest. The person who goes out weeping, carrying his bag of seed, will come home singing, carrying his bundles of grain. Psalm number 127, a song by Solomon for going up to worship. If the Lord does not build the house, it is useless for the builders to work on it. If the Lord does not protect the city, it is useless for the guard to stay alert. It is useless to work hard for the food you eat. By getting up early and going to bed late, the Lord gives food to those He loves while they sleep. Children are an inheritance from the Lord. They are a reward from Him. The children born to a man when he is young are like arrows in the hand of a warrior. Blessed is the man who has filled his quiver with them. He will not be put to shame when he speaks with his enemies in the city gate. Psalm number 128, a song for going up to worship. Blessed are all who fear the Lord and live His way. You will certainly eat what your own hands have provided. Blessings to you. May things go well for you. Your wife will be like a fruitful vine inside your home. Your children will be like young olive trees around your table. This is how the Lord will bless the person who fears Him. May the Lord bless you from Zion so that you may see Jerusalem prospering all the days of your life. May you live to see your children's children. Let there be peace in Israel. Psalm number 129, a song for going up to worship. From the time I was young, people have attacked me. Israel should repeat this. From the time I was young, people have attacked me, but they have never overpowered me. They have plowed my back like farmers plow fields. They made long slashes like furrows. The Lord is righteous. He has cut me loose from the ropes that wicked people tied around me. Put to shame all those who hate Zion. Force them to retreat. Make them be like grass on a roof, like grass that dries up before it produces a stalk. It will never fill the barns of those who harvest or the arms of those who gather bundles. Those who pass by will never say to them, May you be blessed by the Lord, or we bless you in the name of the Lord. Psalm number 130, a song for going up to worship. O Lord, out of the depths I call to you. O Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be open to my pleas for mercy. O Lord, who would be able to stand if you kept a record of sins? But with you there is forgiveness, so that you can be feared. I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and with hope I wait for His word. My soul waits for the Lord, more than those who watch for the morning, more than those who watch for the morning. O Israel, put your hope in the Lord, because with the Lord there is mercy, and with Him there is unlimited forgiveness. He will rescue Israel from all its sins. Psalm number 131, a song by David for going up to worship. O Lord, my heart is not conceited, my eyes do not look down on others, I am not involved in things too big or too difficult for me. Instead, I have kept my soul calm and quiet. 
My soul is content as a weaned child is content in its mother's arms. Israel, put your hope in the Lord now and forever. Psalm number 132, a song for going up to worship. O Lord, remember David and all the hardships he endured. Remember how he swore an oath to the Lord and made this vow to the mighty one of Jacob. I will not step inside my house, get into my bed, shut my eyes, or close my eyelids until I find a place for the Lord, a dwelling place for the mighty one of Jacob. Now we have heard about the ark of the promise being in Ephrathah. We have found it in Jair. Let's go to his dwelling place. Let's worship at his footstool. O Lord, arise and come to your resting place with the ark of your power. Clothe your priests with righteousness. Let your godly ones sing with joy. For the sake of your servant David, do not reject your anointed one. The Lord swore an oath to David. This is a truth he will not take back. I will set one of your own descendants on your throne. If your sons are faithful to my promise and my written instruction that I will teach them, then their descendants will also sit on your throne forever. The Lord has chosen Zion. He wants it for his home. This will be my resting place forever. Here I will sit enthroned because I want Zion. I will certainly bless all that Zion needs. I will satisfy its needy people with food. I will clothe its priests with salvation. Then its godly ones will sing joyfully. There I will make a horn sprout up for David. I will prepare a lamp for my anointed one. I will clothe his enemies with shame, but the crown on my anointed one will shine. Psalm number 133, a song by David for going up to worship. See how good and pleasant it is when brothers and sisters live together in harmony. It is like fine scented oil on the head, running down the beard, down Aaron's beard, running over the collar of his robes. It is like dew on Mount Hermon, dew which comes down on Zion's mountains. That is where the Lord promised the blessing of eternal life. Psalm number 134, a song for going up to worship. Praise the Lord, all you servants of the Lord, all who stand in the house of the Lord night after night. Lift your hands toward the holy place and praise the Lord. May the Lord, the Maker of heaven and earth, bless you from Zion. Psalm number 135. Hallelujah! Praise the name of the Lord. Praise Him, you servants of the Lord, who are standing in the house of the Lord, in the courtyards of the house of our God. Praise the Lord, because He is good. Make music to praise His name, because His name is beautiful. The Lord chose Jacob to be His own, and chose Israel to be His own special treasure. I know that the Lord is great, that our Lord is greater than all the false gods. The Lord does whatever He wants in heaven or on earth, on the seas or in all the depths of the oceans. He is the one who makes the clouds rise from the ends of the earth, who makes lightning for the thunderstorms, and who brings wind out of His storerooms. He is the one who killed every firstborn male in Egypt. He killed humans and animals alike. He sent miraculous signs and amazing things into the heart of Egypt against Pharaoh and all his officials. He is the one who defeated many nations and killed mighty kings, King Sihon of the Amorites, King Og of Bashan, and all the kingdoms in Canaan. He gave their land as an inheritance, an inheritance to his people Israel. O Lord, your name endures forever. 
O Lord, you will be remembered throughout every generation. The Lord will provide justice for his people and have compassion on his servants. The idols of the nations are made of silver and gold. They were made by human hands. They have mouths, but they cannot speak. They have eyes, but they cannot see. They have ears, but they cannot hear. They cannot breathe. Those who make idols end up like them. So does everyone who trusts them. Descendants of Israel, praise the Lord. Descendants of Aaron, praise the Lord. Descendants of Levi, praise the Lord. You people who fear the Lord, praise the Lord. Thank the Lord in Zion. Thank the one who lives in Jerusalem. Hallelujah. Psalm number 136. Give thanks to the Lord because he is good, because his mercy endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods because his mercy endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords because his mercy endures forever. Give thanks to the only one who does miraculous things because his mercy endures forever. To the one who made the heavens by his understanding because his mercy endures forever. To the one who spread out the earth on the water, because his mercy endures forever. To the one who made the great lights, because his mercy endures forever. The sun to rule the day, because his mercy endures forever. The moon and stars to rule the night, because his mercy endures forever. Give thanks to the one who killed the firstborn males in Egypt, because his mercy endures forever. He brought Israel out from among them, because his mercy endures forever, with a mighty hand and a powerful arm, because his mercy endures forever. Give thanks to one who divided the Red Sea, because his mercy endures forever. He led Israel through the middle of it, because his mercy endures forever. He swept Pharaoh and his army into the Red Sea, because his mercy endures forever. Give thanks to the one who led his people through the desert, because his mercy endures forever. Give thanks to the one who defeated powerful kings, because his mercy endures forever. He killed mighty kings, because his mercy endures forever. King Sihon of the Amorites, because his mercy endures forever. And King Og of Bashan, because his mercy endures forever. He gave their land as an inheritance, because his mercy endures forever, as an inheritance for his servant Israel, because his mercy endures forever. He remembered us when we were humiliated, because his mercy endures forever. He snatched us from the grasp of our enemies, because his mercy endures forever. He gives food to every living creature, because his mercy endures forever. Give thanks to the God of heaven, because his mercy endures forever. Psalm number 137. By the rivers of Babylon we sat down and cried as we remembered Zion. We hung our lyres on willow trees. It was there that those who had captured us demanded that we sing. Those who guarded us wanted us to entertain them. They said, Sing a song from Zion for us. How could we sing the Lord's song in a foreign land? If I forget you, Jerusalem, let my right hand forget how to play the lyre. Let my tongue stick to the roof of my mouth. If I don't remember you, if I don't consider Jerusalem my highest joy. O Lord, remember the people of Edom. Remember what they did the day Jerusalem was captured. They said, Tear it down, tear it down to its foundation. 
You destructive people of Babylon, blessed is the one who pays you back with the same treatment you gave us. Blessed is the one who grabs your little children and smashes them against a rock. Psalm number 138 by David. I will give thanks to you with all my heart. I will make music to praise you in front of the false gods. I will bow toward your holy temple. I will give thanks to your name because of your mercy and truth. You have made your name and your promise greater than everything. When I called, you answered me. You made me bold by strengthening my soul. All the kings of the earth will give thanks to you, O Lord, because they have heard the promise you spoke. They will sing this about the ways of the Lord. The Lord's honor is great. Even though the Lord is high above, he sees humble people close up, and he recognizes arrogant people from a distance. Even though I walk into the middle of trouble, you guard my life against the anger of my enemies. You stretch out your hand, and your right hand saves me. The Lord will do everything for me. O Lord, your mercy endures forever. Do not let go of what your hands have made. Psalm number 139 for the choir director, a psalm by David. O Lord, you have examined me, and you know me. You alone know when I sit down and when I get up. You read my thoughts from far away. You watch me when I travel and when I rest. You are familiar with all my ways. Even before there is a single word on my tongue, you know all about it, Lord. You are all around me, in front of me, and in back of me. You lay your hand on me. Such knowledge is beyond my grasp. It is so high I cannot reach it. Where can I go to get away from your spirit? Where can I run to get away from you? If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, you are there. If I climb upward on the rays of the morning sun, or land on the most distant shore of the sea where the sun sets, even there your hand would guide me, and your right hand would hold on to me. If I say, Let the darkness hide me, and let the light around me turn into night, even the darkness is not too dark for you. Night is as bright as day. Darkness and light are the same to you. You alone created my inner being. You knitted me together inside my mother. I will give thanks to you because I have been so amazingly and miraculously made. Your works are miraculous, and my soul is fully aware of this. My bones were not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, when I was being skillfully woven in an underground workshop. Your eyes saw me when I was only a fetus. Every day of my life was recorded in your book before one of them had taken place. How precious are your thoughts concerning me, O God! How vast in number they are! If I try to count them, there would be more of them than there are grains of sand. When I wake up, I am still with you. I wish that you would kill wicked people, O God, and that bloodthirsty people would leave me alone. They say wicked things about you. Your enemies misuse your name. Shouldn't I hate those who hate you, O Lord? Shouldn't I be disgusted with those who attack you? I hate them with all my heart. They have become my enemies. Examine me, O God, and know my mind. Test me, and know my thoughts. See whether I am on an evil path. Then lead me on the everlasting path. Psalm number 140. For the choir leader, a psalm by David. Rescue me from evil people, O Lord. Keep me safe from violent people. They plan evil things in their hearts. They start fights every day. They make their tongues as sharp as a snake's fang. Their lips hide the venom of poisonous snakes. 
Selah. Protect me from the hands of wicked people, O Lord. Keep me safe from violent people. They try to trip me. Arrogant people have laid a trap for me. They have spread out a net with ropes. They have set traps for me along the road. Silah. I said to the Lord, You are my God. O Lord, open your ears to hear my plea for pity. O Lord Almighty, the strong one who saves me, you have covered my head in the day of battle. O Lord, do not give wicked people what they want. Do not let their evil plans succeed, or they will become arrogant. Selah. Let the heads of those who surround me be covered with their own threats. Let burning coals fall on them. Let them be thrown into a pit, never to rise again. Do not let slanderers prosper on earth. Let evil hunt down violent people with one blow after another. I know that the Lord will defend the rights of those who are oppressed and the cause of those who are needy. Indeed, righteous people will give thanks to your name. Decent people will live in your presence. Psalm number 141, a psalm by David. O Lord, I cry out to you, come quickly. Open your ears to me when I cry out to you. Let my prayer be accepted as sweet-smelling incense in your presence. Let the lifting up of my hands in prayer be accepted as an evening sacrifice. O Lord, set a guard at my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Do not let me be persuaded to do anything evil or to become involved with wickedness, with people who are troublemakers. Do not let me taste their delicacies. A righteous person may strike me or correct me out of kindness. It is like lotion for my head. My head will not refuse it, because my prayer is directed against evil deeds. When their judges are thrown off a cliff, they will listen to what I have to say. It will sound pleasant to them. As someone plows and breaks up the ground, so our bones will be planted at the mouth of the grave. My eyes look to you, Lord Almighty. I have taken refuge in you. Do not leave me defenseless. Keep me away from the trap they set for me, and from the trap set by troublemakers. Let wicked people fall into their own nets, while I escape unharmed. Psalm 142, a masculine by David, when he was in the cave, a prayer. Loudly I cry to the Lord. Loudly I plea with the Lord for mercy. I pour out my complaints in His presence and tell Him my troubles. When I begin to lose hope, you already know what I am experiencing. My enemies have hidden a trap for me on the path where I walk. Look to my right and see that no one notices me. Escape is impossible for me. No one cares about me. I call out to you, O Lord. I say, You are my refuge, my own inheritance in this world of the living. Pay attention to my cry for help, because I am very weak. Rescue me from those who pursue me, because they are too strong for me. Release my soul from prison, so that I may give thanks to your name. Righteous people will surround me, because you are good to me. Psalm number 143, a psalm by David. O Lord, listen to my prayer. Open your ears to hear my urgent requests. Answer me, because you are faithful and righteous. Do not take me to court for judgment, because there is no one alive who is righteous in your presence. The enemy has pursued me. He has ground my life into the dirt. He has made me live in dark places, like those who have died long ago. That is why I begin to lose hope, and my heart is in a state of shock. I remember the days long ago. I reflect on all that you have done. I carefully consider what your hands have made. I stretch out my hands to you in prayer. Like parched land, my soul thirsts for you. Selah. Answer me quickly, O Lord. My spirit is worn out. 
Do not hide your face from me, or I will be like those who go into the pit. Let me hear about your mercy in the morning, because I trust you. Let me know the way that I should go, because I long for you. Rescue me from my enemies, O Lord. I come to you for protection. Teach me to do your will, because you are my God. May your good spirit lead me on level ground. O Lord, keep me alive for the sake of your name, because you are righteous. Lead me out of trouble. In keeping with your mercy, wipe out my enemies and destroy all who torment me, because I am your servant. Psalm number 144 by David. Thank the Lord, my rock, who trained my hands to fight and my fingers to do battle, my merciful one, my fortress, my stronghold, and my Savior, my shield, the one in whom I take refuge, and the one who brings people under my authority. O Lord, what are humans that you should care about them? What are mere mortals that you should think about them? Humans are like a breath of air. Their lifespan is like a fleeting shadow. O Lord, bend your heaven low and come down. Touch the mountains and they will smoke. Hurl bolts of lightning and scatter them. Shoot your arrows and throw them into confusion. Stretch out your hands from above. Snatch me and rescue me from raging waters and from foreigners' hands. Their mouths speak lies, their right hands take false pledges. O God, I will sing a new song to you. I will sing a psalm to you on a ten-stringed harp. You are the one who gives victory to kings. You are the one who snatches your servant David away from a deadly sword. Snatch me and rescue me from foreigners' hands. Their mouths speak lies, their right hands take false pledges. May our sons be like full-grown young plants. May our daughters be like stately columns that adorn the corners of a palace. May our barns be filled with all kinds of crops. May our sheep give birth to thousands of lambs, tens of thousands in our fields. May our cattle have many calves. May no one break in, and may no one be dragged out. May there be no cries of distress in our streets. Blessed are the people who have these blessings. Blessed are the people whose God is the Lord. Psalm number 145. A song of praise by David. I will highly praise you, my God the King. I will bless your name forever and ever. I will bless you every day. I will praise your name forever and ever. The Lord is great, and he should be highly praised. His greatness is unsearchable. One generation will praise your deeds to the next. Each generation will talk about your mighty acts. I will think about the glorious honor of your majesty and the miraculous things you have done. People will talk about the power of your terrifying deeds, and I will tell about your greatness. They will announce what they remember of your great goodness, and they will joyfully sing about your righteousness. The Lord is merciful, compassionate, patient, and always ready to forgive. The Lord is good to everyone, and has compassion for everything that He has made. Everything that you have made will give thanks to you, O Lord, and your faithful ones will praise you. Everyone will talk about the glory of your kingdom, and will tell the descendants of Adam about your might, in order to make known your mighty deeds and the glorious honor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. Your empire endures throughout every generation. The Lord supports everyone who falls. He straightens the backs of those who are bent over. The eyes of all creatures look to you, and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hand, and you satisfy the desire of every living thing. 
The Lord is fair in all his ways, and faithful in everything he does. The Lord is near to everyone who prays to him, to every faithful person who prays to him. He fills the needs of those who fear him. He hears their cries for help and saves them. The Lord protects everyone who loves him, but he will destroy all wicked people. My mouth will speak the praise of the Lord, and all living creatures will praise his holy name forever and ever. Psalm number 146. Hallelujah! Praise the Lord, my soul! I want to praise the Lord throughout my life. I want to make music to praise my God as long as I live. Do not trust influential people, mortals who cannot help you. When they breathe their last breath, they return to the ground. On that day, their plans come to an end. Blessed are those who receive help from the God of Jacob. Their hope rests on the Lord their God, who made heaven, earth, the sea, and everything in them. The Lord remains faithful forever. He brings about justice for those who are oppressed. He gives food to those who are hungry. The Lord sets prisoners free. The Lord gives sight to blind people. The Lord straightens the backs of those who are bent over. The Lord loves righteous people. The Lord protects foreigners. The Lord gives relief to orphans and widows. But He keeps wicked people from reaching their goal. The Lord rules as King forever. Zion, your God rules throughout every generation. Hallelujah! Psalm number 147. Hallelujah! It is good to sing psalms to our God. It is pleasant to sing His praise beautifully. The Lord is the builder of Jerusalem. He is the one who gathers the outcasts of Israel together. He is the healer of the brokenhearted. He is the one who bandages their wounds. He determines the number of stars. He gives each one a name. Our Lord is great, and His power is great. There is no limit to His understanding. The Lord gives relief to those who are oppressed. He brings wicked people down to the ground. Sing to the Lord a song of thanksgiving. Make music to our God with a lyre. He covers the sky with clouds. He provides rain for the ground. He makes grass grow on the mountains. He is the one who gives food to animals and to young ravens when they call out. He finds no joy in strong horses, nor is he pleased by brave soldiers. The Lord is pleased with those who fear him, with those who wait with hope for his mercy. Praise the Lord, Jerusalem. Praise your God, Zion. He makes the bars across your gates strong. He blesses the children within you. He is the one who brings peace to your borders and satisfies your hunger with the finest wheat. He is the one who sends his promise throughout the earth. His word travels with great speed. He is the one who sends snow like wool and scatters frost like ashes. He is the one who throws his hailstones like breadcrumbs. Who can withstand his chilling blast? He sends out his word and melts his hailstones. He makes wind blow and water flow. He speaks his word to Jacob, his laws and judicial decisions to Israel. He has done nothing like this for any other nation. The other nations do not know the decisions he has handed down. Hallelujah! Psalm number 148. Hallelujah! Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights above. Praise him, all his angels. Praise Him, His entire heavenly army. Praise Him, sun and moon. Praise Him, all shining stars. Praise Him, you highest heaven and the water above the sky. Let them praise the name of the Lord, because they were created by His command. 
He set them in their places forever and ever. He made it a law that no one can break. Praise the Lord from the earth. Praise Him, large sea creatures in all the ocean depths, lightning and hail, snow and fog, strong winds that obey His commands, mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedar trees, wild animals and all domestic animals, crawling animals and birds, kings of the earth and all its people, officials and all judges on the earth, young men and women, old and young together. Let them praise the name of the Lord, because His name is high above all others. His glory is above heaven and earth. He has given His people a strong leader, someone praiseworthy for His faithful ones, for the people of Israel, the people who are close to Him. Hallelujah. Psalm number 149. Hallelujah. Sing a new song to the Lord. Sing His praise in the assembly of godly people. Let Israel find joy in their Creator. Let the people of Zion rejoice over their King. Let them praise His name with dancing. Let them make music to Him with tambourines and lyres, because the Lord takes pleasure in His people. He crowns those who are oppressed with victory. Let godly people triumph in glory. Let them sing for joy in their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their throats and two-edged swords in their hands to take vengeance on the nations, to punish the people of the world, to put their kings in chains and their leaders in iron shackles, to carry out the judgment that is written against them. This is an honor that belongs to all His godly ones. Hallelujah! Psalm number 150. Hallelujah! Praise God in His holy place. Praise Him in His mighty heavens. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him for His immense greatness. Praise Him with sounds from horns. Praise Him with harps and lyres. Praise Him with tambourines and dancing. Praise Him with stringed instruments and flutes. Praise Him with loud cymbals. Praise Him with crashing cymbals. Let everything that breathes praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Proverbs chapter 1. The Proverbs of Solomon, David's son, who was king of Israel, given to grasp wisdom and discipline, to understand deep thoughts, to acquire the discipline of wise behavior, righteousness and justice and fairness, to give insight to gullible people, to give knowledge and foresight to the young. A wise person will listen and continue to learn, and an understanding person will gain direction. To understand a proverb and a clever saying, the words of wise people and their riddles. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Stubborn fools despise wisdom and discipline. My son, listen to your father's discipline, and do not neglect your mother's teachings, because discipline and teachings are a graceful garland on your head and a golden chain around your neck. My son, if sinners lure you, do not go along. If they say, Come with us, let's set an ambush to kill someone. Let's hide to ambush innocent people for fun. We'll swallow them alive like the grave, like those in good health who go into the pit. We'll find all kinds of valuable possessions. We'll fill our homes with stolen goods. Join us. We'll split the loot equally. My son, do not follow them in their way. Do not even set foot on their path, because they rush to do evil and hurry to shed blood. It does no good to spread a net within the sight of any bird. But these people set an ambush for their own murder. They go into hiding only to lose their lives. This is what happens to everyone who is greedy for unjust gain. Greed takes away his life. 
Wisdom sings her song in the streets. In the public squares, she raises her voice. At the corners of noisy streets, she calls out. At the entrances to the city, she speaks her words. How long will you gullible people love being so gullible? How long will you mockers find joy in your mocking? How long will you fools hate knowledge? Turn to me when I warn you. I will generously pour out my spirit for you. I will make my words known to you. I called, and you refused to listen. I stretched out my hands to you, and no one paid attention. You ignored all my advice. You did not want me to warn you. I will laugh at your calamity. I will make fun of you when panic strikes you, when panic strikes you like a violent storm, when calamity strikes you like a windstorm, when trouble and anguish come to you. They will call to me at that time, but I will not answer. They will look for me, but they will not find me, because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. They refused my advice. They despised my every warning. They will eat the fruit of their lifestyle. They will be stuffed with their own schemes. Gullible people kill themselves because of their turning away. Fools destroy themselves because of their indifference. But whoever listens to me will live without worry and will be free from the dread of disaster. Proverbs chapter 2 My son, if you take my words to heart and treasure my commands within you, if you pay close attention to wisdom and let your mind reach for understanding, if indeed you call out for insight, if you ask aloud for understanding, if you search for wisdom as if it were money and hunt for it as if it were hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord, and you will find the knowledge of God. The Lord gives wisdom. From His mouth come knowledge and understanding. He has reserved priceless wisdom for decent people. He is a shield for those who walk in integrity, in order to guard those on paths of justice, and to watch over the way of His godly ones. Then you will understand what is right and just and fair, every good course in life. Wisdom will come into your heart, knowledge will be pleasant to your soul, foresight will protect you, understanding will guard you. Wisdom will save you from the way of evil, from the person who speaks devious things, from those who abandon the paths of righteousness to walk the ways of darkness, from those who enjoy doing evil, from those who find joy in the deviousness of evil. Their paths are crooked, their ways are devious. Wisdom will also save you from an adulterous woman, from a loose woman with her smooth talk, who leaves her husband, the closest friend of her youth, and forgets her marriage vows to her God. Her house sinks down to death. Her ways lead to the souls of the dead. None who have sex with her come back, nor do they ever reach the paths of life. So walk in the way of good people, and stay on the paths of righteous people. Decent people will live in the land. People of integrity will remain in it, but wicked people will be cut off from the land, and treacherous people will be torn from it. Proverbs chapter 3 My son, do not forget my teachings, and keep my commands in mind, because they will bring you long life, good years, and peace. Do not let mercy and truth leave you. Fasten them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will find favor and much success in the sight of God and humanity. Trust the Lord with all your heart, and do not rely on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will make your paths smooth. Do not consider yourself wise. 
Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Then your body will be healed and your bones will have nourishment. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first and best part of all your income. Then your barns will be full and your vats will overflow with fresh wine. Do not reject the discipline of the Lord, my son, and do not resent his warning, because the Lord warns the one he loves, even as a father warns a son with whom he is pleased. Blessed is the one who finds wisdom and the one who obtains understanding. The profit gained from wisdom is greater than the profit gained from silver. Its yield is better than fine gold. Wisdom is more precious than jewels, and all your desires cannot equal it. Long life is in wisdom's right hand. In wisdom's left hand are riches and honor. Wisdom's ways are pleasant ways, and all its paths lead to peace. Wisdom is a tree of life for those who take firm hold of it. Those who cling to it are blessed. By wisdom the Lord laid the foundation of the earth. By understanding he established the heavens. By his knowledge the deep waters were divided and the skies dropped dew. My son, do not lose sight of these things. Use priceless wisdom and foresight. Then they will mean life for you, and they will grace your neck. Then you will go safely on your way, and you will not hurt your foot. When you lie down, you will not be afraid. As you lie there, your sleep will be sweet. Do not be afraid of sudden terror or of the destruction of wicked people when it comes. The Lord will be your confidence. He will keep your foot from getting caught. Do not hold back anything good from those who are entitled to it when you have the power to do so. When you have the good thing with you, do not tell your neighbor, Go away. Come back tomorrow. I'll give you something then. Do not plan to do something wrong to your neighbor while he is sitting there with you and suspecting nothing. Do not quarrel with a person for no reason if he has not harmed you. Do not envy a violent person. Do not choose any of his ways. The devious person is disgusting to the Lord. The Lord's intimate advice is with decent people. The Lord curses the house of wicked people, but he blesses the home of righteous people. When he mocks the mockers, he is gracious to humble people. Wise people will inherit honor, but fools will bear disgrace. Proverbs chapter 4 Sons, listen to your father's discipline, and pay attention in order to gain understanding. After all, I have taught you well. Do not abandon my teachings. When I was a boy learning from my father, when I was a tender and only child of my mother, they used to teach me and say to me, Cling to my words wholeheartedly. Obey my commands so that you may live. Acquire wisdom. Acquire understanding. Do not forget. Do not turn away from the words that I have spoken. Do not abandon wisdom, and it will watch over you. Love wisdom, and it will protect you. The beginning of wisdom is to acquire wisdom. Acquire understanding with all that you have. Cherish wisdom. It will raise you up. It will bring you honor when you embrace it. It will give you a graceful garland for your head. It will hand you a beautiful crown. My son, listen and accept my words, and they will multiply the years of your life. I have taught you the way of wisdom. I have guided you along decent paths. When you walk, your stride will not be hampered. Even if you run, you will not stumble. Cling to discipline. Do not relax your grip on it. Keep it because it is your life. Do not stray onto the path of wicked people. Do not walk in the way of evil people. Avoid it. Do not walk near it. Turn away from it and keep on walking. 
Wicked people cannot sleep unless they do wrong, and they are robbed of their sleep unless they make someone stumble. They eat food obtained through wrongdoing and drink wine obtained through violence. But the path of righteous people is like the light of dawn that becomes brighter and brighter until it reaches midday. The way of wicked people is like deep darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. My son, pay attention to my words. Open your ears to what I say. Do not lose sight of these things. Keep them deep within your heart, because they are life to those who find them, and they heal the whole body. Guard your heart more than anything else, because the source of your life flows from it. Remove dishonesty from your mouth. Put deceptive speech far away from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead and your sight be focused in front of you. Carefully walk a straight path, and all your ways will be secure. Do not lean to the right or to the left. Walk away from evil. Proverbs chapter 5 My son, pay attention to my wisdom. Open your ears to my understanding so that you may act with foresight and speak with insight. The lips of an adulterous woman drip with honey. Her kiss is smoother than oil, but in the end she is as bitter as wormwood, as sharp as a two-edged sword. Her feet descend to death. Her steps lead straight to hell. She doesn't even think about the path of life. Her steps wander, and she doesn't realize it. But now, sons, listen to me, and do not turn away from what I say to you. Stay far away from her. Do not even go near her door. Either you will surrender your reputation to others and the rest of your years to some cruel person, or strangers will benefit from your strength, and you will have to work hard in a pagan's house. Then you will groan when your end comes, when your body and flesh are consumed. You will say, Oh, how I hated discipline! How my heart despised correction! I didn't listen to what my teachers said to me, nor did I keep my ear open to my instructors. I almost reached total ruin in the assembly and in the congregation. Drink water out of your own cistern and running water from your own well. Why should water flow out of your spring? Why should your streams flow into the streets? They should be yours alone, so do not share them with strangers. Let your own fountain be blessed, and enjoy the girl you married when you were young, a loving doe and a graceful deer. Always let her breast satisfy you. Always be intoxicated with her love. Why should you, my son, be intoxicated with an adulterous woman and fondle a loose woman's breast? Each person's ways are clearly seen by the Lord, and he surveys all his actions. A wicked person will be trapped by his own wrongs, and he will be caught in the ropes of his own sin. He will die for his lack of discipline, and stumble around because of his great stupidity. Proverbs chapter 6 My son, if you guarantee a loan for your neighbor, or pledge yourself for a stranger with a handshake, you are trapped by the words of your own mouth, caught by your own promise. Do the following things, my son, so that you may free yourself, because you have fallen into your neighbor's hands. Humble yourself and pester your neighbor. Don't let your eyes rest or your eyelids close. Free yourself like a gazelle from the hand of a hunter and like a bird from the hand of a hunter. Consider the ant, you lazy bum. Watch its ways and become wise. Although it has no overseer, officer, or ruler, in summertime it stores its food supply. At harvest time it gathers its food. How long will you lie there, you lazy bum? When will you get up from your sleep? 
Just a little sleep, just a little slumber, just a little nap. Then your poverty will come to you like a drifter, and your need will come to you like a bandit. A good-for-nothing scoundrel is a person who has a dishonest mouth. He winks his eye, makes a signal with his foot, and points with his fingers. He devises evil all the time with a twisted mind. He spreads conflict. That is why disaster will come on him suddenly. In a moment he will be crushed beyond recovery. There are six things that the Lord hates, even seven that are disgusting to him, arrogant eyes, a lying tongue, hands that kill innocent people, a mind devising wicked plans, feet that are quick to do wrong, a dishonest witness spitting out lies, and a person who spreads conflict among relatives. My son, obey the command of your father, and do not disregard the teachings of your mother. Fasten them on your heart forever. Hang them around your neck. When you walk around, they will lead you. When you lie down, they will watch over you. When you wake up, they will talk to you because the command is a lamp, the teachings are a light, and the warnings from discipline are the path of life to keep you from an evil woman and from the smooth talk of a loose woman. Do not desire her beauty in your heart. Do not let her catch you with her eyes. A prostitute's price is only a loaf of bread, but a married woman hunts for your life itself. Can a man carry fire in his lap without burning his clothes? Can anyone walk on red-hot coals without burning his feet? So it is with a man who has sex with his neighbor's wife. None who touch her will escape punishment. People do not despise a thief who is hungry when he steals to satisfy his appetite. But when he is caught, he has to repay it seven times. He must give up all the possessions in his house. Whoever commits adultery with a woman has no sense. Whoever does this destroys himself. An adulterous man will find disease and dishonor, and his disgrace will not be blotted out, because jealousy arouses a husband's fury. The husband will show no mercy when he takes revenge. No amount of money will change his mind. The largest bribe will not satisfy him. Proverbs chapter 7 My son, pay attention to my words. Treasure my commands that are within you. Obey my commands so that you may live. Follow my teachings just as you protect the pupil of your eye. Tie them on your fingers. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Say to wisdom, You are my sister. Give the name, my relative, to understanding, in order to guard yourself from an adulterous woman, from a loose woman with her smooth talk. From a window in my house I looked through my screen. I was looking at gullible people when I saw a young man without much sense among youths. He was crossing a street near her corner and walking toward her house in the twilight, in the evening, in the dark hours of the night. A woman with an ulterior motive meets him. She is dressed as a prostitute. She is loud and rebellious. Her feet will not stay at home. One moment she is out on the street, the next she is at the curb, on the prowl at every corner. She grabs him and kisses him and brazenly says to him, I have some sacrificial meat. Today I kept my vows, that's why I came to meet you. Eagerly I looked for you and I found you. I've made my bed with colored sheets of Egyptian linen. I've sprinkled my bed with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. Come, let's drink our fill of love until morning. Let's enjoy making love, because my husband's not home. He has gone on a long trip. He took lots of money with him. He won't be home for a couple of weeks.
With all her seductive charms, she persuades him. With her smooth lips, she makes him give in. He immediately follows her like a steer on its way to be slaughtered, like a ram hobbling into captivity until an arrow pierces his heart, like a bird darting into a trap. He does not realize that it will cost him his life. Now, sons, listen to me. Pay attention to the words from my mouth. Do not let your heart be turned to her ways. Do not wander onto her paths, because she has brought down many victims, and she has killed all too many. Her home is the way to hell, and leads to the darkest vaults of death. Proverbs chapter 8. Does not wisdom call out? Does not understanding raise its voice? Wisdom takes its stand on high ground, by the wayside where the roads meet, near the gates to the city. At the entrance, wisdom sings its song. I am calling to all of you, and my appeal is to all people. You gullible people, learn how to be sensible. You fools, get a heart that has understanding. Listen, I am speaking about noble things, and my lips will say what is right. My mouth expresses the truth and wickedness is disgusting to my lips. Everything I say is fair, and there is nothing twisted or crooked in it. All of it is clear to a person who has understanding, and right to those who have acquired knowledge. Take my discipline, not silver, and my knowledge rather than fine gold, because wisdom is better than jewels. Nothing you desire can equal it. I, wisdom, live with insight, and I acquire knowledge and foresight. To fear the Lord is to hate evil. I hate pride, arrogance, evil behavior, and twisted speech. Advice and priceless wisdom are mine. I, understanding, have strength. Through me kings reign, and rulers decree fair laws. Through me princes rule, so do nobles and all fair judges. I love those who love me. Those eagerly looking for me will find me. I have riches and honor, lasting wealth and righteousness. What I produce is better than gold, pure gold. What I yield is better than fine silver. I walk in the way of righteousness on the paths of justice, to give an inheritance to those who love me and to fill their treasuries. The Lord already possessed me long ago, when His way began, before any of His works. I was appointed from everlasting, from the first, before the earth began. I was born before there were oceans, before there were springs filled with water. I was born before the mountains were settled in their places, and before the hills, when he had not yet made land or fields, or the first dust of the world. When he set up the heavens, I was there. When he traced the horizon on the surface of the ocean, when he established the skies above, when he determined the currents in the ocean, when he set a limit for the sea so the waters would not overstep his command, when he traced the foundations of the earth, I was beside him as a master craftsman. I made him happy day after day. I rejoiced in front of him all the time, found joy in his inhabited world, and delighted in the human race. Now, sons, listen to me. Blessed are those who follow my ways. Listen to discipline and become wise. Do not leave my ways. Blessed is the person who listens to me, watches at my door day after day, and waits by my doorposts. Whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. Whoever sins against me harms himself. 
All those who hate me love death. Proverbs chapter 9. Wisdom has built her house. She has carved out her seven pillars. She has prepared her meat. She has mixed her wine. She has set her table. She has sent out her servant girls. She calls from the highest places in the city. Whoever is gullible, turn in here. She says to a person without sense, Come, eat my bread, and drink the wine I have mixed. Stop being gullible and live. Start traveling the road to understanding. Whoever corrects a mocker receives abuse. Whoever warns a wicked person gets hurt. Do not warn a mocker, or he will hate you. Warn a wise person, and he will love you. Give advice to a wise person, and he will become even wiser. Teach a righteous person, and he will learn more. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. You will live longer because of me, and years will be added to your life. If you are wise, your wisdom will help you. If you mock, you alone will be held responsible. The woman's stupidity is loud, gullible, and ignorant. She sits at the doorway of her house. She is enthroned on the high ground of the city and calls to those who pass by, those minding their own business, Whoever is gullible, turn in here. She says to a person without sense, Stolen waters are sweet, and food eaten in secret is tasty. But he does not know that the souls of the dead are there, that her guests are in the depths of hell. Proverbs chapter 10 The Proverbs of Solomon A wise son makes his father happy, but a foolish son brings grief to his mother. Treasures gained dishonestly profit no one, but righteousness rescues from death. The Lord will not allow a righteous person to starve, but he intentionally ignores the desires of a wicked person. Lazy hands bring poverty, but hard-working hands bring riches. Whoever gathers in the summer is a wise son. Whoever sleeps at harvest time brings shame. Blessings cover the head of a righteous person, but violence covers the mouths of wicked people. The name of a righteous person remains blessed, but the names of wicked people will rot away. The one who is truly wise accepts commands, but the one who talks foolishly will be thrown down head first. Whoever lives honestly will live securely, but whoever lives dishonestly will be found out. Whoever winks with his eye causes heartache. The one who talks foolishly will be thrown down head first. The mouth of a righteous person is a fountain of life, but the mouths of wicked people conceal violence. Hate starts quarrels, but love covers every wrong. Wisdom is found on the lips of a person who has understanding, but a rod is for the back of one without sense. Those who are wise store up knowledge, but the mouth of a stubborn fool invites ruin. The rich person's wealth is his strong city. Poverty ruins the poor. A righteous person's reward is life. A wicked person's harvest is sin. Whoever practices discipline is on the way to life. But whoever ignores a warning strays. Whoever conceals hatred has lying lips. Whoever spreads slander is a fool. Sin is unavoidable when there is much talk. But whoever seals his lips is wise. The tongue of a righteous person is pure silver. The hearts of wicked people are worthless. The lips of a righteous person feed many. But stubborn fools die because they have no sense. It is the Lord's blessing that makes a person rich and hard work adds nothing to it. Like the laughter of a fool when he carries out an evil plan, so is wisdom to a person who has understanding. 
That which wicked people dread happens to them, but the Lord grants the desire of righteous people. When the storm is past, the wicked person has vanished, but the righteous person has an everlasting foundation. Like vinegar to the teeth, like smoke to the eyes, so is the lazy person to those who send him on a mission. The fear of the Lord lengthens the number of days, but the years of wicked people are shortened. The hope of righteous people leads to joy, but the eager waiting of wicked people comes to nothing. The way of the Lord is a fortress for an innocent person, but a ruin to those who are troublemakers. A righteous person will never be moved, but wicked people will not continue to live in the land. The mouth of a righteous person increases wisdom, but a devious tongue will be cut off. The lips of a righteous person announce goodwill, but the mouths of wicked people are devious. Proverbs chapter 11 Dishonest scales are disgusting to the Lord, but accurate weights are pleasing to Him. Arrogance comes, then comes shame, but wisdom remains with humble people. Integrity guides decent people, but hypocrisy leads treacherous people to ruin. Riches are of no help on the day of fury, but righteousness saves from death. The righteousness of innocent people makes their road smooth, but wicked people fall by their own wickedness. Decent people are saved by their righteousness, but treacherous people are trapped by their own greed. At the death of a wicked person, hope vanishes. Moreover, his confidence in strength vanishes. A righteous person is rescued from trouble, and a wicked person takes his place. With his talk, a godless person can ruin his neighbor, but righteous people are rescued by knowledge. When righteous people prosper, a city is glad. When wicked people die, there are songs of joy. With the blessing of decent people, a city is raised up, but by the words of wicked people it is torn down. A person who despises a neighbor has no sense, but a person who has understanding keeps quiet. Whoever gossips gives away secrets, but whoever is trustworthy in spirit can keep a secret. A nation will fall when there is no direction, but with many advisers there is victory. Whoever guarantees a stranger's loan will get into trouble, but whoever hates the closing of a deal remains secure. A gracious woman wins respect, but ruthless men gain riches. A merciful person helps himself, but a cruel person hurts himself. A wicked person earns dishonest wages, but whoever spreads righteousness earns honest pay. As righteousness leads to life, so whoever pursues evil finds his own death. Devious people are disgusting to the Lord, but he is delighted with those whose ways are innocent. Certainly, an evil person will not go unpunished, but the descendants of righteous people will escape. Like a gold ring in a pig's snout, so is a beautiful woman who lacks good taste. The desire of righteous people ends only in good, but the hope of wicked people ends only in fury. One person spends freely and yet grows richer, while another holds back what he owes and yet grows poorer. A generous person will be made rich, and whoever satisfies others will himself be satisfied. People will curse the one who hoards grain, but a blessing will be upon the head of the one who sells it. Whoever eagerly seeks good searches for goodwill, but whoever looks for evil finds it. Whoever trusts his riches will fall, but righteous people will flourish like a green leaf. Whoever brings trouble upon his family inherits only wind, and that stubborn fool becomes a slave to the wise in heart.
The fruit of a righteous person is a tree of life, and a winner of souls is wise. If the righteous person is rewarded on earth, how much more the wicked person and the sinner. Proverbs chapter 12. Whoever loves discipline loves to learn, but whoever hates correction is a dumb animal. A good person obtains favor from the Lord, but the Lord condemns everyone who schemes. A person cannot stand firm on a foundation of wickedness, and the roots of righteous people cannot be moved. A wife with strength of character is the crown of her husband, but the wife who disgraces him is like bone cancer. The thoughts of righteous people are fair. The advice of wicked people is treacherous. The words of wicked people are a deadly ambush, but the words of decent people rescue. Overthrow wicked people, and they are no more. But the families of righteous people continue to stand. A person will be praised based on his insight, but whoever has a twisted mind will be despised. Better to be unimportant and have a slave than to act important and have nothing to eat. A righteous person cares even about the life of his animals, but the compassion of wicked people is nothing but cruelty. Whoever works his land will have plenty to eat, but the one who chases unrealistic dreams has no sense. A wicked person delights in setting a trap for other evil people, but the roots of righteous people produce fruit. An evil person is trapped by his own sinful talk. But a righteous person escapes from trouble. One person enjoys good things as a result of his speaking ability. Another is paid according to what his hands have accomplished. A stubborn fool considers his own way the right one, but a person who listens to advice is wise. When a stubborn fool is irritated, he shows it immediately, but a sensible person hides the insult. A truthful witness speaks honestly, but a lying witness speaks deceitfully. Careless words stab like a sword, but the words of wise people bring healing. The word of truth lasts forever, but lies last only a moment. Deceit is in the heart of those who plan evil, but joy belongs to those who advise peace. No lasting harm comes to a righteous person, but wicked people have lots of trouble. Lips that lie are disgusting to the Lord, but honest people are His delight. A sensible person discreetly hides knowledge, but foolish minds preach stupidity. Hard-working hands gain control, but lazy hands do slave labor. The person's anxiety will weigh him down, but an encouraging word makes him joyful. A righteous person looks out for his neighbor, but the path of wicked people leads others astray. A lazy hunter does not catch his prey, but a hard-working person becomes wealthy. Everlasting life is on the way of righteousness. Eternal death is not along its path. Proverbs chapter 13. A wise son listens to his father's discipline, but a mocker does not listen to reprimands. A person eats well as a result of his speaking ability, but the appetite of treacherous people craves violence. Whoever controls his mouth protects his own life. Whoever has a big mouth comes to ruin. A lazy person craves food, and there is none, but the appetite of hard-working people is satisfied. A righteous person hates lying, but a wicked person behaves with shame and disgrace. Righteousness protects the honest way of life, but wickedness ruins a sacrifice for sin. One person pretends to be rich, but has nothing. Another pretends to be poor, but has great wealth. A person's riches are the ransom for his life, but the poor person does not pay attention to threats. The light of righteous people beams brightly but the lamp of wicked people will be snuffed out. Arrogance produces only quarreling, but those who take advice gain wisdom. Wealth gained through injustice dwindles away, but whoever gathers little by little has plenty. 
Delayed hope makes one sick at heart, but a fulfilled longing is a tree of life. Whoever despises God's words will pay the penalty, but the one who fears God's commands will be rewarded. The teachings of a wise person are a fountain of life to turn one away from the grasp of death. Good sense brings favor, but the way of treacherous people is always the same. Any sensible person acts with knowledge, but a fool displays stupidity. An undependable messenger gets into trouble, but a dependable envoy brings healing. Poverty and shame come to a person who ignores discipline, but whoever pays attention to constructive criticism will be honored. A fulfilled desire is sweet to the soul, but turning from evil is disgusting to fools. Whoever walks with wise people will be wise, but whoever associates with fools will suffer. Disaster hunts down sinners, but righteous people are rewarded with good. Good people leave an inheritance to their grandchildren, but the wealth of sinners is stored away for a righteous person. When poor people are able to plow, there is much food, but a person is swept away where there is no justice. Whoever refuses to spank his son hates him, but whoever loves his son disciplines him from early on. A righteous person eats to satisfy his appetite, but the bellies of wicked people are always empty. Proverbs chapter 14 The wisest of women builds up her home, but a stupid one tears it down with her own hands. Whoever lives right fears the Lord, but a person who is devious in his ways despises him. Because of a stubborn fool's words, a whip is lifted against him, but wise people are protected by their speech. Where there are no cattle, the feeding trough is empty, but the strength of an ox produces plentiful harvests. A trustworthy witness does not lie, but a dishonest witness breathes lies. A mocker searches for wisdom without finding it, but knowledge comes easily to a person who has understanding. Stay away from a fool, because you will not receive knowledge from his lips. The wisdom of a sensible person guides his way of life, but the stupidity of fools misleads them. Stubborn fools make fun of guilt, but there is forgiveness among decent people. The heart knows its own bitterness, and no stranger can share its joy. The houses of wicked people will be destroyed, but the tents of decent people will continue to expand. There is a way that seems right to a person, but eventually it ends in death. Even while laughing, a heart can ache, and joy can end in grief. A heart that turns from God becomes bored with its own ways, but a good person is satisfied with God's ways. A gullible person believes anything, but a sensible person watches his step. A wise person is cautious and turns away from evil, but a fool is careless and overconfident. A short-tempered person acts stupidly, and a person who plots evil is hated. Gullible people are gifted with stupidity, but sensible people are crowned with knowledge. Evil people will bow to good people. Wicked people will bow at the gates of a righteous person. A poor person is hated even by his neighbor, but a rich person is loved by many. Whoever despises his neighbor sins, but blessed is the one who is kind to humble people. Don't those who stray plan what is evil, while those who are merciful and faithful plan what is good? In hard work there is always something gained, but idle talk leads only to poverty. The crown of wise people is their wealth. The stupidity of fools is just that, stupidity. An honest witness saves lives, but one who tells lies is dangerous.
In the fear of the Lord there is strong confidence, and his children will have a place of refuge. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to turn one away from the grasp of death. A large population is an honor for a king, but without people a ruler is ruined. A person of great understanding is patient, but a short temper is the height of stupidity. A tranquil heart makes for a healthy body, but jealousy is like bone cancer. Whoever oppresses the poor insults his maker, but whoever is kind to the needy honors him. A wicked person is thrown down by his own wrongdoing, but even in his death a righteous person has a refuge. Wisdom finds rest in the heart of an understanding person. Even fools recognize this. Righteousness lifts up a nation, but sin is a disgrace in any society. A king is delighted with a servant who acts wisely, but he is furious with one who acts shamefully. Proverbs chapter 15. A gentle answer turns away rage, but a harsh word stirs up anger. The tongues of wise people give good expression to knowledge, but the mouths of fools pour out a flood of stupidity. The eyes of the Lord are everywhere. They watch evil people and good people. A soothing tongue is a tree of life, but a deceitful tongue breaks the spirit. A stubborn fool despises his father's discipline, but whoever appreciates a warning shows good sense. Great treasure is in the house of a righteous person, but trouble comes along with the income of a wicked person. The lips of wise people spread knowledge, but a foolish attitude does not. A sacrifice brought by wicked people is disgusting to the Lord, but the prayers of decent people please Him. The way of wicked people is disgusting to the Lord, but He loves those who pursue righteousness. Discipline is a terrible burden to anyone who leaves the right path. Anyone who hates a warning will die. If Sheol and Abaddon lie open in front of the Lord, how much more the human heart! A mocker does not appreciate a warning, he will not go to wise people. A joyful heart makes a cheerful face, but with a heartache comes depression. The mind of a person who has understanding searches for knowledge, but the mouths of fools feed on stupidity. Every day is a terrible day for a miserable person, but a cheerful heart has a continual feast. Better to have a little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure and turmoil. Better to have a dish of vegetables where there is love than juicy steaks where there is hate. A hot head stirs up a fight, but one who holds his temper calms disputes. The path of lazy people is like a thorny hedge, but the road of decent people is an open highway. A wise son makes his father happy, but a foolish child despises its mother. Stupidity is fun to the one without much sense, but a person who has understanding forges straight ahead. Without advice, plans go wrong, but with many advisers they succeed. A person is delighted to hear an answer from his own mouth and a timely word. Oh, how good! The path of life for a wise person leads upward in order to turn him away from hell below. The Lord tears down the house of an arrogant person, but He protects the property of widows. The thoughts of evil people are disgusting to the Lord, but pleasant words are pure to Him. Whoever is greedy for unjust gain brings trouble to his family, but whoever hates bribes will live. The heart of a righteous person carefully considers how to answer, but the mouths of wicked people pour out a flood of evil things. The Lord is far from wicked people, but He hears the prayers of righteous people. A twinkle in the eye delights the heart, good news refreshes the body.
the ear that listens to a life-giving warning will be at home among wise people. Whoever ignores discipline despises himself, but the person who listens to warning gains understanding. The fear of the Lord is discipline leading to wisdom, and humility comes before honor. Proverbs chapter 16. The plans of the heart belong to humans, but an answer on the tongue comes from the Lord. A person thinks all his ways are pure, but the Lord weighs motives. Entrust your efforts to the Lord, and your plans will succeed. The Lord has made everything for his own purpose, even wicked people for the day of trouble. Everyone with a conceited heart is disgusting to the Lord. Certainly, such a person will not go unpunished. By mercy and faithfulness, Peace is made with the Lord. By the fear of the Lord, evil is avoided. When a person's ways are pleasing to the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Better a few possessions gained honestly than many gained through injustice. A person may plan his own journey, but the Lord directs his steps. When a divine revelation is on a king's lips, he cannot voice a wrong judgment. Honest balances and scales belong to the Lord. He made the entire set of weights. Wrongdoing is disgusting to kings because a throne is established through righteousness. Kings are happy with honest words, and whoever speaks what is right is loved. A king's anger announces death, but a wise man makes peace with him. When the king is cheerful, there is life, and his favor is like a cloud bringing spring rain. How much better it is to gain wisdom than gold, and the gaining of understanding should be chosen over silver. The highway of decent people turns away from evil. Whoever watches his way preserves his own life. Pride precedes a disaster, and an arrogant attitude precedes a fall. Better to be humble with lowly people than to share stolen goods with arrogant people. Whoever gives attention to the Lord's word prospers, and blessed is the person who trusts the Lord. The person who is truly wise is called understanding, and speaking sweetly helps others learn. Understanding is a fountain of life to the one who has it, but stubborn fools punish themselves with their stupidity. A wise person's heart controls his speech, and what he says helps others learn. Pleasant words are like honey from a honeycomb sweet to the spirit, and healthy for the body. There is a way that seems right to a person, but eventually it ends in death. A laborer's appetite works to his advantage because his hunger drives him on. A worthless person plots trouble, and his speech is like a burning fire. A devious person spreads quarrels. A gossip separates the closest of friends. A violent person misleads his neighbor and leads him on a path that is not good. Whoever winks his eye is plotting something devious. Whoever bites his lips has finished his evil work. Silver hair is a beautiful crown found in a righteous life. Better to get angry slowly than to be a hero. Better to be even-tempered than to capture a city. The dice are thrown, but the Lord determines every outcome. Proverbs chapter 17. Better a bite of dry bread eaten in peace than a family feast filled with strife. A wise slave will become master over a son who acts shamefully, and he will share the inheritance with the brothers. The crucible is for refining silver and the smelter for gold, but the one who purifies hearts by fire is the Lord. An evildoer pays attention to wicked lips. A liar opens his ears to a slanderous tongue. 
Whoever makes fun of a poor person insults his maker. Whoever is happy to see someone's distress will not escape punishment. Grandchildren are the crown of grandparents, and parents are the glory of their children. Refined speech is not fitting for a godless fool. How much less does lying fit a noble person? A bribe seems like a jewel to the one who gives it. Wherever he turns, he prospers. Whoever forgives an offense seeks love, but whoever keeps bringing up the issue separates the closest of friends. A reprimand impresses a person who has understanding more than a hundred lashes impress a fool. A rebel looks for nothing but evil. Therefore, a cruel messenger will be sent to punish him. Better to meet a bear robbed of its cubs than a fool carried away with his stupidity. Whoever pays back evil for good, evil will never leave his home. Starting a quarrel is like opening a floodgate, so stop before the argument gets out of control. Whoever approves of wicked people and whoever condemns righteous people is disgusting to the Lord. Why should a fool have money in his hand to buy wisdom when he doesn't have a mind to grasp anything? A friend always loves, and a brother is born to share trouble. A person without good sense closes a deal with a handshake. He guarantees a loan in the presence of his friend. Whoever loves sin loves a quarrel. Whoever builds his city gate high invites destruction. A twisted mind never finds happiness, and one with a devious tongue repeatedly gets into trouble. The parent of a fool has grief, and the father of a godless fool has no joy. A joyful heart is good medicine, but depression drains one's strength. A wicked person secretly accepts a bribe to corrupt the ways of justice. Wisdom is directly in front of an understanding person, but the eyes of a fool are looking around all over the world. A foolish son is a heartache to his father and bitter grief to his mother. To punish an innocent person is not good. To strike down noble people is not right. Whoever has knowledge controls his words, and a person who has understanding is even-tempered. Even a stubborn fool is thought to be wise if he keeps silent. He is considered intelligent if he keeps his lips sealed. Proverbs Chapter 18. A loner is out to get what he wants for himself. He opposes all sound reasoning. A fool does not find joy in understanding, but only in expressing his own opinion. When wickedness comes, contempt also comes, and insult comes along with disgrace. The words of a person's mouth are like deep waters. The fountain of wisdom is an overflowing stream. It is not good to be partial toward a wicked person, thereby depriving an innocent person of justice. By talking, a fool gets into an argument, and his mouth invites a beating. A fool's mouth is his ruin. His lips are a trap to his soul. The words of a gossip are swallowed greedily, and they go down into a person's innermost being. Whoever is lazy in his work is related to a vandal. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. A righteous person runs to it and is safe. A rich person's wealth is his strong city, and is like a high wall in his imagination. Before destruction, a person's heart is arrogant, but humility comes before honor. Whoever gives an answer before he listens is stupid and shameful. A person's spirit can endure sickness, but who can bear a broken spirit? The mind of a person who has understanding acquires knowledge. The ears of wise people seek knowledge. A gift opens doors for the one who gives it and brings him into the presence of great people. The first to state his case seems right until his neighbor comes to cross-examine him. 
Flipping a coin ends quarrels and settles issues between powerful people. An offended brother is more resistant than a strong city, and disputes are like the locked gate of a castle tower. A person's speaking ability provides for his stomach. His talking provides him a living. The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love to talk will have to eat their own words. Whoever finds a wife finds something good and has obtained favor from the Lord. A poor person is timid when begging, but a rich person is blunt when replying. Friends can destroy one another, but a loving friend can stick closer than family. Proverbs chapter 19 Better to be a poor person who lives innocently than to be one who talks dishonestly and is a fool. A person without knowledge is no good. A person in a hurry makes mistakes. The stupidity of a person turns his life upside down and his heart rages against the Lord. Wealth adds many friends, but a poor person is separated from his friend. A lying witness will not go unpunished. One who tells lies will not escape. Many try to win the kindness of a generous person, and everyone is a friend to a person who gives gifts. The entire family of a poor person hates him. How much more do his friends keep their distance from him? When he chases them with words, they are gone. A person who gains sense loves himself. One who guards understanding finds something good. A lying witness will not go unpunished. One who tells lies will die. Luxury does not fit a fool, much less a slave-ruling princess. A person with good sense is patient, and it is to his credit that he overlooks an offense. The rage of a king is like the roar of a lion, but his favor is like dew on the grass. A foolish son ruins his father, and a quarreling woman is like constantly dripping water. Home and wealth are inherited from fathers, but a sensible wife comes from the Lord. Laziness throws one into a deep sleep, and an idle person will go hungry. Whoever obeys the law preserves his life, but whoever despises the Lord's ways will be put to death. Whoever has pity on the poor lends to the Lord, and he will repay him for his good deed. Discipline your son while there is still hope. Do not be the one responsible for his death. A person who has a hot temper will pay for it. If you rescue him, you will have to do it over and over. Listen to advice and accept discipline so that you may be wise the rest of your life. Many plans are in the human heart, but the advice of the Lord will endure. Loyalty is desirable in a person, and it is better to be poor than a liar. The fear of the Lord leads to life, and such a person will rest easy without suffering harm. A lazy person puts his fork in his food. He doesn't even bring it back to his mouth. Strike a mocker, and a gullible person may learn a lesson. Warn an understanding person, and he will gain more knowledge. A son who assaults his father and who drives away his mother brings shame and disgrace. If you stop listening to instruction, my son, you will stray from the words of knowledge. A worthless witness mocks justice, and the mouths of wicked people swallow up trouble. Punishments are set for mockers and beatings for the backs of fools. Proverbs chapter 20 Wine makes people mock, liquor makes them noisy, and everyone under their influence is unwise. The rage of a king is like the roar of a lion. Whoever makes him angry forfeits his life. Avoiding a quarrel is honorable. After all, any stubborn fool can start a fight. 
A lazy person does not plow in the fall. He looks for something in the harvest but finds nothing. A motive in the human heart is like deep water, and a person who has understanding draws it out. Many people declare themselves loyal, but who can find someone who is really trustworthy? A righteous person lives on the basis of his integrity. Blessed are his children after he is gone. A king who sits on his throne to judge sifts out every evil with his eyes. Who can say, I've made my heart pure, I'm cleansed from my sin? A double standard of weights and measures, both are disgusting to the Lord. Even a child makes himself known by his actions, whether his deeds are pure or right. The ear that hears, the eye that sees, the Lord made them both. Do not love sleep, or you will end up poor. Keep your eyes open, and you will have plenty to eat. Bad, bad, says the buyer. Then, as he goes away, he brags about his bargain. There are gold and plenty of jewels, but the lips of knowledge are precious gems. Hold on to the garment of one who guarantees a stranger's loan, and hold responsible the person who makes a loan on behalf of a foreigner. Food gained dishonestly tastes sweet to a person, but afterwards his mouth will be filled with gravel. Plans are confirmed by getting advice, and with guidance one wages war. Whoever goes around as a gossip tells secrets. Do not associate with a person whose mouth is always open. The lamp of the person who curses his father and mother will be snuffed out in total darkness. An inheritance quickly obtained in the beginning will never be blessed in the end. Do not say, I'll get even with you. Wait for the Lord, and he will save you. A double standard of weights is disgusting to the Lord, and dishonest scales are no good. The Lord is the one who directs a person's steps. How then can anyone understand his own way? It is a trap for a person to say impulsively, This is a holy offering, and later to have second thoughts about those vows. A wise king scatters the wicked and then runs them over. A person's soul is the Lord's lamp. It searches his entire innermost being. Mercy and truth protect a king, and with mercy he maintains his throne. While the glory of young men is their strength, the splendor of older people is their silver hair. Brutal beatings cleanse away wickedness. Such beatings cleanse the innermost being. Proverbs chapter 21 The king's heart is like streams of water. Both are under the Lord's control. He turns them in any direction he chooses. A person thinks everything he does is right, but the Lord weighs hearts. Doing what is right and fair is more acceptable to the Lord than offering a sacrifice. A conceited look and an arrogant attitude, which are the lamps of wicked people, are sins. The plans of a hard-working person lead to prosperity, but everyone who is always in a hurry ends up in poverty. Those who gather wealth by lying are wasting time. They are looking for death. The violence of wicked people will drag them away, since they refuse to do what is just. The way of a guilty person is crooked, but the behavior of those who are pure is moral. Better to live on a corner of a roof than to share a home with a quarreling woman. The mind of a wicked person desires evil and has no consideration for his neighbor. When a mocker is punished, a gullible person becomes wise, and when a wise person is instructed, he gains knowledge. A righteous person wisely considers the house of a wicked person. He throws wicked people into disasters. Whoever shuts his ear to the cry of the poor will call and not be answered. A gift given in secret calms anger, and a secret bribe calms great fury. 
When justice is done, a righteous person is delighted, but troublemakers are terrified. A person who wanders from the way of wise behavior will rest in the assembly of the dead. Whoever loves pleasure will become poor. Whoever loves wine and expensive food will not become rich. Wicked people become a ransom for righteous people, and treacherous people will take the place of decent people. Better to live in a desert than with a quarreling and angry woman. Costly treasure and wealth are in the home of a wise person, but a fool devours them. Whoever pursues righteousness and mercy will find life, righteousness, and honor. A wise man attacks a city of warriors and pulls down the strong defenses in which they trust. Whoever guards his mouth and his tongue keeps himself out of trouble. An arrogant, conceited person is called a mocker. His arrogance knows no limits. The desire of a lazy person will kill him because his hands refuse to work. All day long he feels greedy, but a righteous person gives and does not hold back. The sacrifice of wicked people is disgusting, especially if they bring it with evil intent. A lying witness will die, but a person who listens to advice will continue to speak. A wicked person puts up a bold front, but a decent person's way of life is his own security. No wisdom, no understanding, and no advice can stand up against the Lord. The horse is made ready for the day of battle, but the victory belongs to the Lord. Proverbs chapter 22 a good name is more desirable than great wealth. Respect is better than silver or gold. The rich and the poor have this in common. The Lord is the maker of them all. Sensible people foresee trouble and hide from it, but gullible people go ahead and suffer the consequence. On the heels of humility, the fear of the Lord, are riches in honor and life. A devious person has thorns and traps ahead of him. Whoever guards himself will stay far away from them. Train a child in the way he should go, and even when he is old he will not turn away from it. A rich person rules poor people, and a borrower is a slave to a lender. Whoever plants injustice will harvest trouble, and this weapon of his own fury will be destroyed. Whoever is generous will be blessed, because he has shared his food with the poor. Drive out a mocker, and conflict will leave. Quarreling and abuse will stop. Whoever loves a pure heart and whoever speaks graciously has a king as his friend. The Lord's eyes watch over knowledge, but he overturns the words of a treacherous person. A lazy person says, There's a lion outside. I'll be murdered in the streets. The mouth of an adulterous woman is a deep pit. The one who is cursed by the Lord will fall into it. Foolishness is firmly attached to a child's heart. Spanking will remove it far from him. Oppressing the poor for profit or giving to the rich certainly leads to poverty. Open your ears and hear the words of wise people, and set your mind on the knowledge I give you. It is pleasant if you keep them in mind so that they will be on the tip of your tongue, so that your trust may be in the Lord. Today I have made them known to you, especially to you. Didn't I write to you previously with advice and knowledge in order to teach you the words of truth? so that you can give an accurate report to those who send you. Do not rob the poor, because they are poor, or trample on the rights of an oppressed person at the city gate, because the Lord will plead their case, and will take the lives of those who rob them. Do not be a friend of one who has a bad temper, and never keep company with a hothead, or you will learn his ways and set a trap for yourself. 
Do not be found among those who make deals with a handshake, among those who guarantee other people's loans. If you have no money to pay back a loan, why should your bed be repossessed? Do not move an ancient boundary marker that your ancestors set in place. Do you see a person who is efficient in his work? He will serve kings. He will not serve unknown people. Proverbs chapter 23. When you sit down to eat with a ruler, pay close attention to what is in front of you, and put a knife to your throat if you have a big appetite. Do not crave his delicacies, because this is food that deceives you. Do not wear yourself out getting rich. Be smart enough to stop. Will you catch only a fleeting glimpse of wealth before it is gone? It makes wings for itself like an eagle flying into the sky. Do not eat the food of one who is stingy, and do not crave his delicacies. As he calculates the cost to himself, this is what he does. He tells you, eat and drink, but he doesn't really mean it. You will vomit the little bit you have eaten and spoil your pleasant conversation. Do not talk directly to a fool, because he will despise the wisdom of your words. Do not move an ancient boundary marker, or enter fields that belong to orphans, because the one who is responsible for them is strong. He will plead their case against you. Live a more disciplined life, and listen carefully to words of knowledge. Do not hesitate to discipline a child. If you spank him, he will not die. Spank him yourself, and you will save his soul from hell. My son, if you have a wise heart, my heart will rejoice as well. My heart rejoices when you speak what is right. Do not envy sinners in your heart. Instead, continue to fear the Lord. There is indeed a future, and your hope will never be cut off. My son, listen, be wise, and keep your mind going in the right direction. Do not associate with those who drink too much wine, with those who eat too much meat, because both a drunk and a glutton will become poor. Drowsiness will dress a person in rags. Listen to your father, since you are his son, and do not despise your mother because she is old. Buy truth, and do not sell it. That is, buy wisdom, discipline, and understanding. A righteous person's father will certainly rejoice. Someone who has a wise son will enjoy him. May your father and your mother be glad. May she who gave birth to you rejoice. My son, give me your heart. Let your eyes find happiness in my ways. A prostitute is a deep pit. A loose woman is a narrow well. She is like a robber, lying in ambush. She spreads unfaithfulness throughout society. Who has trouble? Who has misery? Who has quarrels? Who has a complaint? Who has wounds for no reason? Who has bloodshot eyes? Those who drink glass after glass of wine and mix it with everything. Do not look at wine, because it is red, because it sparkles in the cup, because it goes down smoothly. Later it bites like a snake and strikes like a poisonous snake. Your eyes will see strange sights, and your mouth will say embarrassing things. You will be like someone lying down in the middle of the sea, or like someone lying down on top of a ship's mast, saying, They strike me, but I feel no pain. They beat me, but I'm not aware of it. Whenever I wake up, I'm going to look for another drink. Proverbs chapter 24 Do not envy evil people or wish you were with them, because their minds plot violence and their lips talk trouble. With wisdom a house is built. With understanding it is established. With knowledge its rooms are filled with every kind of riches, both precious and pleasant. A strong man knows how to use his strength. 
But a person with knowledge is even more powerful. After all, with the right strategy you can wage war, and with many advisors there is victory. Matters of wisdom are beyond the grasp of a stubborn fool. At the city gate he does not open his mouth. Whoever plans to do evil will be known as a schemer. Foolish scheming is sinful, and a mocker is disgusting to everyone. If you faint in a crisis, you are weak. Rescue captives condemned to death and spare those staggering toward their slaughter. When you say, We didn't know this, won't the one who weighs hearts take note of it? Won't the one who guards your soul know it? Won't he pay back people for what they do? Eat honey, my son, because it is good. Honey that flows from the honeycomb tastes sweet. The knowledge of wisdom is like that for your soul. If you find it, then there is a future, and your hope will never be cut off. You wicked one, do not lie in ambush at the home of a righteous person. Do not rob his house. A righteous person may fall seven times, but he gets up again. However, in a disaster, wicked people fall. Do not be happy when your enemy falls, and do not feel glad when he stumbles. The Lord will see it. He won't like it, and he will turn his anger away from that person. Do not get overly upset with evildoers. Do not envy wicked people, because an evil person has no future, and the lamps of wicked people will be snuffed out. Fear the Lord, my son. Fear the king as well. Do not associate with those who always insist upon change, because disaster will come to them suddenly. Who knows what misery both may bring? These also are the sayings of wise people. Showing partiality as a judge is not good. Whoever says to a guilty person, You are innocent, will be cursed by people and condemned by nations. But people will be pleased with those who convict a guilty person, and a great blessing will come to them. Giving a straight answer is like a kiss on the lips. Prepare your work outside and get things ready for yourself in the field. Afterwards, build your house. Do not testify against your neighbor without a reason, and do not deceive with your lips. Do not say, I'll treat him as he treated me. I'll pay him back for what he has done to me. I passed by a lazy person's field, the vineyard belonging to a person without sense. I saw that it was all overgrown with thistles. The ground was covered with weeds, and its stone fence was torn down. When I observed this, I took it to heart. I saw it and learned my lesson. Just a little sleep, just a little slumber, just a little nap. Then your poverty will come like a drifter, and your need will come like a bandit. Proverbs chapter 25 These also are Solomon's proverbs that were copied by the men of King Hezekiah of Judah. It is the glory of God to hide things, but the glory of kings to investigate them. Like the high heavens and the deep earth, so the mind of kings is unsearchable. Take the impurities out of silver, and a vessel is ready for the silversmith to mold. Take a wicked person away from the presence of a king, and justice will make his throne secure. Do not brag about yourself in front of a king, or stand in the spot that belongs to notable people, because it is better to be told, Come up here, than to be put down in front of a prince whom your eyes have seen. Do not be in a hurry to go to court. What will you do in the end if your neighbor disgraces you? Present your argument to your neighbor, but do not reveal another person's secret. Otherwise, when he hears about it, he will humiliate you, and his evil report about you will never disappear. Like golden apples in silver settings, so is a word spoken at the right time. 
Like a gold ring and a fine gold ornament, so is constructive criticism to the ear of one who listens. Like the coolness of snow on a harvest day, so is a trustworthy messenger to those who send him. He refreshes his masters. Like a dense fog or a dust storm, so is a person who brags about a gift that he does not give. With patience you can persuade a ruler, and a soft tongue can break bones. When you find honey, eat only as much as you need, otherwise you will have too much and vomit. Do not set foot in your neighbor's house too often, otherwise he will see too much of you and hate you. Like a club and a sword and a sharp arrow, so is a person who gives false testimony against his neighbor. Like a broken tooth and a lame foot, so is confidence in an unfaithful person in a time of crisis. Like taking off a coat on a cold day or pouring vinegar on baking soda, so is singing songs to one who has an evil heart. If your enemy is hungry, give him some food to eat, and if he is thirsty, give him some water to drink. In this way, you will make him feel guilty and ashamed, and the Lord will reward you. As the north wind brings rain, so a whispering tongue brings angry looks. Better to live on a corner of a roof than to share a home with a quarreling woman. Like cold water to a thirsty soul, so is good news from far away. Like a muddied spring in a polluted well, so is a righteous person who gives in to a wicked person. Eating too much honey is not good, and searching for honor is not honorable. Like a city broken into and left without a wall, so is a person who lacks self-control. Proverbs chapter 26 like snow in summertime and rain at harvest time, so honor is not right for a fool. Like a fluttering sparrow, like a darting swallow, so a hastily spoken curse does not come to rest. A whip is for the horse, a bridle is for the donkey, and a rod is for the backs of fools. Do not answer a fool with his own stupidity, or you will be like him. Answer a fool with his own stupidity, or he will think he is wise." Whoever uses a fool to send a message cuts off his own feet and brings violence upon himself. Like a lame person's limp legs, so is a proverb in the mouths of fools. Like tying a stone to a sling, so is giving honor to a fool. Like a thorn stuck in a drunk's hand, so is a proverb in the mouths of fools. Like many people who destroy everything, so is one who hires fools or drifters. As a dog goes back to its vomit, so a fool repeats his stupidity. Have you met a person who thinks he is wise? There is more hope for a fool than for him. A lazy person says, There's a ferocious lion out on the road. There's a lion loose in the streets. As a door turns on its hinges, so the lazy person turns on his bed. A lazy person puts his fork in his food. He wears himself out as he brings it back to his mouth. A lazy person thinks he is wiser than seven people who give a sensible answer. Like grabbing a dog by the ears, so is a bystander who gets involved in someone else's quarrel. Like a madman who shoots flaming arrows, arrows and death, so is the person who tricks his neighbor and says, I was only joking. Without wood, a fire goes out, and without gossip, a quarrel dies down. As charcoal fuels burning coals and wood fuels fire... So a quarrelsome person fuels a dispute. The words of a gossip are swallowed greedily, and they go down into a person's innermost being. Like a clay pot covered with cheap silver, so is smooth talk that covers up an evil heart.
Whoever is filled with hate disguises it with his speech, but inside he holds on to deceit. When he talks charmingly, do not trust him because of the seven disgusting things in his heart. His hatred is deceitfully hidden, but his wickedness will be revealed to the community. Whoever digs a pit will fall into it. Whoever rolls a stone will have it rolled back on him. A lying tongue hates its victims, and a flattering mouth causes ruin. Proverbs chapter 27 Do not brag about tomorrow, because you do not know what another day may bring. Praise should come from another person and not from your own mouth, from a stranger and not from your own lips. A stone is heavy and sand weighs a lot, but annoyance caused by a stubborn fool is heavier than both. Anger is cruel and fury is overwhelming, but who can survive jealousy? Open criticism is better than unexpressed love. Wounds made by a friend are intended to help, but an enemy's kisses are too much to bear. One who is full despises honey, but to one who is hungry even bitter food tastes sweet. Like a bird wandering from its nest, so is a husband wandering from his home. Perfume and incense make the heart glad, but the sweetness of a friend is a fragrant forest. Do not abandon your friend or your father's friend. Do not go to a relative's home when you are in trouble. A neighbor living nearby is better than a relative far away. Be wise, my son, and make my heart glad so that I can answer anyone who criticizes me. Sensible people foresee trouble and hide. Gullible people go ahead and suffer. Hold on to the garment of one who guarantees a stranger's loan, and hold responsible the person who makes a loan in behalf of a foreigner. Whoever blesses his friend early in the morning with a loud voice, his blessing is considered a curse. Constantly dripping water on a rainy day is like a quarreling woman. Whoever can control her can control the wind. He can even pick up olive oil with his right hand. As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens the wits of another. Whoever takes care of a fig tree can eat its fruit, and whoever protects his master is honored. As a face is reflected in water, so a person is reflected by his heart. Hell and decay are never satisfied, and a person's eyes are never satisfied. The crucible is for refining silver, and the smelter for gold, but a person is tested by the praise given to him. If you crush a stubborn fool in a mortar with a pestle along with grain, even then his stupidity will not leave him. Be fully aware of the condition of your flock, and pay close attention to your herds. Wealth is not forever, nor does a crown last from one generation to the next. When grass is cut short, the tender growth appears, and vegetables are gathered on the hills. Lambs will provide you with clothing, and the money from the male goats will buy a field. There will be enough goat milk to feed you, to feed your family, and to keep your servant girls alive. Proverbs chapter 28 A wicked person flees when no one is chasing him, but righteous people are as bold as lions. When a country is in revolt, it has many rulers, but only with a person who has understanding and knowledge will it last a long time. A poor person who oppresses poorer people is like a driving rain that leaves no food. Those who abandon God's teachings praise wicked people, but those who follow God's teachings oppose wicked people. Evil people do not understand justice, but those who seek the Lord understand everything. Better to be a poor person who has integrity than to be rich and double-dealing. Whoever follows God's teachings is a wise son. Whoever associates with gluttons disgraces his father.
Whoever becomes wealthy through unfair loans and interest collects them for the one who is kind to the poor. Surely the prayer of someone who refuses to listen to God's teachings is disgusting. Whoever leads decent people into evil will fall into his own pit, but innocent people will inherit good things. A rich person is wise in his own eyes, but a poor person with understanding sees right through him. When righteous people triumph, there is great glory, but when wicked people rise, people hide themselves. Whoever covers over his sins does not prosper. Whoever confesses and abandons them receives compassion. Blessed is the one who is always fearful of sin, but whoever is hard-hearted falls into disaster. Like a roaring lion and a charging bear, so a wicked ruler is a threat to poor people. A leader without understanding taxes his people heavily, but those who hate unjust gain will live longer. A person burdened with the guilt of murder will be a fugitive down to his grave. No one will help him. Whoever lives honestly will be safe. Whoever lives dishonestly will fall all at once. Whoever works his land will have plenty to eat. Whoever chases unrealistic dreams will have plenty of nothing. A trustworthy person has many blessings, but anyone in a hurry to get rich will not escape punishment. Showing partiality is not good, because some people will turn on you even for a piece of bread. A stingy person is in a hurry to get rich, not realizing that poverty is about to overtake him. Whoever criticizes people will be more highly regarded in the future than the one who flatters with his tongue. The one who robs his father or his mother and says, It isn't wrong, is a companion to a vandal. A greedy person stirs up a fight, but whoever trusts the Lord prospers. Whoever trusts his own heart is a fool. Whoever walks in wisdom will survive. Whoever gives to the poor lacks nothing. Whoever ignores the poor receives many curses. When wicked people rise, people hide. When they die, righteous people increase. Proverbs chapter 29 A person who will not bend after many warnings will suddenly be broken beyond repair. When righteous people increase, the people of God rejoice, but when a wicked person rules, everybody groans. A person who loves wisdom makes his father happy, but one who pays prostitutes wastes his wealth. By means of justice a king builds up a country, but a person who confiscates religious contributions tears it down. A person who flatters his neighbor is spreading a net for him to step into. To an evil person sin is bait in a trap, but a righteous person runs away from it and is glad. A righteous person knows the just cause of the poor. A wicked person does not understand this. Mockers create an uproar in a city, but wise people turn away anger. When a wise person goes to court with a stubborn fool, he may rant and rave, but there is no peace and quiet. Bloodthirsty people hate an innocent person, but decent people seek to protect his life. A fool expresses all his emotions, but a wise person controls them. If a ruler pays attention to lies, all his servants become wicked. A poor person and an oppressor have this in common, the Lord gives both of them sight. When a king judges the poor with honesty, his throne will always be secure. A spanking and a warning produce wisdom, but an undisciplined child disgraces his mother. When wicked people increase, crime increases, but righteous people will witness their downfall. Correct your son, and he will give you peace of mind. He will bring delight to your soul. Without prophetic vision, people run wild. 
but blessed are those who follow God's teachings. A slave cannot be disciplined with words. He will not respond, though he may understand. Have you met a person who is quick to answer? There is more hope for a fool than for him. Pamper a slave from childhood, and later he will be ungrateful. An angry person stirs up a fight, and a hothead does much wrong. A person's pride will humiliate him, but a humble spirit gains honor. Whoever is a thief's partner hates his own life. He will not testify under oath. A person's fear sets a trap for him, but one who trusts the Lord is safe. Many seek an audience with a ruler, but justice for humanity comes from the Lord. An unjust person is disgusting to righteous people. A decent person is disgusting to wicked people. Proverbs chapter 30 The words of Agur, son of Jaqeh, Agur's prophetic revelation. This man's declaration, I'm weary, O God. I'm weary and worn out, O God. I'm more like a dumb animal than a human being. I don't even have human understanding. I haven't learned wisdom. I don't have knowledge of the Holy One. To the audience, Who has gone up to heaven and come down? Who has gathered the wind in the palm of his hand? Who has wrapped water in a garment? Who has set up the earth from one end to the other? What is his name or the name of his son? Certainly you must know. Every word of God has proven to be true. He is a shield to those who come to him for protection. Do not add to his words, or he will reprimand you, and you will be found to be a liar. I've asked you for two things. Don't keep them from me before I die. Keep vanity and lies far away from me. Don't give me either poverty or riches. Feed me only the food I need, or I may feel satisfied and deny you and say, Who is the Lord? Or I may become poor and steal and give the name of my God a bad reputation. Do not slander a slave to his master. The slave will curse you, and you will be found guilty. A certain kind of person curses his father and does not bless his mother. A certain kind of person thinks he is pure but is not washed from his own feces. A certain kind of person looks around arrogantly and is conceited. A certain kind of person, whose teeth are like swords and whose jaws are like knives, devours oppressed people from the earth and people from among humanity. The blood-sucking leech has two daughters. Give and give. Three things are never satisfied. Four never say enough. The grave, a barren womb, a land that never gets enough water, a fire that does not say enough. The eye that makes fun of a father and hates to obey a mother will be plucked out by ravens in the valley and eaten by young vultures. Three things are too amazing to me, even four that I cannot understand. An eagle making its way through the sky, a snake making its way over a rock, a ship making its way through high seas, a man making his way with a virgin. This is the way of a woman who commits adultery. She eats, wipes her mouth, and says, I haven't done anything wrong. Three things cause the earth to tremble, even four it cannot bear up under. A slave when he becomes king, a godless fool when he is filled with food, a woman who is unloved when she gets married, a maid when she replaces her mistress. Four things on earth are small, yet they are very wise. Ants are not a strong species, yet they store their food in summer. Rock badgers are not a mighty species, yet they make their home in the rocks. Locusts have no king, yet all of them divide into swarms by instinct. A lizard you can hold in your hands, 
yet it can even be found in royal places. There are three things that walk with dignity, even four that march with dignity. A lion, mightiest among animals, which turns away from nothing. A strutting rooster, a male goat, a king at the head of his army. If you are such a godless fool as to honor yourself, or if you scheme, you had better put your hand over your mouth. As churning milk produces butter and punching a nose produces blood, so stirring up anger produces a fight. Proverbs chapter 31 The Sayings of King Lemuel, a prophetic revelation used by his mother to discipline him. What, my son? What, son to whom I gave birth? What, son of my prayers? Don't give your strength to women or your power to those who ruin kings. It is not for kings, Lemuel. It is not for kings to drink wine or for rulers to crave liquor. Otherwise they drink and forget what they have decreed and change the standard of justice for all oppressed people. Give liquor to a person who is dying and wine to one who feels resentful. Such a person drinks and forgets his poverty and does not remember his trouble any more. Speak out for the one who cannot speak, for the rights of those who are doomed. Speak out, judge fairly, and defend the rights of oppressed and needy people. Who can find a wife with a strong character? She is worth far more than jewels. Her husband trusts her with all his heart, and he does not lack anything good. She helps him and never harms him all the days of her life. She seeks out wool and linen with care and works with willing hands. She is like merchant ships. She brings her food from far away. She wakes up while it is still dark and gives food to her family and portions of food to her female slaves. She picks out a field and buys it. She plants a vineyard from the profit she has earned. She puts on strength like a belt and goes to work with energy. She sees that she is making a good profit. Her lamp burns late at night. She puts her hands on the distaff and her fingers hold a spindle. She opens her hands to oppressed people and stretches them out to needy people. She does not fear for her family when it snows because her whole family has a double layer of clothing. She makes quilts for herself. Her clothes are made of linen and purple cloth. Her husband is known at the city gates when he sits with the leaders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and delivers belts to the merchants. She dresses with strength and nobility, and she smiles at the future. She speaks with wisdom, and on her tongue there is tender instruction. She keeps a close eye on the conduct of her family, and she does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children and her husband stand up and bless her. In addition, he sings her praises by saying, Many women have done noble work, but you have surpassed them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty evaporates, but a woman who has the fear of the Lord should be praised. Reward her for what she has done, and let her achievements praise her at the city gates. Ecclesiastes chapter 1 The words of the spokesman, the son of David and the king in Jerusalem. Absolutely pointless, says the spokesman. Absolutely pointless. Everything is pointless. What do people gain from all their hard work under the sun? Generations come and generations go, but the earth lasts forever. The sun rises and the sun sets, and then it rushes back to the place where it will rise again. The wind blows toward the south and shifts toward the north. Round and round it blows. It blows in a full circle. All streams flow into the sea, but the sea is never full. The water goes back to the place where the streams began in order to start flowing again. All of these sayings are worn-out phrases 
They are more than anyone can express, comprehend, or understand. Whatever has happened before will happen again. Whatever has been done before will be done again. There is nothing new under the sun. Can you say that anything is new? It has already been here long before us. Nothing from the past is remembered. Even in the future, nothing will be remembered by those who come after us. I, the spokesman, have been king of Israel in Jerusalem. With all my heart I used wisdom to study and explore everything done under heaven. Mortals are weighed down with a terrible burden that God has placed on them. I have seen everything that is done under the sun. Look at it. It's all pointless. It's like trying to catch the wind. No one can straighten what is bent. No one can count what is not there. I thought to myself, I have grown wiser than anyone who has ruled Jerusalem before me. I've had a lot of experience with wisdom and knowledge. I've used my mind to understand wisdom and knowledge, as well as madness and stupidity. Now I know that this is like trying to catch the wind. With a lot of wisdom comes a lot of heartache. The greater your knowledge, the greater your pain. Ecclesiastes chapter 2 I thought to myself, now I want to experiment with pleasure and enjoy myself, but even this was pointless. I thought, laughter doesn't make any sense. What does pleasure accomplish? I explored ways to make myself feel better by drinking wine. I also explored ways to do some foolish things. During all that time, wisdom continued to control my mind. I was able to determine whether this was good for mortals to do during their brief lives under heaven. I accomplished some great things. I built houses for myself. I planted vineyards for myself. I made gardens and parks for myself. I planted every kind of fruit tree in them. I made pools to water the forest of growing trees. I bought male and female slaves. In addition, slaves were born in my household. I owned more herds and flocks than anyone in Jerusalem before me. I also gathered silver and gold for myself. I gathered the treasures of kings and provinces. I provided myself with male and female singers and the pleasures men have with one concubine after another. So I grew richer than anyone in Jerusalem before me. Yet my wisdom remained with me. If something appealed to me, I did it. I allowed myself to have any pleasure I wanted, since I found pleasure in my work. This was my reward for all my hard work. But when I turned to look at all that I had accomplished and all the hard work I had put into it, I saw that it was all pointless. It was like trying to catch the wind. I gained nothing from any of my accomplishments under the sun. Then I turned my attention to experience wisdom, madness, and foolishness. For instance, what can the man who replaces the king do? Only what has already been done. But I saw that wisdom has an advantage over foolishness, as light has an advantage over darkness. A wise person uses the eyes in his head, but a fool walks in the dark. But I have also come to realize that the same destiny waits for both of them. I thought to myself, if the destiny that waits for the fool waits for me as well, then what is the advantage in being wise? So I thought that even this is pointless. Neither the wise person nor the fool will be remembered for long, since both will be forgotten in the days to come. Both the wise person and the fool will die. So I came to hate life, because everything done under the sun seemed wrong to me. Everything was pointless. It was like trying to catch the wind. I came to hate everything for which I had worked so hard under the sun, because I will have to leave it to the person who replaces me. 
Who knows whether that person will be wise or foolish? He will still have control over everything under the sun for which I worked so hard and used my wisdom. Even this is pointless. Then I fell into despair over everything for which I had worked so hard under the sun. Here is someone who had worked hard with wisdom, knowledge, and skill. Yet he must turn over his estate to someone else who didn't work for it. Even this is pointless and a terrible tragedy. What do people get from all of their hard work and struggles under the sun? Their entire life is filled with pain and their work is unbearable. Even at night their minds don't rest. Even this is pointless. There is nothing better for people to do than to eat, drink, and find satisfaction in their work. I saw that even this comes from the hand of God. Who can eat or enjoy themselves without God? God gives wisdom, knowledge, and joy to anyone who pleases Him. But to the person who continues to sin, He gives the job of gathering and collecting wealth. The sinner must turn his wealth over to the person who pleases God. Even this is pointless. It's like trying to catch the wind. Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Everything has its own time, and there is a specific time for every activity under heaven, a time to be born, and a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to pull out what was planted, a time to kill, and a time to heal, a time to tear down, and a time to build up, a time to cry, and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones, and a time to gather them, a time to hug, and a time to stop hugging, a time to start looking, and a time to stop looking, a time to keep, and a time to throw away, a time to tear apart, and a time to sew together, a time to keep quiet, and a time to speak out, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time for war, and a time for peace. What do working people gain from their hard labor? I have seen mortals weighed down with a burden that God had placed on them. It is beautiful how God has done everything at the right time. He has put a sense of eternity in people's minds. Yet mortals still can't grasp what God is doing from the beginning to the end of time. I realize that there's nothing better for them to do than to be cheerful and enjoy what is good in their lives. It is a gift from God to be able to eat and drink and experience the good that comes from every kind of hard work. I realize that whatever God does will last forever. Nothing can be added to it, and nothing can be taken away from it. God does this so that people will fear Him. Whatever has happened in the past is present now. Whatever is going to happen in the future has already happened in the past. God will call the past to account. I saw something else under the sun. There is wickedness where justice should be found. There is wickedness where righteousness should be found. I thought to myself, God will judge righteous people as well as wicked people because there is a specific time for every activity and every work that is done. I thought to myself, God is going to test humans in order to show them that they are like animals. Humans and animals have the same destiny. One dies just like the other. All of them have the same breath of life. Humans have no advantage over animals. All of life is pointless. All life goes to the same place. All life comes from the ground, and all of it goes back to the ground. Who knows whether a human spirit goes upward or whether an animal spirit goes downward to the earth. 
I saw that there's nothing better for people to do than to enjoy their work because that is their lot in life. Who will allow them to see what will happen after them? Ecclesiastes chapter 4. Next, I turn to look at all the acts of oppression that make people suffer under the sun. Look at the tears of those who suffer. No one can comfort them. Their oppressors have all the power. No one can comfort those who suffer. I congratulate the dead who have already died rather than the living who still have to carry on. But the person who hasn't been born yet is better off than both of them. He hasn't seen the evil that is done under the sun. Then I saw that all hard work and skillful effort come from rivalry. Even this is pointless. It's like trying to catch the wind. A fool folds his hands and wastes away. One handful of peace and quiet is better than two handfuls of hard work and of trying to catch the wind. Next I turn to look at something pointless under the sun. There are people who are all alone. They have no children or other family members, so there is no end to all the hard work they have to do. Their eyes are never satisfied with riches, but they never ask themselves why they are working so hard and depriving themselves of good things. Even this is pointless and a terrible tragedy. Two people are better than one because together they have a good reward for their hard work. If one falls, the other can help his friend get up. But how tragic it is for the one who is all alone when he falls. There is no one to help him get up. Again, if two people lie down together, they can keep warm. But how can one person keep warm? Though one person may be overpowered by another, two people can resist one opponent. A triple-braided rope is not easily broken. A young man who is poor and wise is better than an old, foolish king who won't take advice any longer. A young man came out of prison to rule as king, even though he had been born in poverty in that same kingdom. I saw all living people moving about under the sun. They sided with the second young man, the king's successor. There was no end to all those people, everyone whom he led. But those who will come later will not be happy with the successor. Even this is pointless. It's like trying to catch the wind. Ecclesiastes chapter 5 Watch your step when you go to the house of God. It is better to go there and listen than to bring the sacrifices fools bring. Fools are unaware that they are doing something evil. Don't be in a hurry to talk. Don't be eager to speak in the presence of God. Since God is in heaven and you are on earth, limit the number of your words. Daydreaming comes when there are too many worries. Careless speaking comes when there are too many words. When you make a promise to God, don't be slow to keep it, because God doesn't like fools. Keep your promise. It is better not to make a promise than to make one and not keep it. Don't let your mouth talk you into committing a sin. Don't say in the presence of a temple messenger, My promise was a mistake. Why should God become angry at your excuse and destroy what you've accomplished? In spite of many daydreams, pointless actions, and empty words, you should still fear God. Don't be surprised if you see poor people being oppressed, denied justice, or denied their rights in any district. One authority is watching over another, and they both have authorities watching over them. Yet a king is an advantage for a country with cultivated fields. Whoever loves money will never be satisfied with money. Whoever loves wealth will never be satisfied with more income. Even this is pointless. 
As the number of goods increase, so do the number of people who consume them. What do owners gain from all their goods except the opportunity to look at them? The sleep of working people is sweet, whether they eat a little or a lot. But the full stomachs that rich people have will not allow them to sleep. There is a painful tragedy that I have seen under the sun. Riches lead to the downfall of those who hoard them. These hoarded riches were then lost in bad business deals. The owners had children, but now they have nothing to give them. They came from their mother's womb naked. They will leave as naked as they came. They won't even be able to take a handful of their earnings with them from all their hard work. This also is a painful tragedy. They leave exactly as they came. What advantage do they gain from working so hard for the wind? They spend their entire lives in darkness, in constant frustration, sickness, and resentment. At last I have seen what is good and beautiful. It is to eat and drink and to enjoy the good in all our hard work under the sun during the brief lives God gives us. That is our lot in life. It is a gift from God when God gives some people wealth and possessions, the power to enjoy them, the ability to accept their lot in life, and the ability to rejoice in their own hard work. These people won't give much thought to their brief lives, because God keeps them occupied with a joy in their hearts. Ecclesiastes chapter 6 There is a tragedy that I have seen under the sun. It is a terrible one for mortals. God gives one person riches, wealth, and honor so that he doesn't lack anything he wants. Yet God doesn't give him the power to enjoy any of them. Instead, a stranger enjoys them. This is pointless and is a painful tragedy. Suppose a rich person wasn't satisfied with good things while he was alive and didn't even get an honorable burial after he died. Suppose he had a hundred children and lived for many years. No matter how long he would have lived, it still would have been better for him to have been born dead. A stillborn baby arrives in a pointless birth and goes out into the darkness. The darkness then hides its name. Though it has never seen the sun or known anything, the baby finds more rest than the rich person. Even if the rich person lives two thousand years without experiencing anything good, don't we all go to the same place? Everything that people work so hard for goes into their mouths, but their appetite is never satisfied. What advantage does a wise person have over a fool? What advantage does a poor person have in knowing how to face life? It is better to look at what is in front of you than to go looking for what you want. Even this is pointless. It's like trying to catch the wind. Whatever has happened in the past already has a name. Mortals are already known for what they are. Mortals cannot argue with the one who is stronger than they. The more words there are, the more pointless they become. What advantage do mortals gain from this? Who knows what may be good for mortals while they are alive, during the brief, pointless days they live? Mortals pass by like a shadow. Who will tell them about their future under the sun? Ecclesiastes chapter 7 a good name is better than expensive perfume, and the day you die is better than the day you're born. It is better to go to a funeral than to a banquet, because that is where everyone will end up. Everyone who is alive should take this to heart. Sorrow is better than laughter, because in spite of a sad face, the heart can be joyful. The minds of wise people think about funerals, but the minds of fools think about banquets. 
It is better to listen to wise people who reprimand you than to fools who sing your praises. The laughter of a fool is like the crackling of thorns burning under a pot. Even this is pointless. Oppression can turn a wise person into a fool, and a bribe can corrupt the mind. The end of something is better than its beginning. It is better to be patient than arrogant. Don't be quick to get angry, because anger is typical of fools. Don't ask, why were things better in the old days than they are now? It isn't wisdom that leads you to ask this. Wisdom is as good as an inheritance. It is an advantage to everyone who sees the sun. Wisdom protects us just as money protects us, but the advantage of wisdom is that it gives life to those who have it. Consider what God has done. Who can straighten what God has bent? When times are good, be happy. But when times are bad, consider this. God has made the one time as well as the other so that mortals cannot predict their future. I have seen it all in my pointless life. Righteous people die in spite of being righteous. Wicked people go on living in spite of being wicked. Don't be too virtuous and don't be too wise. Why make yourself miserable? Don't be too wicked, and don't be a fool. Why should you die before your time is up? It's good to hold on to the one and not let go of the other, because the one who fears God will be able to avoid both extremes. Wisdom will help a wise person more than ten rulers can help a city. Certainly there is no one so righteous on earth that he always does what is good and never sins. Don't take everything that people say to heart, or you may hear your own servant cursing you. Your conscience knows that you have cursed others many times. I used wisdom to test all of this. I said, I want to be wise, but it is out of my reach. Whatever wisdom may be, it is out of reach. It is deep, very deep. Who can find out what it is? I turn my attention to study, to explore, and to seek out wisdom and the reason for things. I learned that wickedness is stupid and foolishness is madness. I find that a woman whose thoughts are like traps and snares is more bitter than death itself. Even her hands are like chains. Whoever pleases God will escape her, but she will catch whoever continues to sin. The spokesman said, This is what I found. I added one thing to another in order to find a reason for things. I am still seeking a reason for things, but have not found any. I found one man out of a thousand who had it, but out of all these I didn't find one woman. I have found only this. God made people decent, but they look for many ways to avoid being decent. Ecclesiastes chapter 8 Who is really wise? Who knows how to explain things? Wisdom makes one's face shine, and it changes one's grim look. I advise you to obey the king's commands because of the oath you took in God's presence. Don't be in a hurry to leave the king's service. Don't take part in something evil, because he can do whatever he pleases. Since a king's word has such power, no one can ask him what he is doing. Whoever obeys his commands will avoid trouble. The mind of a wise person will know the right time and the right way to act. There is a right time and a right way to act in every situation. Yet a terrible human tragedy hangs over people. They don't know what the future will bring. So who can tell them how things will turn out? No one has the power to prevent the spirit of life from leaving. No one has control over the day of his own death. 
There is no way to avoid the war against death. Wickedness will not save wicked people from dying. I have seen all of this, and I have carefully considered all that is done under the sun whenever one person has authority to hurt others. Then I saw wicked people given an honorable burial. They used to go in and out of the holy place. They were praised in the city for doing such things. Even this is pointless. When a sentence against a crime isn't carried out quickly, people are encouraged to commit crimes. A sinner may commit a hundred crimes and yet live a long life. Still, I know with certainty that it will go well for those who fear God, because they fear Him. But it will not go well for the wicked. They will not live any longer. Their lives are like shadows, because they don't fear God. There is something being done on earth that is pointless. Righteous people suffer for what the wicked do, and wicked people get what the righteous deserve. I say that even this is pointless. So I recommend the enjoyment of life. People have nothing better to do under the sun than to eat, drink, and enjoy themselves. This joy will stay with them while they work hard during their brief lives, which God has given them under the sun. When I carefully considered how to study wisdom and how to look at the work that is done on earth, even going without sleep day and night, then I saw everything that God has done. No one is able to grasp the work that is done under the sun. However hard a person may search for it, he will not find its meaning. Even though a wise person claims to know, he is not able to grasp it. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 Now I have carefully thought about all this, and I explain it in this way. Righteous people and wise people, along with their accomplishments, are in God's hands. No one knows whether there will be love or hatred. Everything turns out the same way for everyone. All people will share the same destiny, whether they are righteous, wicked, or good, clean or unclean. Whether they offer sacrifices or don't offer sacrifices, good people are treated like sinners. People who take oaths are treated like those who are afraid to take oaths. This is the tragedy of everything that happens under the sun. Everyone shares the same destiny. Moreover, the hearts of mortals are full of evil. Madness is in their hearts while they are still alive. After that, they join the dead. But all who are among the living have hope, because a living dog is better than a dead lion. The living know that they will die, but the dead don't know anything. There is no more reward for the dead when the memory of them has faded. Their love, their hate, and their passions have already vanished. They will never again take part in anything that happens under the sun. Go, enjoy eating your food, and drink your wine cheerfully, because God has already accepted what you've done. Always wear clean clothes, and never go without lotion on your head. Enjoy life with your wife, whom you love, during all your brief, pointless life. God has given you your pointless life under the sun. This is your lot in life, and what you get for the hard work that you do under the sun. Whatever presents itself for you to do, do it with all your might, because there is no work, planning, knowledge, or skill in the grave where you're going. I saw something else under the sun. The race isn't won by fast runners or the battle by heroes. Wise people don't necessarily have food. Intelligent people don't necessarily have riches, and skilled people don't necessarily receive special treatment. But time and unpredictable events overtake all of them. No one knows when his time will come.
Like fish that are caught in a cruel net or birds caught in a snare, humans are trapped by a disaster when it suddenly strikes them. I also have seen this example of wisdom under the sun, and it made a deep impression on me. There was a small town with a few soldiers in it, and a powerful king came to attack it. He surrounded it and blockaded it. A poor, wise person was found in that town. He saved the town using his wisdom, but no one remembered that poor person. So I said, Wisdom is better than strength. Even though that poor person's wisdom was despised and no one listened to what he said, one should pay more attention to calm words from wise people than shouting from a ruler of fools. Wisdom is better than weapons of war, but one sinner can destroy much that is good. Ecclesiastes chapter 10 Dead flies will make a bottle of perfume stink, and then it is spoiled. A little foolishness outweighs wisdom and honor. A wise person's heart leads the right way. The heart of a fool leads the wrong way. Even when a fool goes walking, he has no sense, and shows everyone else that he's a fool. If a ruler becomes angry with you, don't resign your position. If you remain calm, you can make up for serious offenses. There is a tragedy that I've seen under the sun, an error often made by rulers. Foolish people are often given high positions, and rich people are left to fill lower positions. I've seen slaves sitting on horses, and influential people going on foot like slaves. Whoever digs a pit may fall into it. Whoever breaks through a stone wall may be bitten by a snake. Whoever works in a stone quarry may get hurt. Whoever splits wood may be injured. If an axe is blunt and the edge isn't sharpened, then one has to use more strength. But wisdom prepares the way for success. If a snake bites before it has been charmed, then there is no advantage in being a snake charmer. A wise person's words win favors, but a fool's lips are self-destructive. A fool starts out by talking foolishness and ends up saying crazy things that are dangerous. He never stops talking. No one knows what the future will bring or what will happen after death. Who can say, fools wear themselves out with hard work because they don't even know the way to town? How horrible it will be for any country where the king used to be a servant and where the high officials throw parties in the morning. A country is blessed when the king is from a noble family and when the high officials eat at the right time in order to get strength and not to get drunk. A roof sags because of laziness. A house leaks because of idle hands. A meal is made for laughter, and wine makes life pleasant, but money is the answer for everything. Don't curse the king even in your thoughts, and don't curse rich people even in your bedroom. A bird may carry your words, or some winged creature may repeat what you say. Ecclesiastes chapter 11 Throw your bread on the surface of the water, because you will find it again after many days. Divide what you have into seven parts, or even into eight, because you don't know what disaster may happen on earth. If the clouds are full of rain, they will let it pour down on the earth. If a tree falls north or south, the tree will remain where it fell. Whoever watches the wind will never plant. Whoever looks at the clouds will never harvest. Just as you don't know how the breath of life enters the limbs of a child within its mother's womb, you also don't understand how God, who made everything, works. Plant your seed in the morning, and don't let your hands rest until evening. You don't know whether this field or that field will be profitable, 
or whether both of them will turn out equally well. Light is sweet, and it is good for one's eyes to see the sun. Even though people may live for many years, they should enjoy every one of them. But they should also remember there will be many dark days. Everything that is coming is pointless. You young people should enjoy yourselves while you're young. You should let your hearts make you happy when you're young. Follow wherever your heart leads you and whatever your eyes see. But realize that God will make you give an account for all these things when He judges everyone. Get rid of what troubles you or wears down your body, because childhood and youth are pointless. Ecclesiastes chapter 12 Remember your Creator when you are young, before the days of trouble come and the years catch up with you. They will make you say, I have found no pleasure in them. Remember your Creator before the sun, the light, the moon, and the stars turn dark, and the clouds come back with rain. Remember your Creator when those who guard the house tremble, strong men are stooped over, the women at the mill stop grinding because there are so few of them, and those who look out of the windows see a dim light. Remember your Creator when the doors to the street are closed, the sound of the mill is muffled, you are startled at the sound of a bird, and those who sing songs become quiet. Remember your Creator when someone is afraid of heights and of dangers along the road, the almond tree blossoms, the grasshopper drags itself along, and the caper bush has no fruit. Mortals go to their eternal rest, and mourners go out in the streets. Remember your Creator before the silver cord is snapped. The golden bowl is broken, the pitcher is smashed near the spring, and the water-wheel is broken at the cistern. Then the dust of mortals goes back to the ground as it was before, and the breath of life goes back to God who gave it. Absolutely pointless, says the spokesman. Everything is pointless. Besides being wise, the spokesman also taught the people what he knew. He very carefully thought about it, studied it, and arranged it in many proverbs. The spokesman tried to find just the right words. He wrote the words of truth very carefully. Words from wise people are like spurs. Their collected sayings are like nails that have been driven in firmly. They come from one shepherd. Be warned, my children, against anything more than these. People never stop writing books. Too much studying will wear out your body. After having heard it all, this is the conclusion. Fear God and keep His commands, because this applies to everyone. God will certainly judge everything that is done. This includes every secret thing, whether it is good or bad. Song of Songs, Chapter 1 The Most Beautiful Song of Solomon Let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth. Your expressions of love are better than wine, better than the fragrance of cologne. Cologne should be named after you. No wonder the young women love you. Take me with you. Let's run away. The king has brought me into his private rooms. We will celebrate and rejoice with you. We will praise your expressions of love more than wine. How right it is that the young women love you. Young women of Jerusalem, I am dark and lovely like Kedar's tents, like Solomon's curtains. Stop staring at me, because I am so dark. The sun has tanned me. My brothers were angry with me. They made me the caretaker of the vineyards. I have not even taken care of my own vineyard. Please tell me, you whom I love, where do you graze your flock? 
Where does your flock lie down at noon? Tell me, or I will be considered a prostitute wandering among the flocks of your companions. If you do not know, most beautiful of women, follow the tracks of the flocks and graze your young goats near the shepherd's tents. My true love, I compare you to a mare among Pharaoh's stallions. Your cheeks are lovely with ornaments, your neck with strings of pearls. We will make gold ornaments with silver beads for you. While the king is at his table, my perfume fills the air with its fragrance. My beloved is a pouch of myrrh that lies at night between my breasts. My beloved is a bouquet of henna flowers in the vineyards of Engedi. Look at you. You are beautiful, my true love. Look at you. You are so beautiful. Your eyes are like doves. Look at you. You are handsome, my beloved, so pleasing to me. The leaf-scattered ground will be our couch. The cedars will be the walls of our house. The cypress trees will be our rafters. Song of Songs, Chapter 2 I am a rose of Sharon, a lily growing in the valleys. Like a lily among thorns, so is my true love among the young women. Like an apple tree among the trees in the forest, so is my beloved among the young men. I want to sit in his shadow. His fruit tastes sweet to me. He leads me into a banquet room and looks at me with love. Strengthen me with raisins and refresh me with apples, because I am weak from love. His left hand is under my head. His right hand caresses me. Young women of Jerusalem swear to me by the gazelles or by the does in the field that you will not awaken love or arouse love before its proper time. I hear my beloved's voice. Look, here he comes, sprinting over the mountains, racing over the hills. My beloved is like a gazelle or a young stag. Look, there he stands behind our wall, peeking through the window, looking through the lattice. My beloved said to me, Get up, my true love, my beautiful one, and come with me. Look, the winter is past. The rain is over and gone. Blossoms appear in the land. The time of the songbird has arrived. The cooing of the morning dove is heard in our land. The green figs ripen. The grapevines bloom and give off a fragrance. Get up, my true love, my beautiful one, and come with me. My dove, in the hiding places of the rocky crevices, in the secret places of the cliffs, let me see your figure and hear your voice. Your voice is sweet and your figure is lovely. Catch the foxes for us, the little foxes that ruin vineyards, our vineyards are blooming. My beloved is mine, and I am his. He is the one who grazes his flock among the lilies. When the day brings a cooling breeze and the shadows flee, Turn around, my beloved. Run like a gazelle or a young stag on the mountains that separate us. Song of Songs, Chapter 3 Night after night on my bed I looked for the one I love. I looked for him but did not find him. I will get up now and roam around the city, in the streets and in the squares. I will look for the one I love. I looked for him but did not find him. The watchmen making their rounds in the city found me. I asked. Have you seen the one I love? I had just left them when I found the one I love. I held on to him and would not let him go until I had brought him into my mother's house, into the bedroom of the one who conceived me. Young women of Jerusalem swear to me by the gazelles or by the does in the field that you will not awaken love or arouse love before its proper time. Who is this young woman 
coming up from the wilderness like clouds of smoke. She is perfumed with myrrh and incense made from the merchant's scented powders. Look, Solomon's sedan chair. Sixty soldiers from the army of Israel surround it. All of them are skilled in using swords, experienced in combat. Each one has his sword at his side and guards against the terrors of the night. King Solomon had a carriage made for himself from the wood of Lebanon. He had its posts made out of silver, its top out of gold, its seat out of purple fabric. Its inside, with inlaid scenes of love, was made by the young women of Jerusalem. Young women of Zion, come out and look at King Solomon. Look at his crown, the crown his mother placed on him on his wedding day, his day of joyful delight. Song of Songs, Chapter 4 Look at you. You are beautiful, my true love. Look at you. You are so beautiful. Your eyes behind your veil are like doves. Your hair is like a flock of goats moving down Mount Gilead. Your teeth are like a flock of sheep about to be sheared, sheep that come up from the washing. All of them bear twins, and not one has lost its young. Your lips are like scarlet thread. Your mouth is lovely. Your temples behind your veil are like slices of pomegranate. Your neck is like David's beautifully designed tower. A thousand round shields belonging to soldiers are hung on it. Your breasts are like two fawns, like twin gazelles grazing among the lilies. When the day brings a cool breeze and the shadows flee, I will go to the mountain of myrrh and the hill of incense. You are beautiful in every way, my true love. There is no blemish on you. You will come with me from Lebanon, from Lebanon, as my bride. You will travel with me from the peak of Mount Amana, from the mountain peaks in Senir and Hermon, from the lairs of lions, from the mountains of leopards. My bride, my sister, you have charmed me. You have charmed me with a single glance from your eyes, with a single strand of your necklace. How beautiful are your expressions of love, my bride, my sister! How much better are your expressions of love than wine, and the fragrance of your perfume than any spice! Your lips drip honey, my bride. Honey and milk are under your tongue. The fragrance of your clothing is like the fragrance of Lebanon. My bride, my sister, is a garden that is locked, a garden that is locked, a spring that is sealed. You are paradise that produces pomegranates and the best fruits, henna flowers and nard, nard and saffron, calamus, cinnamon, and all kinds of incense, myrrh, aloes, and all the best spices. You are a spring for gardens, a well of living water flowing from Lebanon. Awake, north wind, come, south wind, blow on my garden, let its spices flow from it. Let my beloved come to his garden, and let him eat his own precious fruit. Song of Songs, Chapter 5 My bride, my sister, I will come to my garden. I will gather my myrrh with my spice, I will eat my honeycomb with my honey, I will drink my wine with my milk. Eat, my friends, drink, and become intoxicated with expressions of love. I sleep, but my mind is awake. Listen, my beloved is knocking. Open to me, my true love, my sister, my dove, my perfect one, my head is wet with dew, my hair with the dewdrops of night. I have taken off my clothes. Why should I put them on again? I have washed my feet. Why should I get them dirty again? My beloved put his hand through the keyhole. My heart throbbed for him. I got up to open for my beloved. My hands dripped with myrrh, and my fingers were drenched with liquid myrrh. On the handles of the lock, 
I opened for my beloved. But my beloved had turned away. He was gone. I almost died when he left. I looked for him, but I did not find him. I called for him, but he did not answer me. The watchmen making their rounds in the city found me. They struck me. They wounded me. Those watchmen on the walls took my robe from me. Young women of Jerusalem swear to me that if you find my beloved, you will tell him I am hopelessly lovesick. Most beautiful of women, what makes your beloved better than any other beloved? What makes your beloved better than any other beloved that you make us swear this way? My beloved is dazzling yet ruddy. He stands out among ten thousand men. His head is the finest gold. His hair is wavy, black as a raven. His eyes are set like doves bathing in milk. His cheeks are like a garden of spices, a garden that produces scented herbs. His lips are lilies that drip with myrrh. His hands are disks of gold set with emerald. His chest is a block of ivory covered with sapphires. His legs are columns of marble set on bases of pure gold. His form is like Lebanon, choice as the cedars. His mouth is sweet in every way. Everything about him is desirable. This is my beloved, and this is my friend, young women of Jerusalem. Song of Songs, Chapter 6 Where did your beloved go, most beautiful women? Where did your beloved turn? We will look for him with you. My beloved went to his garden, to the beds of spices, to graze his flock in the gardens and gather lilies. I am my beloved's, and my beloved is mine. He is the one who grazes his flock among the lilies. You are beautiful, my true love, like Tirzah, lovely like Jerusalem, awe-inspiring like those great cities. Turn your eyes away from me. They enchant me. Your hair is like a flock of goats moving down from Gilead. Your teeth are like a flock of sheep, sheep that come up from the washing. All of them bear twins, and not one has lost its young. Your temples behind your veil are like slices of pomegranate. There are sixty queens, eighty concubines, and countless virgins. But she is unique, my dove, my perfect one. Her mother thinks she is unique. She is pure to the one who gave birth to her. Her sisters saw her and blessed her. Queens and concubines saw her and praised her. Who is this young woman? She looks like the dawn. She is beautiful like the moon, pure like the sun, awe-inspiring like those heavenly bodies. I went to the walnut grove to look at the blossoms in the valley to see if the grapevine had budded and the pomegranates were in bloom. I did not know that I had become like the chariots of my noble people. Come back! Come back, young woman from Shulam. Come back, come back, so that we may look at you. Why do you look at me, the young woman from Shulam, as you look at the dance of Mahanaim? Song of Songs, Chapter 7 How beautiful are your feet in their sandals, noble daughter! The curves of your thighs are like ornaments, like the work of an artist's hands. Your navel is a round bowl. May it always be filled with spiced wine. Your waist is a bundle of wheat enclosed in lilies. Your breasts are like two fawns, twins of a gazelle. Your neck is like an ivory tower. Your eyes are like pools in Heshbon, pools by the gate of Bathrabim. Your nose is like a Lebanese tower facing Damascus. You hold your head as high as Mount Carmel. Your dangling curls are royal beauty. Your flowing locks could hold a king captive. How beautiful and charming you are, my love, with your elegance. Young woman, your figure is like a palm tree, and your breasts are like its clusters. I thought, 
I will climb the palm tree and take hold of its fruit. May your breasts be like clusters on the vine. May the fragrance of your breath be like apples. May your mouth taste like the best wine. That goes down smoothly to my beloved and glides over the lips of those about to sleep. I am my beloved's, and he longs for me. Come, my beloved, let's go into the field. Let's spend the night among the henna flowers. Let's go to the vineyards early. Let's see if the vines have budded, if the grape blossoms have opened, if the pomegranates are in bloom. There I will give you my love. The mandrakes give off a fragrance, and at our door are all kinds of precious fruits. I have saved new and old things for you alone, my beloved. Song of Songs, Chapter 8 If only you were my brother, one who nursed at my mother's breasts. If I saw you on the street, I would kiss you, and no one would look down on me. I would lead you. I would bring you into my mother's house. She is the one who was my teacher. I would give you some spiced wine to drink, some juice squeezed from my pomegranates. His left hand is under my head. His right hand caresses me. Young women of Jerusalem swear to me that you will not awaken love or arouse love before its proper time. Who is this young woman coming from the wilderness with her arm around her beloved? Under the apple tree I woke you up. There your mother went into labor with you. There she went into labor and gave birth to you. Wear me as a signet ring on your heart, as a ring on your hand. Love is as overpowering as death. Devotion is as unyielding as the grave. Love's flames are flames of fire, flames that come from the Lord. Raging water cannot extinguish love, and rivers will never wash it away. If a man exchanged all his family's wealth for love, people would utterly despise him. We have a little sister, and she has no breasts. What will we do for our sister on the day she becomes engaged? If she is a wall, we will build a silver barrier around her. If she is a door, we will barricade her with cedar boards. I am a wall, and my breasts are like towers, so he considers me to be one who has found peace. Solomon had a vineyard at Baal Hamon. He entrusted that vineyard to caretakers. Each one was to bring twenty-five pounds of silver in exchange for its fruit. My own vineyard is in front of me. That twenty-five pounds is yours, Solomon, and five pounds go to those who take care of its fruit. Young women living in the gardens, while your friends are listening to your voice, let me hear. Come away quickly, my beloved. Run like a gazelle or a young stag on the mountains of spices.